Welcome to the Matrix Unveiled Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa. If you're ready to awaken your consciousness and take the red pill, keep listening. Welcome, 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 everyone. Happy Sunday. So we have a a new show today. We're going to be talking about um, orange negative blood. Is it the um, the Holy Grail bloodline? Lots and lots of interesting information. Lots and lots of interesting information about the orange negative bloodline. So um, a lot of people say, well, I won't say a lot of people, a lot of information that is on the internet about the orange negative bloodline is related to like the royal bloodline, okay? Also that it is related to... Um, the the bloodline of Jesus, okay, the Merovingians. Very, very interesting stuff. About 15% of the population of the earth have this blood, so it's extremely rare. So I know you guys may hear the terminology like blue bloods, you know, um, you know, that people marry into the royal family, like they intermarry, that everybody just can't be a part of that family. So today we're gonna break that down. We're gonna have a conversation about it. Guys, please um, come to the stage so you can be a part of the conversation and make sure that you invite your friends in here so we can go ahead um, and get some more people in the room. Hey, Ryan, how's it going? Yo, yo, how you doing? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. So I'm gonna start the room off by reading you guys an article, okay? Um, Number one, let me just say this. Why is this important? It is important because... Um, orange negative people, like I've mentioned in different shows that I have done is that, you know, I don't necessarily think that everyone that is on earth, that we are of the same species. Like we all may look the same or look similar, you know, in the sense of we all have two arms, two legs, we walk around, you know, all of this stuff. And we seem to be the same on the outside, but we're not necessarily all the same. Right. So we've talked about like clones, We've talked about hybrids. We've talked about possible like reptilians, you know, all that good, crazy stuff. Yeah, we've touched on it. However, um, we never really got and dived into the topic about the bloodline. Okay, so here's one important thing to remember, to know about um, orange negative people. So um, an orange negative mother cannot carry a child in her womb that is not does not share the same um, RH factor. And the body will reject the child as though, as though it's a foreign, you know, um, entity, okay, which is extremely interesting. So first of all, let me just start out. Hey, Dr. Angel, welcome to the stage. Um, let me just start out by saying that what the RH actually means. I think it's just appropriate for me to define that because I don't think most people know what this is. And guys, by the way, if you don't know what your blood type is, you definitely need to know that so that if you're ever in like any sort of like emergency situation, and you may need a, um, you know, blood from other people, whatever, to save your life. It's important to know. Okay, so the RH factor, what does that mean? So RH is a short for rhesus, which is R-H-E-S-U-S. And that is um, relative to what's known as a rhesus monkey, right? So 85% of the human population, roughly thereabouts, um, have a, you know, uh, antigen or you know, something in common in their blood type as this particular monkey. Now, the 15% of the people that are on this planet 
that do not have this blood type um, are located like in Basque. Like it's like this area like right between um, France and Italy, like in this mountain. They're very different. They have a different language. I'm going to play a video here for you guys shortly. Um, I'm going to read an article. So the point to know is like if you know your blood type, so you can be A, you can be O, A, B, or AB. But what's important in your blood, your RH factor, is if you're positive or if you're negative. So before I get into the article, let me check in with Dr. Angel on the stage. Hey, Dr. Angel, how's it going? Are you familiar with this topic at all? I'm familiar with blood types um, because AB, there's only 5% of the world that has the AB blood type. They're the most uh, complex blood type out there. Um, However, I find it interesting what we're going to be talking about in regards to the RH factor. Very cool. Okay, awesome. Yes. A lot of people are not aware of this and not aware that this happens. So like, you know, as a woman, if you carry the RH negative factor, which is very, you know, very small, it's very extremely rare. Um, if you're carrying a child and you mate with someone that doesn't also share the same RH negative factor with you, and the child, the fetus that comes into your body becomes like is um, RH positive, your body will reject the child and that will end up in a miscarriage. So that's why it's extremely important for you to um, know what your blood type is. But of course, guys, we're in the matrix unveiled. So this is not just going to be a conversation um, about blood types. It's going to be a conversation that's, you know, going to be extremely intriguing um, and we're going to see, you know, how far we can take this down. Welcome, Miley. <laughs> Hi, thank you. Okay. So, I'm excited to learn more. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely, extremely interesting. Okay, so um, what is the Bible? Let's start with the Bible, okay? Because we're going to tie this in um, to the Merovingian bloodlines. Now, let me just preface this whole conversation, you guys, by saying this, right? A lot of the information that is out there about um, this arch negative bloodline is it's it's pseudoscience. You know that's the best way that I can track it. There's not a lot of historical data to back up any of this, so most of it is just conjecture. You know, but it's fun and it's interesting. And I actually have this blood type, so I've always been interested in it. Um, you know, people call it the blood of the gods. You know, uh, people say that it's you know a certain certain group of people that were. Um, the bloodlines that remain from uh, the Nephilim, you know, that interacted with um, the human beings and created humans. And it's just a lot of interesting theories and all of these are theories. So all everything that's being said in this room today is allegedly, you know, you definitely have to go and do, you know, your own research on this. And like I said, as a person that has this blood type, I still have not been able to pin anything, you know, um, down um, that is actually factual except for the fact that i cannot carry a child that you know um and that does not have the same blood type as me it will result in a miscarriage unless i have a or all women of course but i'm just speaking about myself um that unless we have a shot called the rogam shot and so that's r-h-o-g-a-m so if you have the rogam shot then your body's able to carry that child so every woman that is rh negative and if you are, if you are arch negative, you know, and you know this and you're in the audience, I would love for you guys to come up on stage and be a part of this discussion. Okay. But, you know, we're going to get into the other part of it and see where this bloodline, see if we can find out 
where this bloodline originated from. Okay, so this article that I'm going to be reading is, is called, What Does the Bible Say About the Arch Negative Blood? Okay, so there's a book called, they call, like I said, The Blood of the Gods. Okay, so the Arch Negative Blood Type Nephilim Bloodline. It is believed that the Arch Negative Blood Type is of unknown origin. It is impossible to pinpoint the exact cause of the existence except for a mutation that took place tens of thousands of years ago. So what does the Bible say about Rh negative blood? Rh negative blood results from Rh negative uh, angels interbreeding with human women in the pre-flood period, eventually resulting in giants known as Nephilims. In Genesis 6, the Bible refers to the watcher angels as sons and sons of God. Okay, this allele pattern led to speculations that Rh-negative genes may have been passed to Noah and Enoch after the flood. From um, okay, from the shroud evidence, Jesus's blood is Rh-negative, and then in parentheses it says AB. I don't know how they know this, but this is what the article says. Okay, so um, scientists believe the Rh-negative factor is due to a crossover event. The gene for the Rh positive blood element was removed from the Reese's box. O is the universal and most common human blood type. There are there are two types of blood, positive and negative. The Rh factor, a protein in human blood that is directly related to the Rhesus monkey, is found in the Rh factor. This indicates that your blood has the factor. If your test is negative, the factor is not in your blood. There are very few exceptions. It is rare for it not to change, okay? About 85% of people have Rh positive blood. This could be a strong argument for the hypothesis that humans are derived from primates and or evolved. 15% of human blood is Rh negative. Okay, so our blood type is one of the most stable human characteristics. So the question remains, where did the Rh negative come from? For years, scientists have struggled with this question, okay? Carrying on. Northern Spain and southern France are the best places to find Rh negative factors among the Basque people. The Eastern Oriental Jews, okay, in general, about 40 to 45% of Europeans have the Rh negative group, about 3% about of African descendants and 1% of Asians or Native American descendants have the Rh negative group. It is safe to assume that it originated in Europe because of the large European population. If the Rh negative factor is a normal blood type, why is it a problem when Rh positive babies are born to Rh negative mothers? Hemolytic disease. I'm going to spell that so you guys can research it. Let me um, bring a few people up here. Guys, raise your hands if you want to come on stage. Okay, so hemolytic disease, that's H-E-M-O-L-Y-T-I-C disease which is an allergic reaction that can lead to death, occurs when two blood groups mix during pregnancy. The antigenic substances can cause blood cell destruction by attacking the negative blood group. Why is it that the body produces antigens for the blood type, for this blood type? Is this an alien blood type? This has never happened in nature before. This is not natural because these animals wouldn't crossbreed if they were left to their own devices. This could only happen if um, if an intervention is made. Okay, is there crossbreeding between two similar but genetically distinct human beings? Um, certain characteristics are common for people with Rh negative blood groups. That seems to be common among the among the majority. Here's a list of some of the most popular. So, extravertebrate, higher than the average IQ, sensitive vision and other senses 
lower body temperatures, higher blood pressure, increasing frequency of psychic intuitive abilities, predominantly green or blue eyes or brown eyes, reddish or reddish hair, increased sensitivity to sunlight and heat, and cannot be cloned. <laughs> How about that? Okay. Alien abduction and other unexplained manifestations. What does all this mean? So what can we, uh, what can we conclude? Rh negative blood did not evolve in the normal evolutionary way. Evolution would appear to have ruled out as the possible cause of this anomaly. It has been shown that blood is the most likely to be mutated and there are no, that, that blood, okay, yeah, that, I read that right, and there are no other blood types. Human evolution could not have created the Rh negative blood type. This theory is supported by the many ancient texts, including the Bible, stories from ancient texts, particularly pre-Christian ones, um, tell us of a race from the heavens to earth. They created man in their image. Okay, so I'm going to stop right there and um, I'm going to open up the floor. So what are you guys thinking about what you're hearing so far? Let's go. Not everyone all at once. Hi, okay. This is Luna. How's everybody doing? Welcome, welcome, Luna. Doing well? Good. Hi, Lisa. So I just happened to come across this really great topic about orange negative blood. I think you were in the middle of reading um, when I came into the to the group. So uh, everything that you are saying, as far as um, I don't know how accurate the theories of where it came from. I'm not sure exactly if you said that or not, but I definitely know that it's not um, of the normal genetics because I am RH negative. I had to learn about different things when I became pregnant and I didn't know nothing, anything about RH negative. And then I started to learn about the types and the groups and the transfers and where did it come from? And there's no monkey gene. So if we evoluted, evolutionized from being apes and monkeys, then where did this particular blood type come from? It does feel like you're an alien because your body will not allow a baby to come in that's a RH positive. It will kill it off. You have to take a rhesus uh, RH, uh, uh, it's a Rogam shot, not Rhesus, excuse me. RH is for Rhesus, but you have to take the Rogam shot when you're pregnant so that your blood and your body not kill off the baby. So it's crazy, but what you're saying is definitely on point. I'm here to listen and I yield the floor. And thank you so much. Anyone else would like to chime in about this? How familiar are you guys? with this whole concept. And we're gonna get a little bit deeper into this. Um, but yeah, anyone's uh, welcome to share right now. I'd love to jump in. Um, hey Lisa, so everything that you were reading about some of the characteristics, I just have to, um, as I actually have RH negative blood and I can relate to a lot of those characteristics that you were reading off as far as like the eye sensitivity to light, um, I'm, I am I do feel like I have some kind of, and I know it sounds weird to say, but I feel like I can sometimes predict things and, and it happens. Um, I mean, nothing crazy, but just 
like I'll, um, and I know a lot of us do this, we just have good intuition, but I'll think of someone and then they'll text me or, you know, call those kinds of things. Um, but it is interesting because um, I did learn about this blood type from um, when I became pregnant. So, you know, I had to do the Rogam shot and all that. And I was just like, that's so weird. I never knew that about myself until then. And then I actually had a couple miscarriages and I, I don't know. I know that they won't say it's because of that, but I just have always in the back of my mind thought like, well, why, you know, maybe that's why, um, because we know that, that it is impossible for, um, you know, to, you, we have to have those shots if we have RH negative blood, but um, it's something that I'm definitely looking into more. Um, but there's some more characteristics that I always I thought was interesting too, like just even the shape of someone's face can kind of be correlated to that. Um, and like you mentioned, the eyes and yeah. So I just I happened to see the topic of this room, and somebody in another room yesterday was bringing it, bringing it up, and um, someone's like, "We got to have a room on this." So. I'm going to try to find some of the same people and bring them in here. But um, anyway, it's just awesome topic. And I definitely hope to chime in and, and learn even more about this. So thank you. Thank you so much for that wonderful share, Annette, you know, and it's always interesting that they say that it's such a small percentage of the people on the planet that have this blood. But every time I bring this topic up in a clubhouse room, um, you know, people uh, there uh, there's always like four or five women on stage that have this this blood type and those are the people that know so for the people that don't even know what their blood type is they won't know you know they don't know if they're um negative or positive they may know like i'm a or b or whatever they may know that but they don't know like the rhesus factor um and i thought about this i i think about this like often but i thought about this in particular because we were doing a room the other day about um the the royals right and so this is this is when you 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 re, you know refer to like um blue bloods and you know things of that nature like what does this even mean you know and when you start to study history and you go down like i have a few um family trees that i have posted you know in the discord and i'm trying to sort all this stuff out myself but it's just a really interesting conversation i just i don't believe everything that is said in history um because um you know let's just keep going let's just keep going let me finish reading this article then i'm gonna play you guys a short video okay so um welcome to the room you guys for the ones that just came in that just popped in welcome 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 it's so glad to have you here um today what we're talking about is we're talking about the rh negative blood um is it the um the holy grail bloodline right because there's a book called holy blood holy grail there's lots of topics about this um even in the book dan brown wrote about um the the um oh god why did i just i just blanked on the name of the book How, do you guys know he, there was a movie made out of it um the da vinci code the maybe? da vinci code yes the da vinci code then he made another book which is like another part two and they trace back the merovingian bloodlines because this is said to be the bloodline of jesus christ himself okay so here's two things you're gonna have to believe you're gonna have to believe a that from what i already read that evolution actually was a thing that you know so you have to believe in the evolutionary theory you know you have to believe in that um and then you also have to believe that jesus christ was a real person <laughs> so that's just interesting um okay so finishing up with the article it says so what would the blood group of jesus um what would be 
the blood group of Jesus. If the mods can help me bring people up that are raising their hands, I would love that. Um, isn't it an interesting question? Without any hesitation, I told him the blood group of Jesus was an HB. He got surprised with that answer and extended conversation um, with me. As far as I know, there are few, a few main groups of blood, ABO and AB, but I never heard about HB, he said. Then I told him the blood of Jesus Christ is completely unique among all other blood groups in the world. HB means holy blood. So yes, dear friends, if you're still wondering about the blood group of Jesus, you better know it's HB, that means holy blood. Dear folks, Christianity talks about life and death in each testament. The Bible deals with life and death issues. And one of the most important terms used is blood. And I mean, we all know that. So I want to welcome the new people to the stage. Um, what I'm going to do now really quickly is I'm going to give a little bit. This is about a seven minute video that I'm going to play just so people can have, you know, more of an idea because we're going to build this conversation out. But you know how I like to do. I like to, you know, lay out some some, you know, some resources and things of that nature. So um, and then we get into the discussion really good. OK, so here we go. Nestled in the mountains between France and Spain. Uh oh. What happened to the video? Bang. Okay. There's a semi isolated population of native European people that have long puzzled anthropologists, linguists, and historians because although they are Caucasoid, they do not fit in with the rest of the European population. Their language, for example, is distinctly unique in Europe and not related to any other Indo-European language. But that's not the only thing that's unique about the Basque. The Basque turned out to also be unique in terms of blood. Prior to the advent of genetic research tools, investigators used the ABO blood groups to study the relationships between human populations as well as their migration patterns. Each person's blood is one of four major types, A, B, AB, or O. Blood types are determined by the types of antigens on the blood cells. Antigens are proteins on the surface of blood cells that can cause a response from the immune system. The Rh factor is a type of protein on the surface of red blood cells. Most people are Rh positive. Those who do not have the Rh factor are Rh negative, which compromises about 15% of the world's population, but appears in much higher percentage among the Basque, which as a population contain among the highest levels of Rh negative blood in the world. The Basque people currently inhabit the area surrounding the Pyrenees Mountains, where Cro-Magnon Man left behind some of his and her most famous artwork over 30,000 years ago. But exactly who are the Basque and where did they come from? I decided that a great place to find out is the University of Nevada since it houses the Center for Basque Studies. This organization is primarily a research center that conducts and publishes on Basque-related topics such as anthropology, history, cultural studies, etc. Here's what they have to say about the Basque people and their origins, and this comes from their website's Frequently Asked Questions. Question. 
Where did the bass come from? No one knows exactly where the bass come from. Some say they have lived in the area since Cro-Magnon man first roamed Europe. Some say they are descended from the original Iberians. More fanciful theories exist as well. One is that the Basques are the descendants of the survivors of Atlantis. Question. Where did the Basque language come from? Just as no one is sure about the origins of the Basques themselves, linguists are not in agreement over the origins of Uskara, the Basque language, either. When asked, I found that the majority of the Basque people themselves maintain that they came from Atlantica, a powerful maritime nation that sank into the Atlantic Ocean after a terrible cataclysm and from which a few survivors reached the Bay of Biscay and the Pyrenees Mountains. This, they say, is not just mythology, but their true pre-European ancestry. There's another ancient people who claim racial lineage from the mythical Atlanteans. The Berbers are currently located geographically around Mount Atlas, but inhabit much of North Africa long before the Arabs arrived. The Berbers are considered the aboriginals of the area, and their origins beyond that are not officially known. Here we have a population many of whom have blue eyes and light hair, living in northwest Africa of all places, and among some of the blonde tribes still living near the Atlas Mountains of Morocco, the percentage of RH negative blood can reach 40%. Now keep in mind, that's not the general uh, national average, but restricted to certain local tribes. Anthropologists, for the most part, dismissed them for many years because they didn't fit well with the out-of-Africa paradigm. So it was presumed that they had migrated from somewhere in Europe. However, that theory has been abandoned with the current understanding of genetics. Scientists now accept the genetic evidence that concludes Berbers are an indigenous, indigenous people, which they believe are descended from native, upper Paleolithic, Cro-Magnon types, going straight back into the Pleistocene or Ice Age. This should make it easier to understand why the oldest remains found in Egypt, nicknamed Ginger, and currently on display in the British Museum, has naturally red hair. This is pre-dynastic, which means before the pharaohs and before the accepted dating of the pyramids. I can go on for quite some time about blonde and red-headed mummies, and blue-eyed statues, but I'll save that for a future video on ancient Egypt. For now, let us turn to another population native to an island off of the African coast who also left mummies and pyramids. The Guanches were very tall, powerfully built, blonde and red-haired indigenous natives of the Canary Islands specifically the island of Tenerife. To date, there's still no evidence that the Guanches had any knowledge of maritime technology, which begs the question, how did they get there? This isolation allowed the Guanche to maintain a racial exclusivity until the time of the Spanish conquest. According to the Encyclopedia Britannica, 11th edition, concerning the ethnic origins and racial identity of the Canary Island Guanches, 
and I quote, the guanches are thought to have been of Cro-Magnon origin with blue or gray eyes and blondish hair. Madame Blavatsky, foundress of the Theosophical Society, points out that the genetic relations between these three populations, well over a hundred years before our modern understanding of DNA, uh, and I quote, she says, if then the Basque and Cro-Magnon cavemen are of the same race as the Canaries guanches, it follows that the former are also allied to the Aborigines of America, the Atlantean affinities of the three types becomes patent. My name is Robert Sepper. All right, you guys. So that was a little bit of background information, you know, more technical information on these individuals that have, um, you know, this, this really rare, you know, RH negative blood. There's another blood type that's out there that I'm not really familiar with. That's even more rare than this blood. But I wanted to talk about this in the context of you know, who are these people, you know, was there, you know, a lot of our conversations where we were trying to like figure out or have discussions about, you know, aliens, reptilians, um, creation stories from around the world, you know, and we're just trying to figure all of this stuff out. We obviously don't have, you know, 100% factual evidence to back up any of these theories that are being floated around the internet. But I think this is an important piece of that talk when we think even about like the Sumerians, um, you know, the, the Anunnaki that came down on earth and helped, you know, to create man. And then we had these different versions of men um, and women and things of that nature. So I thought it'd be an interesting discussion. I'm going to go ahead and open up the floor. I have more info to share. But, you know, I'd love to hear from the speakers on the stage. Guys, the floor is open. I'd like to, uh, can you add my wife? Because she studied uh, bloodlines and genetics, and she came across a lot of information. Her name is Madame. She's in the audience. So she got a lot of information because she independently studied. Okay. If, um, ask her to raise her hand. Well, I'm asking, just raise your hand. Hit the, um, that little icon there you go i see it okay let's bring nadan up madan madan welcome to the stage and we'd love to hear your input on this topic um yes i I listened to the video and um i did do i've never heard that video before but it's interesting because i came to the same conclusion um as far as the groups that they mentioned the basque the berbers and the other group that they mentioned um and being able to tie that all back into Atlantis. So my theory in one of my channels was that the um, RH negative blood type, specifically O negative, um, was tied into Atlantis. So pre um, a lot of the groups that are now on earth that have spread out. Um, And as I study genetics more, I have found some um, links between uh, the Basque and the Berbers specifically. I haven't studied in depth the other group, but the Basque and the Berbers for sure. And um, like as far as old old blood type period, positive or negative, the Americas only has old blood type and its um, original inhabitants. Um, And I believe that a lot of those are old negative. um, as I'm studying more and I'm coming across a lot more people who have indigenous ancestry to the Americas, um, I found all of them to have O negative, um, including myself, my husband, um, um, a lot of other people that I've come across. 
Um, and we all have connections and ancestry right here in the Americas. And so I tied that in with um, also the Basque and the Berbers as being connected to that um, Atlantis line. That's very interesting, you know, and since you have done the research, um, I know personally, and I mean, the, the very unscientific, you know, polls, you know, and research that I've done, but I've come a lot across a lot of, you know, people of African origin that have this blood type. But, you know, according to the article I read before you got here, uh, they only, um, you know, make up about 1% of the, 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 you know, of the 15% of the people on the earth that has it. I'm, I'm sorry, 3%, Asians are 1%. So do your studies align with that? Um, at all because there's yes okay so yes um there are not many um people of african um ancestry or origin that do have the um rh negative factor um majority of them have um their rh positive um with i know in west africa I believe their highest blood types um are a and ab positive um always pretty rare amongst most West Africans. Um, but like I said, in the Americas, O is the only blood type, O negative and positive, is the only blood type found throughout the Americas in the, um, in the indigenous inhabitants of America. Um, so yeah, that my, my research lined up with that as well. Okay, thank you. Uh, hopefully we can get you to chime in again later. Um, is anyone else on the stage would like to um, add their input to this? Um, yes, I would like to add my input. Um, hi. Um, yeah, thanks for letting me speak. Hey, Kali. So hey, what's up? So I'm kind of, we were just talking about this in a Discord or whatever. So I work in a laboratory and, you know, we do a lot of tests. We do bacteria, viruses, but one area I'm going to talk about in particular is blood bank. So when you go to the hospital and say, if you need a transfusion, you know what I mean? There's a lot of so it's, it's pressure. <laughs> it's pressure because if, say, if somebody got shot, what do you give them now? Immediately. They're dying. They're dying. Hurry up. Hurry up. So, boom. When you're typing somebody's blood, you know what I mean? Because um, you know you can't give somebody the wrong blood or they'll die. But there's two measures. There's two parameters that you have to look at when you are given a blood transfusion. I'm talking about immediately. Immediately. You look at the blood type and you look at the... Oof, let me calm down. <laughs> you look at the blood type and you look at the RH factor. You know what I mean? So most of everybody probably know their blood type. A, B, A, B, O. You know what I mean? That's its own separate thing. It has what you call IgM. That's the immunoglobin it inhabits. You know, this is, you know, immunology, a little bit of immunology, just so you know how these IgG work. So blood type, your blood group is IgM, meaning that it's cold reacting. It takes a while for it to react. So if you give somebody the wrong blood type, they won't die immediately. Matter of fact, you might have saved them because the cold, they call them cold agglutins or whatever. Like they take time to react. Now, when we go into the RH factor, that's a totally different ball game. And hence you have the word factor, meaning it's not just, it's not the blood type. This is something in your genes. So if you have the RH factor, meaning that your genes are producing it, it's positive, it's present on your red blood cells, you know what I mean? So, and one thing somebody was talking about was, you know, I feel like everybody know about RH factor through the mom and the baby, like that's a common one. And it's, it's a key component. So you can know 
what it means to be RH negative because I'm I'm negative and I usually don't say that shit because kind of has a bad stigma but it is what it is <laughs> but um anyway but you got to realize with that too like when you have a baby that's um let's say they they're positive for the RH factor and you're negative your, your body is going to attack that baby because our RH is what you call IgG so it's quick, it's immediately, it's warm reactive. So if you give somebody the wrong RH factor, they're dead immediately. So most people say, oh, I gave them the wrong blood type. They die. No, you give them the wrong RH factor, they're dead. You might have saved them with the AB and the ABO. You know what I mean? You can kind of make corrections to your mistake. But the RH, yeah, that patient is dead. It's going to be a clock storm in their body, the organ failure, all of that. So yet yeah, RH is very potent factor but one thing too i'm going to get down kind of to the molecular form of rh because you know it's a complex you know gene and it's composed of multiple antigens but the most important antigen of the rh factor is what you call the d antigen you know what i mean that's what they use to test for the presence of rh if they have that d antigen on the presence of their red blood cell so the d antigen is kind of is a structural you know what I mean? So it's something about the people who don't have that RH factor present on their red blood cell. It makes their red blood cell more thinner. And I'm about to go to work in a minute. I was supposed to be there at the record club. Maybe I can get some pictures, go into blood bank and just, you know, see if they have a picture of them doing like a, you know, real life, you know, test tube shit like somebody on the table. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, that shit is real. You get somebody the wrong RH, they dead immediately but oh one thing also too last thing i don't want to hold the mic the thing is the thing is i feel like the rh negative it, it kind of taps into that reptilian complex of our brain you know what i mean like the reptile complex is very competitive it's fast it's quick it's like no other ain't nobody as far as fight or flight yeah we ready it's more so like immediate but with that, there is a shadow side to it. And I feel as though people hone in on the shadow side of it. But there is an advantage of it because you see throughout ancient Egypt, they worshiped the snake. It was a symbolic of good as health. You know what I mean? And even still, look how women move their heads. You know what I mean? When they're talking like a snake, you know what I mean? Also too, your Kundalini rising, what do they call it? A snake. So I feel as though we all have that reptilian complex in us, even going down from the sperm which is a tadpole and the egg, the ovum, which is like a woman laying the egg. You know what I mean? So we all got it in us. It's just, I feel like without it, it's just a little bit more keen. So yeah, that's it. Wow. Thank you. That was very, very in-depth. I appreciate that. You know, and so the interesting part about it is that we are here made in with one another on planet Earth. And most this this is not a part of our educational system whatsoever, right? So there's never been a health class that I've ever taken that discussed this. I'm am I wrong? Have you guys ever taken you know, any sort of health class in either, you know, school or high school or college that ever um, broke this whole thing down for you that, you know, that you need to have your blood tested or you could basically be miscarrying children because you can't, you know, carry a child with someone that doesn't, you know, match your, um, your rhesus factor. Anybody? No, 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 not me either. Exactly. Okay. And so I found out about this by having a miscarriage. You know what I'm saying? That's how I found out that I, you know, had that particular bloodline. Okay. Myself. Now, 
the interesting part about this, I wanted to talk about this because it's something that, you know, because I have it, um, you know, I've always like looked into it, but there's very, very, very limited information on the internet. Um, most of it, you, it cannot be put into a, ba a, a box that's called facts. It's just, you know, just like theories about what this is all about. You know what I mean? But the fact that it's, it's you know, it said that it only showed up in the human population, you know, so many hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of years ago, it makes you wonder where did it come from? And why is it that the Rh negative people, mothers cannot carry an Rh positive child? You know, we have to ask ourselves these questions and it actually ties in, you know, I do a lot of room that rooms that may talk about really, really wild topics that are pretty much on outliers in society, things that people may deem conspiratorial or whatever. But this is definitely one of those things that we can talk about, that we can say, hey, this is real. So we cannot all be the same. We, there's a difference between us, okay? Now, I mentioned earlier about the Merovingians, okay? And how, and I also read an article about how this goes back to so-called, you know, this is the Holy Grail, okay? And that this is somehow tied into Jesus Christ, um, Mary Magdalene, and the bloodline of the Merovingians, right? I have posted a few like um, family charts, family trees um, in the Discord that, um, but they're hard to read and because they're all different and then you don't know because I'm not familiar with these eras of time. I'm not familiar with these these names and these these family lines. And as time progresses forward, you know, in history, a lot of families change their names. So it's really hard to track them back. So they may know who they are, but everybody else, you know what I'm saying? We don't know who they are. And, you know, let's get to the bottom of this. You know, are these, are this, is this the royal bloodline? Is it really? And do the royals have it? Oh, I forgot to complete my thought earlier when I was saying that I wanted to do this room after we talked about, we were having a conversation a few days ago about, you know, Prince Andrew being stripped of his titles and things of that nature. And we got into a conversation about bloodlines and how, um, um, Meghan Markle had to be tested, right? Um, also, that Beyonce is a part of this bloodline as well. And when I was looking at one of the, the family tree charts that I looked at for the Merovingians, who were also mentioned in the, um, they're mentioned in the Dan Brown's book, um, The Da Vinci Code, and they also showed up, you know, in the Matrix movie, the second one. Um, but I noticed that the symbol for the Merovingians is that symbol the for New Orleans. What is it called again, you guys? And and Beyonce uses it for her clothing line, the House of Darion. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Florida Lease. The, thank you, the Florida list. And I actually used to have a necklace with the Florida list on there. But um, so it's like things are tying together, but not really. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of deep digging has to go on. So do they know who their family bloodlines are? And interestingly enough, one of the, the family trees that I have, it actually has Orleans on there. You know what I mean? And so she's from, you know, her family is from New Orleans. You know, they know that they're from this, this, um, this bloodline. Um, you see how she's treated as royalty, things of that nature. So is she a part of, and did, was she the one that got Jay-Z into? It's just a lot of questions. <laughs> anyway, guys, let me read this to you guys real quick. It's not that long. 
Um, this is um, an article, and all these are in the in the Discord. It's called Holy Bloodline, the Merovingian Dynasty. Who were the Merovingians? So it's historically speaking, the Merovingian Dynasty consisted of Frankish kings who reigned over regions compassing ancient Gaul from 481. So this is Clovis I to 752 BCE, and this was Childeric III. According to tradition, Clovis, the founder of the dynasty, descended from Merovec, uh, or Merovec, chief of the Salian Franks and father of Childeric, I'm sorry, Childeric I, Clovis, his father. After his death, his kingdom was divided up into Austrasia, Neustria, and Burgundy. These borders, however, were not clearly defined. In fact, they were frequently combined and were eventually fully united under the reign of Clotaire the first, 558 to 61, Clotaire II, 613 to 23, and Dagobert, 629 to 39. Although the dynasty would endure for more than a century, afterward it would be ruled mostly by idle kings uh, or kings controlled by their mayors and uh, Carolingians, like Carolina, but Carolingians. So the Merovingians and the Holy Bloodline. According to the alternative historical theories, such as the one espoused in the Da Vinci Code, the Merovingian line had a connection to Jesus's family bloodline. This theory proposes that Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene and, how, and moreover, had children whom she bore, jealous of her um, unrivaled attention in the eyes of their Messiah, the, the apostles sought to marginalize her after Jesus's crucifixion. Since in danger, Magdalene fled to Gaul, France, where she raised her children who were legal heirs to the house of Judah. Eventually, her children would marry into the Merovingian line, which had their capital in Paris. Furthermore, these supposed conspiracy theorists claim that the Merovingians did not simply disappear after the rule of Childeric II. Rather, Dagobert's son, Sigebert, carried on their line. The secret would be kept by the Priory of Sion, a secret organization that was supposedly evolved to become the Knights Templar, who also had the responsibility of carrying documents verifying Mary Magdalene's relationship with Jesus, as well as the Holy Grail itself, Mary's body. <sighs> okay, that's a lot. <laughs> all right, the floor is open. What do you guys think about, I, I don't know. What do you guys think about all this stuff? I have a question for the people who are, who have the RH negative. Do you guys, because um, I'm RH negative as well, uh, do you guys have images in your mind? Can you see colors? Can you see images? Can you hear voices in your mind? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Kali. You want to speak? <laughs> I don't mean, know. It's funny you said that because it's funny. I, now I want to sound crazy. That shit sound crazy. But it's dead ass. I dead ass. And by myself, I was just like, damn, I heard that. Because I, I was doing this third eye exercise. It was weird. I was reading this book. And it's like teaching you how to tap into your third eye. And it was, it's deep. <laughs> and I heard the sound, like, I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I guess so. So it goes on my theory I have. I believe this is just a theory that all RH negative people are actually the conscious people that came to earth to raise the vibration of the earth for certain people who was of, of this place. So my theory is like, if you study Bobby Hammond or Phil Valentine or even Panic or even other uh, metaphysics teachers, you will see that there was a group of us that came to earth 
to raise the vibration of other people because some of us fail and some of us degraded. If you read, uh, I want to say his name, I, I want to believe is um, Rudolf Steiner. He talks about Atlantis and Lumeria, how a lot of us came down here. Some of us degraded or devolved into these creatures of Earth, the apes and stuff like that. And so, and some of us became regular people that I guess I want to say lost the soul. And then some of us became the teachers that had to come back to get, to get these people a, a chance to redeem themselves to go on to the next level and leave Earth behind. But that's just Bodhisattvas. The Bodhisattvas, yes. What I had yep, I heard agree with is, you. what I had heard of zero negative blood type that that is the rare one um, in terms of um, I know and don't quote me because I when I found that out I was a Christian and it freaked me out. Um, my dad had zero negative blood type. My brother had zero negative blood type. I have zero negative blood type, and my two children have zero negative blood type. I, um, when I got interested in my DNA and everything, I went on researching it, and one video was saying that uh, scientists don't know where it came from. And I was like, oh my gosh. So the, the conclusion of that video was that it actually is from the alien race. And it freaked me out at first. Now I'm like, it's very interesting, but I, I just want to know more what people know more about that. But they were talking about specifically okay. zero negative. Can I um, chime in into what Olga just said? Um, because I heard that as well, like I'm all negative and that's one thing that like, even when I was little and they would like take blood out of my hand, like out of my arm, they would always tell me the nurses, they were like, wow, you have really special blood. You have really good blood. And going back to Beyonce is funny because her family, yes, they're from New Orleans, but they came to New Orleans from Haiti. And her family's name is the Beyoncés, the Bays. My fa father's family is also from Haiti. And it's just crazy because there's a lot of things that we're not being told clearly. Like even when the video was talking about like, you know, the people in the Basque, they might be Atlanteans. I personally, from what I researched, do not agree with that because there's also a lot of lies to make certain people seem, you know, higher up or whatever. But I did hear the same thing that Olga said about um, the old negative blood and how it's like, you know, I don't know, like rare, special, whatever. But yeah, Beyonce's family is from Haiti, the Beyonce's, and they went to New Orleans to liberate their uh, brothers and sisters during, you know, the enslavement times. But I think it's very interesting, her bloodline. And, and I just want to add to that, Joanna, that the bays from um, from Maiti, they are uh, Moors. They're, they're from the Moorish bloodline. Correct. It's so funny that you guys are saying that uh, it's, uh, Beyonce is from Haiti because I'm originally from Benin, uh, which is the country where the people of Haiti came from. And uh, lately, I said this again, I will say that again, that I've been having a lot of dreams, like 
a lot of spiritual, heavily sp intense spiritual uh, revelation, and in which they're talking about Mary, uh, Jesus' wife, and stuff like that. Like these are information that I get, not from people, you know. Like I'll be giving, giving some, uh, getting some revelation from a spirit or something like that. And I'm from Benin, and Benin is known to be in the country where the people of Haiti they came from, from Africa. So just, just it kind of, I'm, you know, weird that you guys are talking about it now. It's very interesting to me that there's some relation there between Haiti and Benin and, and lately I've been having a lot of you know spiritual revelation where they're telling me about Jesus and Mary uh, you know Mary uh, Jesus wife not Jesus mother but Jesus wife so it's kind of interesting thank you for sharing though because I'm learning a lot uh, this is Cam um, I just wanted to comment on um, the galactic theory for RH negatives. They say that if you read books by the Voyagers and you talk to people that are getting a lot of information and now um, there's a guy named Phil Gruber, he talks about how the this planet has had cataclysms several times and the ETs have seeded this planet, whether it was the Anunnaki, the Lyrans, um, the Nephilim, which I, I think go hand in hand with the um, with the Anunnaki, but there's the Elohim and they call them the Ajiji. There's so many terms, there's so many things we don't know. But um, I did a, um, I did a room, I don't know, it's it's been when almost a year ago on Clubhouse and I asked if people felt like they were a star seed. And a lot of people um, came in the room and they all had very similar replies. They were, um, and this are, these are facts for RH negative people and a lot of RH negative people came into that room, um, that they have a high IQ, um, that they are gifted, whether it's music or science, um, usually the creative arts, um, that kind of stuff. Um, and they are highly intuitive. Um, a lot of them have, um, you know, are born psychic or have um, these tendencies or pick them up. They also are um, the ones that are usually targeted when people get um, abducted, you know, by the ETs. It's, it's usually the RH negative um, people from what I've read and seen. And we've talked about this in the preservation of the human race as well. And one lady came on that was RH negative that had been abducted and actually had a hybrid child. Um, so uh, that's going on. I just wanted to, um, just a couple of resources that I've found because I'm, I feel like I'm the typical, you know, when they explain RH negative blood, I have red hair, I have bright blue eyes, you know what I mean? I have pale, pale, pale skin. Um, and I've been, I knew I was RH negative from I knew my mom was RH negative. She explained it to us when we were kids. She was a, um, she taught Lamaze and she was a labor and delivery nurse. And she explained all this stuff to us. So I've been, I've been fascinated with it um, for so long, but there is a guy um, named Chioke Jelani Clanton, C-H-I-O-K-E. Jelani is J-E-L-A-N-I Clanton. He has a YouTube channel and he's also on IG and he puts a lot of stuff together and it is totally, it's all about RH negatives. 
and he talks about um, their traits. He talks about um, their spiritual gifts, you know, what they're in tune uh, with. Um, and he also, I've, um, I've, I've gotten to know him and he says that a lot of these um, celebrities out in Hollywood with all these special talents, a lot of them are RH negative as well. Um, in fact, Stan Lee was RH negative. And I believe in my heart of hearts that, and I'm not that, I'm not saying RH negative people have superpowers or whatever, but people, you know, use whatever they have to, you know, make up stories and stuff. But I think that's how a lot of people got, um, uh, you know, the, the Marvel, whatever Stanley did, but you know, like the superheroes and the, and the things that um, these people that seem like they're part alien that have come to earth to save the planet um, and some of them to destroy the planet, you know, um, that's where all of this came from. And so there's a lot of people that are waking up on the planet right now too, in this great awakening. And, um, you know, I find it all very fascinated, um, uh, you know, fascinating. So those are just like a couple of little uh, gems I wanted to drop. Um, so, and, and Lisa's right about, we can't be cloned and they are, they use RH negative um, people for the super soldier program, you know, that DARPA uses and stuff like that. So RH negative goes way, way deep y'all. Thanks. This is Catherine. I'm done speaking. Okay. Okay. I just saw Dare. You just unmiked. I'm going to come clear. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to come right back to you, but I have, we have to talk about this, you guys. Okay. Because just from listening and looking at the stage and all the beautiful faces, you know, there's a variation of, you know, archetypes of what we all look like that have, you know, that have this bloodline, right? So, but when you're looking at the description of it, it does, you know, say that redheads, blue eyes. I have a video, it's like 14 minutes long that I could play, but I don't really, I kind of want to, but I don't because I don't believe in it. Like, I feel like some of this stuff, there's a lot of misinformation within this particular topic because clearly, you know, my mother has it and she's a, a dark-skinned, you know, black woman, clearly she's not a redhead. Clearly she does not have blue eyes. I don't have red hair. I don't have blue eyes. You know, <clears throat> I think there's something to it, but I think it's up to us, right? Because if we depend on the rulers of this world to try to tell us what's what, then they there's often like truth is mixed in with fiction and it's all to keep us separated because listen, the whole divide and conquer, you know, um, doesn't work. Right. If we don't realize that, you know, regardless of what we may physically look like, that we may be, you know, what I'm saying from an origin that is similar. So what do you think? What do you guys think about that? I I think, well, I'm a redhead. I, I, I'm not a redhead. I'm, I don't have blue eyes. I'm dark as hell, but I got the orange <laughs> negative. Exactly. I was born with red hair. I was born with red hair, too, but my hair changed. Right. Oh, my hair changed as well. Can I speak? Aloha. My hair turns red in the summer. I'd like to speak on this if you don't mind. Go ahead, Jamal. I know you Aloha, have a Lisa. lot of information on this. <laughs> Jamal has a lot of information on this. Unfortunately, Jamal, I can't keep up with all your profiles, but go ahead, buddy. You got yeah, it. Yeah, because they, 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 they be shadow banning me and shutting me down, so I always have to buy new phones and get new. But anyway, it's all good. So um, one of the uh, components that I've been researching, because I have family with um, 
with RH negative. I have I have O personally, but I have cousins and family, and um, it, it it's connected to the North African people, the Amazigh people, and the Tuareg people. Like uh, unless you actually go to Morocco or North Africa, you can really understand what I'm 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 dropping right now. But like literally, like in in that genetic group of people in North Africa, you find all the varying um, phenotypes, hair types, um, body types, um, and and skin types and complexions and, and eye colors. And they don't talk about it And because the North African Amazigh people were the ones who basically um, kind of seeded Europe along with the um, Neanderthal and the Denisovan and the people known as the Basque. I have a really good friend of mine, uh, Matt St. Germain, who's he's Basque and we've talked about this. So that that Basque genetics is the oldest genetic in Africa or in, in Europe. And that's found in the Iberian Peninsula and up in the uh, in the in the Alps. Right. So when when a cataclysm took place that caused the Sahara Desert to go from an ocean to a first flourishing fertile ground into a desert as we know now, that separated the rest of Africa from the North African coastal people. So you had people from Mali and from Burkina Faso all the way up into um, Morocco, Libya, uh, Algeria, they um, were one of the first ones to get on boats and to start sailing around. And, of course, they were sailing around the Mediterranean. And, you know, the land masses that they came to where they were hominids was the Iberian Peninsula where these Denisovan and Neanderthal uh, Basques were. And so they made it with them. You know, if you anatomically correct and, you know, a male has a, a penis and a woman has a vagina and, you know, you start mating then what happens is those various traits from those different hominids start to uh, start to, to merge and mix. And the search that I found is is that the you know the red hair and the blue eyes, un, un, unlike they say they come from the Caucasus Mountains, they actually come from the Moroccans, uh, the the mountains of Morocco, the Atlas Mountains. And so those uh, mountains in Morocco are called Atlas because the Romans called. The Greeks and the Romans called the people the people of Atlantis. There's a documentary by an Irish archaeologist named Bob Quinn, y'all should check out, called The Atlantis, where he gives irrevocable proof that the North African Amazigh and Tuareg people are connected uh, genetically, socially, culturally, um, and even um, uh, marine, with their marine um science and and skills as far as tots and making sales and different things like at one point the the whole screen and the documentary goes black and he plays an irish jig from Connemara, and then he plays a moroccan tune and you cannot tell the difference okay and so the tifinag language which is the language of my people in north africa we just recently got the right to be able to to learn that language in um in school i was over doing a concert i dj'd at a con uh, a festival and a concert back in 2004 which was all about um 
convincing the king of Morocco to allow uh, the indigenous people, which is the Amazigh people, to actually use their language. If you look at that language, it's called Tifinagh, T-I-F-I-N-A-G-H. It's one of the oldest languages in Africa. They have inscriptions in the caves of the in the deserts from thousands of years ago. Um, there's a book called The Shining Ones, um, um, where the the uh, Moroccan researcher goes into proof that the Amazigh people and North African people had just as much influence in um, ancient Kemet as did the Neolithic and the the people of the Horn of Africa. You know, an example is Tanit, which is the goddess with the arms upraised. She is one of the earliest inscriptions of the Ankh. Um, the, the hawk god, uh, or I'm sorry, the falcon god, Horus. Um, falconry originated in North Africa. The, the disc with the, the wings, the oldest inscription of that is in North Africa. But tell you any of this because they want you to be um, kept in the dark and compartmentalized to think that, okay, either you have dark Africans that are sub-Saharan or you have Europeans and there's no there's no middle ground. That middle ground is the Amazigh people. The Amazigh people have the most um, diverse genetic groups. And, and like I was saying, you know, when you go over there to Morocco and even in my family, like, you know, my, my father is darker skin. My mom is lighter skin. My, my brother, Jared, has green eyes and blondish hair. My hair turns red in the summer. You know what I'm saying? So the hair on my, my, my arms and legs. Um, my brother Patrick has blue green eyes, right? But my sister Becky is as brown as can be. She looks like a, a, a milk chocolate version of my mom. So like you see that when you go to Morocco, you will see blonde hair, blue eyed, like siblings who have dark hair, um, five ether, um, uh, or, or dark, dark, dark skin, five ether hair, brothers and sisters. And it's like, nobody was cheating. It wasn't because, oh, you know, Europeans was over there 200, 300. No, like that. You look in the in the Egyptian verses um, uh, um, and you'll see that 3,000 years ago, they showed the North African people as light-skinned people with tattoos and dreadlocks. Like that, that that's there. So, like, you know, the thing to do is out of the dichotomy of, like, I'm not saying anybody here is, is in that, but like there's a dichotomy where it's like, oh, either you're black or you're white or you're this or that. No, like people have been fucking each other all over the world for thousands and thousands of years and having babies. And what is more so, it wasn't just having sex with humans. It was hominids of various types, Denisovans, Neanderthals. There, There's a plethora of different um, hominids, meaning upright anatomical you know, um, walking on two legs, and and there's there was a, a a plethora of these type of beings and entities. Were many of them world or maybe from the inner planet? Yes. All it takes is our imaginations to open up to the fact that we are so much more than what the Jesuits and the 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 powers that be, the parasitic elite try to tell us to be. They try to keep us in these little ass jars to make us think that we're separate from each other, you know, but the truth is we actually have more in common with each other than separation with each other. And this RH negative, um, I know uh, Jimi Hendrix was RH negative. Um, 
what's what's the dude's name? Um, John Lennon. Um, a lot of really, really high intellectual people because I feel that like the RH negative was probably one of the uh, the first blood mixtures mixed with the type O positive, which type O is the oldest blood on the planet. Uh, RH negative is the most rarest and unique. And so when these um, Inanna and Inky and Enlil, you know, were, were involved with science, you know, that's what the Islamic, uh, the, 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 the nation of Islam and, and the guys in the earth talk about the story of Yaqub. Like there was an actual scientific laboratory experiment that took place. Like we as human beings are the result of um, admixtures of various kinds that our ancestors, the star beings and our aquatic ancestors, which is really going to come online this year. Y'all watch. It's going to be all about mermaids this year and aquatic beings. But all of these beings and entities took part in um, some forced, some, um, you know, uh, coerced, others, you know, sensually enticed to um, to connect. You know, that's what the Hathors were about. These were um, uh, female angelic beings from Pleiades and Antares. And they came down here, according to the papyrus of uh, the celestial cow, the Hathors came down here as uh, as female beings to distract the human beings from destroying themselves. You know, Sekhmet in the story of um, uh, the papyrus of the celestial cow, Sekhmet was destroying humanity and turning humanity against each other. And the sands of uh, the desert were about to take over all of Africa. And so the Hathors came down in that papyrus. And what did they do? They used sensuality, sexuality. They uh, taught uh, men how to make wine. They gave them psilocybin. And, uh, you know, there was a, a, a festival every year that commemorated that in November where everybody took psilocybin and had, a, you know, a, an orgiastic experience to bring in the, the, the new generation of comedic people. So, like, you know, these stories of gods and goddesses interacting with us, they're real. It just takes our imagination to come online. And for us to be open enough to allow this to happen in our dreams and not be afraid of it, but to realize it like that decompressed DNA that has been um, traumatized through post-traumatic inquisition syndrome and through schism, die and go to heaven in Jesus name. And this bullshit story that we were created in a garden 6,000 years ago and nothing else. Like it's time for us to just break those shackles. And this is the last thing I'm going to drop. This whole controller virus Omicron uh, vaccine bullshit is the 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 Vatican, the Jesuits, the Gates Foundation, the 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 Mormons who have the largest percentage in DNA reclamation. They are all frantically doing their best to try and and figure out how to separate us through genetics. And so this this whole thing is just a psyop. To not one freak us out and allow their ancestral draconian beings to feed off of our fear, and number two, to gather uh, blood samples and DNA so that they can uh, attempt to try to subjugate us. But we waking up, y'all, us and never them. I'm Jamal and I'm complete. Wow, word, Jamal. Wow. Thank you. Yes, y'all make um, sure you give him a follow. Thank you. <laughs> um, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
Make um, sure you give, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Make sure you give him a follow, guys. Tapping with him, Jamal is extremely knowledgeable. He's one of the rare few people here on Clubhouse, and there's, you know, there's a few. But he's one of those rare few that actually um, does this in real time. He studies his history. You know what I'm saying? He's very, very knowledgeable, as you guys just all witnessed. And, um, you know, Jamal and I do um, communicate, you know, off this app. Um, because people like that, I want to make sure that I'm tapped into because they're on the same wavelength and frequency that I'm in. So if you don't believe what, I mean, he said a lot, but like one of the things that he said was about like the, um, you know, the Anunnaki. So there's there's this speculation, right? Throughout history, there's always these rumors that we can't really <coughs> confirm that there was some sort of genetic manipulation um, going on within the human, um, you know, the human family, okay? Uh, all of us, we're different and we don't know that. And so they may know who you are, but they, but we don't know who we are. So Ally, we have the, the Human Genome Project, right? So that Human Genome Project, we directly fed um, especially, you know, people of African descent. I didn't do it, but a lot of people did with the, you know, one, two, three and me and, you know, ancestry.com, you know, just going, offering up your DNA. And now with all of the, everything that's going on with, you know, the current, you know, pandemic, um, everyone's DNA has been tested because everyone's getting tested. Right. And so when you're getting swabbed, you're getting tested and they can sequence and code your genetics. They're trying to find out who they know who you are, but they're still trying to figure out who people are and so that they can be able to do this on the planet. I believe that what we're going through right now in human history is an artificial version of what may have happened in the past where they're genetically manipulating our DNA um, to create something else what that something else is i can't speak to i don't know specifically i have a few ideas but i won't get into that i do have a question for jamal though before i open up the floor so jamal here's my question yes now you spoke of okay so two questions um i played a video a brief video earlier in the room before you guys got here and um it spoke to basically um, what you were talking about, Morocco, okay, that there's this group of people in Morocco that, you know, in certain parts of it, there's up to 40% of that that group of people that have this arch negative, you know, blood type, okay? Um, they showed the eyes and, you know, all of that stuff. And they, they talked about um, the guanches. I don't know if you've heard of the guanches um, as yeah, well. Yeah, they're from the Canary Islands. They're also Amazigh people. Okay, so they spoke about that as well. Um, now, they also mentioned these people being of Berber descent. Um, are you familiar with that? Can you speak to that at all? And then I have yeah, a Yeah, so, so the Berber, Berber is just a, that's, that's like a, a slang word. That's like calling somebody a nigga, honestly. The, we're called the Amazigh. That's where you get the word amazing. And you spell that A-M-A-Z-I-G-H, okay? And that means the free people. Now, the Amazigh, have a connection with the Hibernian people, which are the original indigenous people of Ireland. Okay, Hibernian was like an aspect of Hibernian. It has that burr inside of it. So the Hibernians, uh, Hyperboreans, and the Formorians, there you go, that word more. These are all people who um, sailed the Atlantic Ocean, sailed the Pacific Ocean, sailed throughout the Mediterranean. Um, one of their outposts of the Amazigh uh, was actual Ireland. And so there's a high percentage within Irish people. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, I, I just tell people, you Irish, you got freckles, that's a concentrated version 
of the melanin that you got from Africa. That was was part of the people who went north. Um, you know, there were waves of people who left uh, the Maghreb, which is North Africa, the coast of North Africa, you know, from Libya to Algeria. Let me, let me just land it, whoever said that. Um, the, the, I would recommend looking into um, Irish Root Civilization. That's a, a book by, um, uh, man, what's his name? Michael Tessarian. Um, also, um, Old World Roots of the Cherokee. That is a book by Donald Yates that is on Audible. He has uh, several chapters in there about um, the connection between um, Gaelic Irish people, the uh, Tsalagi Cherokee, the Choctaw, and the North Africans. You know, like people don't even know the the island of Maui was actually named after a a Keltoy Carthaginian North African Amazigh general named Maui. You know, he they left. There were large groups of people when the Greeks came in, the Persians came in, and the Romans came in. People bounced. You know, that's the story. It when when Jesus said, when you see the disgusting thing. Um, in in the midst where it ought not be, go to the hills of Judea. There were these mass exoduses every time these big empires came in and started destroying shit. Like imagine right now if the U.S. government came in and just started killing everybody. Easy, where would people go? People will go to Canada. People will go to the Caribbean. People will go to Mexico. People will get on boats and go to Bahamas. What would happen? You would have all the genetic markers people that are indigenous as well as people who who come from various other areas now flood whatever area we went in we go into so you have to look at it like morocco and libya and and algeria these were outposts where the vikings came in the visigoths came in the french came in the persians came in the turks came in the 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 west africans came up in there you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm I'm doing research right now on uh, ancient Mali and um, on this place that I was in in 2006 called Jene. Privilege of going over there and sitting with some Dogons and Fulani and uh, Tuareg uh, folks. And do you know that like for thousands of years, the number one commodity it was not gold, it was not salt, it was not silver, it was books. The Gates Foundation and Rockefeller Foundation right now is in Timbuktu and Jene trying to convince these families that have had these books for thousands of years to give up these books because these books show our ancient magic. These books show our genetic connection to uh, angelic entities and beings. And, and they are doing everything they can to stop this. The Jesuits, the Jesuits are responsible for 95% or more of this false information and the history that has been put out. They're very well could be the ones who who destroyed Tartaria and then tried to hide the mud floods and all of that. So I would recommend the documentary, The Atlanteans by Bob Quinn. Um, also, the book by uh, Ignatius Donnelly called um, um, The People of Atlanta. Uh, I would recommend that book. I actually have that book. It was written in 864. It's like the oldest book I have. They have PDFs of it. And I would also look at, um, there's a guy who has a, 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 on YouTube called Mind Unveiled. 
and he gives very deep, in-depth information about the connection between Ireland and Africa. Wow, that's very interesting. Okay, guys, replays are on. This is going to be saved. This is going to be in the podcast. I'm going to do a really quick reset of the room. Guys, welcome to the Matrix Unveil Club. This is my club. If you're not already following the club, go ahead and press the little green house at the top. Make sure you're following in so that you can be tapped in. That way, every time we open up a room, you're going to be notified. If you're not following me, make sure you give me a follow. Turn the bell by my name next to um, next to my name onto always. That way, wherever I'm at on Clubhouse, you'll be able to see that room in your hallway. Your hallways are being curated by the people that you follow on Clubhouse. And, you know, we try to bring very... Um, awesome conversations, you know, and explorations and, you know, peeling back the layers of this matrix that we live in here all the time on a consistent basis here on Clubhouse. Make sure you give all of my moderators a follow on the stage. These people curate their own spaces. They're here helping out. So make sure you do that. Also ping up the room, press the plus button at the bottom, you know, add some of your friends in here into this amazing, amazing discussion. Okay. Um, click the link at the top of the page. That's how you can find me on all socials. You, this is, this episode will be on the podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, um, Google podcasts and, um, anchor. And you can also um, click the link to join our discord as well. So now back to the conversation. That was my little commercial. Um, my other question for you, Jamal, is now you said something about people, you know, moving all around the world, you know, us like interbreeding with, you know, different forms of humans. Um, if that was possible, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, um, why is it now that a woman that is of arch negative um, blood is not able to carry a child or will often miscarry a child? without medical intervention, such as a Rogam shot to full term and will often miscarry if she's mating with another, you know, homo sapien male who, um, guys, please mute your mics. Um, another homo sapien male that, um, you know, does not, and the child, the fetus does not have the same RH negative factor. Um, why can you explain why that is when, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, different species were, um, creating this bloodline that we're talking about now? I, I I personally am not going to say that what I'm saying is fact because I'm not a medical researcher, you know, or geneticist. Um, I will say that you know, the genetic markers are like these on and off switches that can be turned on and off through pollution, through um, environmental stresses through um, epigenetics, through the type of food that we intake. Um, I, I can't say that, you know, this was happening before the medical profession got involved. I mean, what, what was happening before the Rockefellers created the, me the med medical, uh, the, the profession, right? Like there were, there were doulas and midwives and, and witches and, 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 um, and women you know, elder women who had certain medicines and various tinctures and things that, you know, saved babies and that preserved life. And so, you know, the question that I would have is, you know, can we really trust that we are living naturally from the past, say, three or 400 years since the mud flood, since Tartaria was destroyed, and since the Jesuits and the, the Vatican you know, and the Gates Foundation and the Rockefellers have taken over, you know, like, like, could it be that 
as women let go of connection to the moon, they let go of their connection to each other um, in a symbiotic way. Because if you get a group of women together, um, they will all start to bleed on the same cycle, you know, if I'm correct. So the more, I would say the more women um, let go of their power and stayed in little square homes and stopped looking at the moon and stopped connecting with each other on their blood cycle and stopped using their sacred blood in, in, as medicine and in ritual and initiation of the men, the more women um, tapped into a patriarchal male-dominated society, I feel that the, the female body just didn't tap into its fullest power. And I feel like, you know, when you look at ancient Kemet, it's all of the female goddesses that have wings. That means that mitochondrial DNA that's passed from mother to daughter is extraterrestrial. There's something different about y'all. But y'all y'all seem to, and I'm not saying the women in this room, I'm just saying women at large for the past several hundred years, if not thousand years, have hid behind their men and hid behind their own personal tribe and 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 their 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 family structure rather than doing what's happening now which is expanding out into more of a global perspective you know what i'm saying like this the, women are starting to come online now like never before because they're starting to realize that that you all are in charge of your bodies you all have the power to turn on and off genetics and i do feel that like as women come online like that movie Lucy show, like women are going to be able to like just think their hair a different color and it'll turn a different color. Think your eyes a different color and it'll become a different color. And, and, and it's possible for that to happen. And you won't need no fucking white coat doctor to give you a shot to have a baby. If you, if you were intuitive enough to share your genetics with another man and get pregnant, then your body should be intuitive enough to overcome whatever obstacles or challenges that that those genetics encounter to interact straight up. And wow. Lisa, oh, I will about the woman. And, Thank you so much. And, yeah, the floor is open, guys. Go and ahead. Lisa, I would like to give another possible reason for the question that you just asked. Um, uh, years back, I was doing a lot of reading and researching into various virus. And I came across something from the medical scientific community that said that virus aren't just the boogeyman that we've, we've learned to uh, fear. There's also purposes that can be used for virus. Virus are, can be used to, you know, change the uh, human body at the DNA level, et cetera, et cetera basically evolve you so going further down that path i it, it it brought me to the virus known to cause hiv and um i read it from somewhere a a possible benefit that a, a benefit that hiv could have served you know hundreds of thousands of years ago remember HIV is a retrovirus, and there are many different organisms on this planet that have some 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 form of HIV too. So, um, if I'm not getting it wrong, it's been a, been years since I've read it. 
HIV is used to suppress the immune system. Um, so if you want to do some type of cross-species breeding or cross-family um, uh, cross um, breeding, you would need to suppress the immune system. You know, but that that's basically where where that was going at, as a possible reason why, you know, hominids back then um, were able to crossbreed. Maybe there was something that was introduced to them to help them uh, uh, achieve that some type of um, virus or bacteria, whatever. But it helped them get over what we now have, which blocks us from breeding, et cetera, et cetera. But I just want to throw that out there. Thank you. This is Tina. Um, speaking of viruses, I, um, I found out, um, I was listening to another, um, gentleman in another room and he was saying that viruses actually don't occur that often in nature or in humans, more or less. They, um, viruses is your body's response to um your cells being damaged so just say for instance like um it's reacting to something um a stimuli from external stimuli that has damaged your inner cell so it it sends out like different variants or whatever in order for your body to heal itself because all of us have that innate uh, repair of the body if your immune system is intact. And it's um, because just like the old cliche says, food is medicine because you are, um, you are what you eat. So that just like me, I had a couple of, about two, three weeks ago, I wound up having a fever and a sore throat. I got up, I got rid of it in one day through lemon, ginger, and probiotics. That's it. I had a hundred degree fever and my throat was coated. So I'll end my plan. Love and blessings. Um, can I speak on these? Yes, go ahead. The floor is open, guys. Okay. Um, I see this is you speaking on the ice negative bloodline. And I heard someone say something about, you know, the Rogaine shot. I actually, um, when I was, when I was pregnant, I'm pregnant now, but when I was, when I had to go through an emergency, um, when I can't carry my twins, I actually said that I didn't want the real game shot. So I had to sign government papers, you know, and it was a, it was a, it was very thick. <laughs> and my doctor, my nurse brother said that she wished that she could take me home and put me in a trophy cabin, you know, because of the fact of my blood, my blood. You have to understand, like, I took care of people that had um, the coronavirus. I never caught it. Um, the I don't get sick at 
is like that as much. And that's the highest immune system. You know what I'm saying? It is the purest blood. And the Rogaine shot is for what, basically what Lisa has said, is to not mix your blood with another blood. But if your baby is is born with your blood type, you don't get that shot anymore. You know? But you definitely, Uma and I, when I actually refused it, I had to get a blood transfusion because I almost died because I had read up on it for so long to where I, it was, it, it kills us because I, the person that responded to her was saying that, you know, before all the medicine that they're trying to put in our body and stuff, you know, they had medulas and things like that. That's true. You know, so they didn't have all of that, but they're doing a big research on this bloodline because you have to understand like this bloodline goes back millions of years ago not hundreds but millions like if you know about the mayan civilization and things like that like millions of years ago and when i learned about my blood my blood type i never stopped like it was amazing when you learn about your blood type you'll learn about sex trafficking you'll learn about people and um you know, kidnapping and organs and things like that. And a lot of people want, want to be, you know, um, organ donors because you'll be able to all understand who you are. I land my plane. Thank you so um, much for that share. Um, someone else uh, wanted to speak. Can I, can I yeah, say okay. something? Can I ask a question? This yeah, is go the, ahead, Didi. Go ahead. Didi. I wanted to ask, um, I think Jemo, is that Jemo? He talks about um, God interacting with people, with humans, for the longest time in history. And, uh, you know, I would like, I mean, I don't know if he, he can um, talk about it a little bit longer because um, I've been experiencing stuff that I don't understand well. And the only person that I, I talk to, who understands me a little bit? It's my cousin who, uh, you know, lives in Paris, and I have no one here to explain to me what I'm going through. And he talks about stuff, um, the fact that there are some God who interact with humans, and I don't know if he can say a little bit more about that that topic. Um, is it possible? Yeah, that- yeah, I, I can speak on. It. Lisa, is that cool, or did you want to? Yeah, no, you got the floor, Jamal. <clears throat> okay, yeah, so. When you look at all the ancient texts, all the ancient mythologies, mm-hmm. you'll see you'll see that um, life was seeded here by entities which um, had a level of divinity that we as humans have have slowly like moved away from, and that is the result of um, control mechanisms that have been put in place by male-dominated and of recently European-dominated patriarchal uh, paradigms that distract us from our, you know, genetic celestial nature. Um, There's a book that I could recommend you called uh, Bringers of the Dawn. It's actually on YouTube. Um, It's by a woman named Barbara Marciniak. She actually reads it. And it's all, it's the story of the Pleiadian uh, seeding of humanity here. Uh, there's information that uh, Malachi Z. York's people, uh, Baba Yanun, gives out, um, you know, with the Nubian nation 
Nuwapians about um, the story of the the original beings coming from Sirius. You know, um, I've been uh, very connected myself to Aldebaran, and you know, for years now, uh, every time I have a very powerful dream, um, the first thing I do, I have selenite rods underneath my my bed. And I use that crystal to actually like hold my dreams inside of it. But I turn on my phone and then I, I, I take a picture of the sky above me with the, with the app called star chart. And would you believe that like literally 75, 80% of the time I have all Deboron either above me or I have it like to the side of me. Like it's like, it's really uncanny. Like for me, I feel like the El Deboron constellation is where I have a genetic affinity to. You know, there was a woman named Barbara Marciniak, or I'm sorry, uh, Maria Orsic. Um, she was the one who gave the information to uh, the Germans to basically help them out of the 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 quagmire that they were in in World War One, and they she gave them actual Anunnaki blueprints of 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 uh, spaceships and flying saucers like y'all can look it up maria orsic and the vril and so i as i started to do research on her like i had dreams of of interacting with this uh woman who actually was was uh on record as going back to aldebaran when when the nazis started doing everything they was doing to jews and gypsies and killing people she got upset and was like, you know, I didn't give you this information for you to do this. Like that was the last communique that 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 she gave them. And then, you know, the the record is that she left back to Aldebaran. So, like, as I started to do research on her, I started to realize I had this connection to the name Maria and Mari, my mom's middle name, Gail Marie. My sister is Rebecca Marie. My great grandmother is Mary Scott. My grandmother's Angie Marie. I named my daughter Zohar Mari. You know what I'm saying? Like the the I, I do falconry with the the with falcons and hawks, and the hawk that I use is name her name is Mariposa, and the place where I go work with the hawks is Marysville. So I started to see all these connections to the name Mary and Mari, right? And so for me, it opened up my awareness that I was connected to Maria Orsic and to the All Deboron constellation. So what I would recommend for you, sister, is open up the rabbit hole and just really go into the matrix and unveil it, like peek behind it. Like when you have dreams, you know, see what's going on in the stars with the moon at that particular time. If you're into stones, have specific stones that 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 you connect with and put them underneath your bed. Like the more mystical and open you get, the more it's going to be revealed to you what your ancient celestial genetic marker is. Because I could tell you a bunch of books and I could tell you all the mythology and this, that, and the third, but what's going on inside of your genetics? There's libraries and libraries of information that have yet to be opened up. And all it takes is for your imagination to come online and you'll start to see that your reality will link up with the actual genetic markers that are connected to various um, other world beings and entities, you know, but it's not for the faint of heart because a lot of people who are
from Muslim and Christian backgrounds, they get freaked the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? And they, I'm they start... Yeah, I, that's my case right now because I get so many, so many information, so much that I don't know what to do with it, and I, I'm, I freak out because I'm like, this is too much. And and also people around you, I don't know many people, and but people around you don't understand. So I come to a point where I have I have hard time trusting anyone at this point. I don't understand what's going on, but I'm getting a lot of information. Sometimes I'm like, okay, this is just a lie and then i'll see this stuff happen really really in the real life and I'm like, no this is not a lie i need someone to guide i mean do, do they have people who can guide you who can sister where are you from let me ask you where are you from i'm from africa originally what part uh, of africa west, west africa benin what part of west benin, benin. yeah okay. and lately what? i got information about mary where they were, uh, they were they were calling me mary for example i got okay. information about uh, some god uh, interacting with me in, in in the dreams i got dreams that i see what's going to happen the next day and like i'm going to a hair salon and i'm i'm seeing what's going to happen ne the next day already in the hair salon i mean it's really freaking uh, it's scary at, at this point I'm so like, can i ask you a question what is mm -hmm. your what is your religious background is it islamic or christian Gosh, it's kind of I I'm someone I pray. Are you animistic? Are you animistic? I'm I'm all I'm 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 animistic and I also do uh, I pray a lot like Christian stuff. I just personally I just pray to God all the time and I can read uh, you know the Bible as well. I do, you know I I I'm, I'm a big prayer, but okay. lately the spiritual information that I've been having as so much and like before like a month ago i had information that the humanity was in danger and 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 this and that and i don't know what to do with all this information i'm not some you know i don't know i mean i need some, some... I, would, I would say i would say meditation like being able to sit with yourself and observe all those various thoughts coming through to you and and being able to just let them just kind of land without responding to them Meditation is a is a very big part of being a psychonaut and going inside of yourself and, and finding the answers because ultimately anything that I refer you to, any story that I tell you to, is nothing compared to the, the story that you have yet to 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 live out and to, to read and to open up and to bring back online instead of you. You know what I'm saying? Number one. It's about knowing that you're blessed and you're protected. I don't know if you have an ancestral altar, but like I'm looking at my altar right now and I have my ancestors on this altar. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I rock with my ancestors. Like my ancestors guide me and protect me and fuck up any fucking demon or duppy that'll try to come my way. So like I roll with my ancestors real deep and I have found that my connection to my cosmology is the result of the name Mari that's in my 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 father and my mother's side you know what i'm saying and so like i'm just like okay i've been open to using technology which is the star chart like i said when i have a dream and it's really profound for me personally i take a picture of what was going on right above my bed so that i see where is that download coming from okay and then after as you do that you start to see synchronicities and similarities like be curious sister because every answer that you're looking for is a matter of you just putting the right question out and just sitting and letting it come to you
That's so okay. true. And, okay. Yeah, that, Thank that, you so much. Yeah, that's so true. And you have to learn how to trust yourself and not get, get confused, right? So especially when we're dealing in the realm of religion, religion installs a lot of fear programming into our subconscious minds, right? So we lose connection with ourselves and we lose connection with nature because this is, oh my God, if I do this, then you know I'm going to get punished and this may happen. So it's all about realizing, just trusting yourself. And like Jamal said, you know, sit in, you know, in silence, in quietness. Um, uh, Dr. Samdi, I don't know if he's, yeah, Mr. Samdi is still here. Um, he brought up earlier for some of the people in the room, you know, if you are of orange negative blood, um, are you able to see pictures? And man, it blew me away when he asked that question because I can. Like, I see pictures in my mind. Um, when I say in my mind, I mean, it didn't happen initially when I started to do meditations, but then it just happened. Different practices that I was doing, just, I just, I just tapped in, you know, I always read books, always, but once I started setting up my altars and, you know, working with different energies and things of that nature, it awakened something inside of me. Okay. And then I was able to just close my eyes and instead of seeing colors, I saw movies, I mean, it just blew me away. Movies. And to this day, I can still see those movies. But initially, what I saw was I saw a lot of shadow beings, okay? And those were my shadows. And they look like big, um, intimidating, you know, like um, images, right? And so initially, I would open my eyes. But then I learned how to relax into that. And I don't see them anymore. And once those shadows beings disappeared and there was landscape behind those shadow beings. Now, when I close my eyes, it's like, when I say it's a screen, it's literally a square, like your television. And I have seen fairies. I have seen the earth in many different shapes. Um, I have seen, it's like cartoon images. I can, I have seen the dirt vibrate. Like it's like having a magnifying glass and you go right into it like you're there and like you're the dirt and each actual each molecule of dirt each grain of dirt jumping and moving everything is 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 alive right um and so many other things and so like i can just close my eyes and see these pictures right but it didn't start from there you know i started from you know doing the work working on myself. And there is, there is no one that can tell you how to do this because it's very specific and individual to your journey and to your path. You can open up your mind, right? And you have to listen to what it is that is calling to you at that time, because so many things have called to me, but everything doesn't call to you at once. You, whatever's calling to you at that particular moment in time, then you pick up the book, you look for signs, you know how to um, trust, you know, what is happening around you and that you are waking that disability inside of yourself, right? And then once you, one thing would just lead and pour into the next, into the next, into the next, into the next. Like everybody that's in this room today, there's a reason why everyone is in here. And I'm sure that this is contributing to something that they've had going on inside of them because now you're in alignment with, you know, um, you're trusting and that trusting process brought you here to hear this information being shared by, you know, myself, Jamal and other people that are in the room. Um, so hopefully that makes sense guys. And I hope that resonates with a lot of people in here. You know, no one can tell you there's no guru out there that you're going to get everything from, you know, and if you come across someone that is 
pretending to be like a, a you know a spiritual know-all then run the other direction because all of this is about you okay people that present the information can that's all they can do is present the information what resonates with you take that if jamal mentioned the book you know um and and that book resonated with you he mentioned many many books you know there may be just one that stood out the most just by the tone and the frequency of how it was said and you like you like you know you know you're like okay let me go look at this one you know it's just many different things there's no one path so i just wanted to share that and um before i open up the floor i know that there's someone else on stage that has a question for jamal tenna are you there okay tenna is not there right now maybe she's busy um, so yeah, guys, the floor is open. Who would like to okay. chime in next? I, I wanted to say something, um, touching back on the RH um, factor. Um, so as with the RH factor, like as we already went over, when a mom is, um, you know, negative and the baby is positive, the mom will um, attack that that baby if their bloods mix. Um, now, there's been several studies that have been done on the. Um, on the procreation between Neanderthals and um, and you know humans at the time, and what they came to find find is that the Neanderthal Y DNA was not being passed down because um, human women were actually attacking the babies. Um, they were not able to uh, birth the male Neanderthal babies um, because there um, something about the the Neanderthal Y DNA. Um, there was something on that that was not um, compatible with um, something in the DNA of, of human women at the time. Um, so that um, could also be another thing that people might want to look into and kind of cross-reference and see um, if there's a similar connection between this RH factor um, thing. But that was something that I came across. Also, on Atlantis, there's also a book by Crowley called The Lost Continent, and he goes in and talks about this um, creation story that we find all over, you know, pretty much in many mythologies of created people. And his theory on it was that um, the created people in Atlantis, um, you, you guys have to read the book, but he, he talks about the created people um, in Atlantis that um, had seeded um, a lot of Europeans, not all Europeans, but a lot of Europeans. And he talks about their time in Atlantis and who the um, elite in Atlantis were and how um, they were tied into like what many people call like draconian and stuff today. But it's just his interpretation. I don't agree with everything he says in the book. Um, but I cross-referenced it also with a, um, with a psychic from the early 1900s named Edgar Casey and his readings on Atlantis. And Edgar Casey also talks um, about the, the children of the law of one and the children of Belial and how the children of Belial had created these beings in Atlantis as well. And that was part of the fall of Atlantis because um, the two groups did not agree with one another and they went to war. And this war is found all over um, in many different mythologies. Um, and there are similar notions to why this, this war occurred. Um, but it all goes back to this disagreement, this um, disagreement between the um, the two factions. Now, Bobby Hemet calls them the old and the new gods. Um, I believe C. Fermanel has touched on that as well, and that's more where where I line up as well with that um, frame of thought. But I got many, many channels before I even read 
Edgar Casey's book or Crowley's um, that I came to the same conclusions just through speaking um, to spirit. I, I have a lot of contacts with the beings from Sirius C um, because that's where I know my my line to go back to. And they've told me many, many things that I've um, been able to confirm through through several books and coming across other people who are having similar kind of channels. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to share that the two books are Crowley, The Lost Continent and Edgar Casey on Atlantis. And also, um, you know, kind of cross reference between the, the Neanderthal because many, many Neanderthal males were actually infertile. And this is a theory to why they died out. Um, what scientists are saying because of their infertility, um, coupled with the fact that the male Neanderthals cannot pass down their Y DNA. And I'm done. Um, I, thank you. I wanted to say something about uh, to the gentleman who was speaking. Was it? Was it? Um, is it? Was it Z Zali? It's Jamal. Oh, Jam oh, it was Jamal who was talking. Oh, I'm sorry, um, Mr. Jamal. Yeah, I um, I, th I I'm an astrologer and um. But also, I have uh, planets, you know, near the near the uh, Pleiades. So when you said you you come across and you got one in here, <laughs> um, in, in fact, in addition to that, uh, I don't know if he's still here. Are you there, Jamal? Are you still here? Can you hear me? I don't know if he. I don't know if I'm talking. Yes, to sister, I'm still here. I'm still okay. Here. Yeah. So yeah, I heard what you said about the Pleiades, and um, but also, you know, so I I'm an astrologer. Uh, I've been doing it for uh, more than 20 years and um, and it's a fascinating um, constellation and then um, you know I'm related to it uh, and have planets on it and also my name is Maya which is one of the planets within that within that system there um, and um, I I'm, gonna, I'm a carrier well I don't you know I don't know if I could pass it on at this point but uh, I'm a descendant of a mother who's RH negative. Um, she had red hair and freckles, but she is a person uh, with African ancestry as well. Um, and, and, uh, and I find that to be interesting. I just thought that was interesting coincidences because uh, I almost died when she was born. Uh, I mean, when I was born and, um, and, and, and it was a, like, I was like breach and twisted and tangled in the umbilical cord. I was fighting for my life, you know, to get out, and I almost didn't make it. Um, I, I'm I'm not as young as uh, some people in this room, so I think at that time, <clears throat> you know, it, it was a, it, you know, they didn't have as as much advancement as they would do for a baby born today, you know. So yeah, um, I relate to both you and uh, and uh, the sister about. Um, this topic thank you sister lisa for the, the topic very interesting that you're you're you and your mom or rh negative or or just just you or no me and my mom yes yeah 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 so thank you so much for this room this is a very interesting room i appreciate it thank so, you, you i just wanted to ask a couple of questions um i've got an auntie that's RH negative. She's O negative, and but she's given birth to five children, all of them which she did the Rogam shot, of course. Um, but I don't know if that's my mother's sister. But I found out on my granddad's side of the family, my mother's dad, he um, they were saying that we descended out of Liberia. 
West Africa. And on my dad's side, biologically, they're saying we come out of Gullah Island, plus we have Irish um, through that bloodline. Um, I'm like, okay. So that's interesting that you mentioned that. I'm not sure where, but we're not, we're B positive blood type from my dad. So I settled from there. Love and blessings. You know, I think it's interesting that um, this is linked back to Ireland because in Ireland and the Irish um, pantheon, we get, guys, please mute your mics. Um, we get the whole fairy mythology. And the fairy mythology is related to um, the. Um, oh Tawana, gosh. Tawana did not. <laughs> Jamal, please Tawana, help me out Tawana here. Did not. The Druids? No, no, not not the Druids. The the first one of the first root races. Tawana the did not. Did not. Did Tawana did not. Was it the Celtic? The um the Twa people. The Twa people. Twa. The Hyperborean. Yes, the Twa. No, the Twa people. Okay. So with the Twa people is where you get this mythology. Guys, please mute your mics. Can one of the moms get grab? Thank you. So with the Twa people. Um, you know, this is where they call them pygmies, which is kind of like a slur or whatever. So they're the Twa people, but they were one of the five or six races that seeded the planet, right? And they came from Atlantis and Lemuria. Okay. So it's really interesting that there's an Irish connection as well with all of this. So this is where you get your fairy lore, you know, and all these different things because they were very, very short people. So I just wanted to throw that in the mix, guys. The floor is open. Hi, this is just gonna say. Oh, 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 okay. I'm gonna be real, real quick. Um, I wanted to also too. I don't know if you guys mentioned the Dogon tribe and uh, I think Mali. I think that's in I don't know where they are. They're in West Africa, but they talk about beings from the uh, Sirius star constellation, and they actually mapped out Sirius before scientists even discovered it. They found A, B, and C, which was like it's very. I think it's kind of like dying. Serious C, you can't, but you can't see it with the telescope. I think it's something with the orbit. How, but however, the Dogon tribe mapped out Sirius uh, before scientists even discovered it, and they talk about these reptilian beings that uh, visit their villages. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of, of Credo Matwa or something like that. They call like, the Nomo. They call the Nomo. Yeah, the Nomo. So they, you know, there's always been that. Uh, you know, integration with humans and reptilians, that ain't nothing new. And even look at movies like Alien versus Predator. And where was they at? They was in Antarctica, which I feel like is definitely tied to move. I don't know, there's something, but that's another ordeal. Okay, I ain't gonna get into that. However, I just did want to say this about the Rogan, because I'm at work and I went <laughs> and I asked the question. So the thing is, now, if you are the mom, so you have a mom and you have a baby. So now, say you're RH positive and your baby is negative. You don't need to take Rogan. But if you're negative, say if you don't have the RH factor and the baby's positive, then you have to take Rogan. However, if this is your first pregnancy, you, the baby won't die. But the second time you get pregnant and you haven't took Rogan that first time you was pregnant, it's going to kill the baby because that first time you were pregnant, your body developed what you call anti-D. So the whole purpose of the Rogan is it's kind of a way of tricking your body into exposing it to that anti-D antigen, because without that RH, which is aka the D antigen, the main component when determining RH factor, 
but they always measure that D. But anyway, but you, being that your R is negative, you don't have that D antigen present on your cells. So when you have that baby, that's the first time your body's ever seeing that shit. It's foreign, it's alien. So it's going to attack it. Not the first time, though. You'll get away with the first pregnancy. But that second time, your body already been exposed to it. So they have already developed an uh, immunity to it. Like, okay, we saw that shit before. We're going to fuck it up this next time. That's how that works. But when you give, but you have to do it in the correct intervals. But so the first interval, I think, is at what is it, 28? The, the mom has to be, I think, 28 days. And then you give it to them again at the end, like yeah, 28 weeks. Labor. Yeah, so yeah, 28, 28 weeks. But you have to make sure they're done in those intervals because the Rogan, the whole purpose of the Rogan is like the anti D against anti D. So basically, when that, when your body is exposed to the anti-D that the baby's going to let into the mother's circulation, it kills it. So that's the whole purpose of Rogan, is to kill that anti-D. But, yeah, that's it. Real quick, I want to uh, tap in on that uh, subject, because this is one of the uh, greatest topics that I love talking about. Cause this, this is about us. It's about who you naturally are. And that meditation um, advice was the best advice you can get to everybody speaking on this bloodline aspect, right? So in my research real quick, speaking on this uh, subject, I definitely dug into this um, topic a while back, um, heading on to my um, spiritual journey at first. I found out that, um, well, speaking in my area, I am from Chicago. Um, I am you know, a part of this RH negative bloodline. My mom has it as well. It's passed down through her. So I'm finding out that it is passed down through the woman, like I was saying. Um, I found out that this bloodline, in my opinion, comes from this area that I'm naturally from. And it is because, if you notice how, I'm going to just put this out there. They call... Where did first of all, where did this coronavirus come from? Right, I'm just put this out there. It came from the um Wuhan, China. We all know this, right? From the lab or a bad basic blah blah blah. We, we heard this story multiple times, but I did research and found out that they call Wuhan, China actually the Chicago of China. That you can find on Google. You can just look it up real quick. It'll, it'll, it'll show you a lot of topics and articles about China calling itself the Chicago of China. And I thought, why did they do that? So I'm um, watching this guy on YouTube. He, you know, was one of the guys I broke. He broke down how this RH negative bloodline is like the chosen one bloodline. The you know, it's a it's a royal bloodline. Basically, what he was saying, he was breaking it down through what gematria as well. If you guys don't know about that, tap in with that as well, because yeah, it's, it's it's deep. So one of the uh one of the um articles, well, one of the pictures that he had put up um in the calculator was um the rh negative no he said holy grail is the rh negative bloodline blood type the holy grail is the rh negative blood type and in my ptr that came out to 773 right you can clearly see that and then in my um ptr you also see the the numbers that is area codes so i just want to put this out that we all live on a grid think about the matrix or think about all these movies where they say that we live on a grid these numbers that they use as area codes is not just handpicked for no reason they the, the elite the just whoever came up with these numbers know that we live under a grid and they know that we um are born 
under certain signs and certain time zones and everything to make us basically who we are, right? We're not just born. Wherever you was born at is a reason why you was born at, and it's a reason why you was given that name. And it's a reason why you was given this blood type, right? This all correlates together. It's, it's going to make sense. So as I keep going, like I said, it comes out to 773 when I typed in the Holy Grail is the Irish negative blood type. Um, 773 is an area code in Chicago. Another uh, aspect of this is the, the pyramids that I found out that is also in Illinois as well. I'm going to change my PTR real quick because the information that I was seeing that a lot of this blood type was coming from Africa was actually coming from over here. And that's why I, I love Lisa video when she said that the the percentage of the Africans didn't actually have, it was like 1%, 2%. And actually the real, uh, like most of the percentage was actually over here. So if you look at my PTR, you can take the map of the now Delta, Lower Egypt over there in Africa, and you literally put it on the map of the United States and it's literally the same literally the same and the reason why it's the same is because the mississippi river is literally the now river and you can literally line up this whole map and you can literally see the the um the little cities that is in africa you can point it to the cities that's actually over here right literally another aspect of this is that they actually put this in the bible um real quick um, Genesis 11, it says, and the whole earth was one language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there and they dwelt there. Right. So the land of Shinar was not actually what we thought it actually was, because when I put it in Gematria, it came out to Shinar 6933 and the America 6933. So technically we was over here in the land of Shinar, which is over here, which explains my lower Egypt photo. Now, the bloodline that I was speaking about in Chicago, that is the reason why Michael Jordan, all of their logos, kind of, if you go look at the logos and stuff like that, most of these celebrities have, even the uh, the, the New Orleans um, logo that she was speaking on that has the, uh, I forgot what it's called, but you guys, she's- It's called the it. Floor Delay. Yes, that that is a written, you know, the 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 whole aspect of Zion Williamson, the NBA, the, the the noise around him. If you guys know about Zion in the Bible, this is all biblical stuff. <clears throat> Not saying that everything in the Bible is real, um, hundred percent real, but it's uh, allegory for stuff that is actually about a royal bloodline that's actually real, and it's actually coming back right now, which is why I believe that China was um, calling this of the Chicago of China because they're actually aiming this coronavirus as people that's actually over here through this whole bloodline that's actually on this uh in america basically is what i'm trying to say and uh atlantis actually started over there in atlanta i believe that's where the uh that's why you have the atlanta falcons uh football team as the low i mean the uh mascot as the um the bird the falcon it represents haru um, literally, literally represents Haru. And that's why it is on the 33rd parallel. Um, same with uh, LA. It's all in the 33rd parallel. And it's for a reason. We all, like I said, we're built on, um, um, we're built on what, what did I say earlier? I'm, I'm, so many downloads coming through. We're built on a grid. Yes. We're built on a grid and the, uh, the, the, uh, where we live at the per 33rd um, parallels and stuff like that is all makes sense of where we're born from. So if you guys want to dig deeper into this, um, look more into the 
um, area you're from, find out more about your name and the gematria of your name because that can give a lot of information on where you come from as well. And this whole royal bloodline that um, comes together. So just wanted to point that out. And that's the, uh, to just to point it out real quick, is the reason why so much media uh, downplay on Chicago and why it's so much violence and stuff like that and why we are the way we are and why we're so... Um, I don't know. It's something about us, um, war type spirit energy. I don't know what it is, but you guys know what I'm trying to say. It's because that bro. royal bloodline that comes through our blood, bro, and it's like it's it, it's it's mil. It came from millions and millions of years ago. And the last thing I'm gonna say is the Orion. I, I know that I did my meditations, did a lot of past life regressions, did all of that. Right, I found out that I actually come from Orion, and that's the reason why. All these pyramids actually line up with Orion over there in the start. The Giza, the Giza pyramids all line up with uh, Orion. Same thing with the Grand Canyon. If you guys go find out about the pyramids in the Grand Canyon, there's there's a lot of African uh, artifacts, Egyptian artifacts that is in the Grand Canyon. And that's why the military is blocking it off. Um, I, that, that was aligned with Orion. Go look it up. Um, Beetlejuice, all of this, and the reason why all of this is happening is because there's going to be a radiation uh, uh, supernova that is going to be released this year, and once it is released, you can call it a solar flare, whatever, that is when that DNA, um, that bloodline will be activated again, kind of like what Jamal was talking about, you want to change your hair, things like that, superpowers, you can say whatever you want to say, because I don't call it superpowers, I say natural abilities. They wanted to Bash. look at, they want us They want us to call it superpowers, but it's not superpowers, it's just natural abilities, and they put it in movies like Avengers and stuff like that, Spider-Man coming out, all these new movies about superpowers and stuff like that, but it's really naturally abilities that is really about us, and the, the vaccines is designed to suppress it, same thing with those shots those rogue shots y'all talking about is all designed to suppress our powers so it doesn't come online you know while we're um like six seven eight nine years old that's when it's you know gonna start coming online but they give us all these shots oh you got these shots to go to school you got to get shots to go to school that's why they do that they want to suppress the powers and that's why they give us all these restrictions on shots so many shots it's, it's designed to uh literally block out the activation once these flares this gamma radiation which is why which is how the hulk got his powers got his power from gamma radiation we are carbonate beings that can literally uh take in this radiation and that's why lisa was speaking about the red-headed people that's why this information you're not going to find it on google because they're hiding it and they're basically saying oh the redheads and stuff like that got it but when you speak about that sun you start talking about the sun the corona of the sun which is why we're in the corona virus you start to make sense of it that hey i can go out and look at the sun actually sun gaze for a very long time and actually get downloads and activation from the sun but there's people on this planet that get i'm not going to get too deep but they get skin cancer and all these different other types of stuff when they stare at the sun so i'm just going to say there is a difference with our blood type with our skin with our melanin with our carbon all of that um and i digress uh definitely meditate look into your own um dna look into your own ashes because that's the only person not me but you you have to do your own research on your own body um i digress thank you so Yo, much, peace peace rj i always appreciate your bills man i i feel like you and i are supposed to get down at some point and do some work together 
Um, I wanted to speak on what you had to say, but I heard a feminine voice, and I want to—that was me. I That's Lisa. To that. Go ahead, sister. <laughs> you, you, go, you go. Go ahead, sis. Go ahead. And I'll, I'll get it out. Right, gosh, guys. I mean, um, wow, you guys are pouring so much amazing information into this room. I want to ask anyone that's in the audience that. Um, knows that they have this blood type i'd love for you to join us on stage even if you don't you know join us on stage but i would love because there's so many more things that i haven't talked about i i talked about it at the top of the room but i haven't reintroduced it since the room has you know populated with more people like jamal because you know we have to get down to the bottom of things right um when we think about and look at these attributes right that uh this bloodline you know, um, is associated with like, you know, red hair, you know, green, blue or brown eyes, things of that nature. You know, you've heard many, many people on this stage. We all look very differently that have the RH negative. Now, I will say that I am a freckly person, um, but I didn't get that from my mom. You know, she has a lot of moles and stuff. But I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I think that what's important here that we need to recognize is that we sort of have to free our minds to the point where we don't think about things in the sense of, especially when having these top level conversations, right? And trying to do these like deep dives and these discoveries about who we really are. Um, it, we, we don't like segment them off into like racial groups. You know what I mean? Although it will come up, um, inevitably it does come up in these conversations just because of how things are written on the internet or the information that's out there. Um, and you know, who, the, who these things are attributed to. So three, uh, apparently 3% of the population of Africans have this 15% of Europeans. And, um, uh, I think it's 1% of Asians, right? So that's information that's on the internet. Don't know how factual or true that is. But the 15% has been out there for a long time because I've been studying this for a really long time. Um, and I, I still can't get any, well, not too many verifiable facts, right? Except for when it comes to women in pregnancy, that's pretty much the only verifiable fact that I can attest to because I actually went through that myself. Um, you know, with that being said, guys, let's keep the conversation flowing. Um, does anyone else want to speak? Because I do have a few questions that I want to put to the floor. Um, and specifically to uh, Jamal. Hi, my um, name is Joanna. I have a question. Okay, so I heard Joanna hey, and I I'm, heard somebody yeah. else. Hey, okay, Lisa Tika. Okay, so Joanna, then Tika. Hey, Tika. Go ahead, Hi, Joanna. My name is Joanna. I'm about to go by Lady Joe. I have the RH negative blood type, and it's so ironic. I have four siblings and a twin, and none of them have it. I'm the only one in my family that have it. So how could that? That's very interesting. That's very, very, very. Do you all have the same? Do you all have the same dad? Same dad, same mom, and I'm a twin. Oh wow. Okay, go ahead, um, Mr. Samdi. Uh, we you. we can look at it on a spiritual level because you know if anybody who studies the code of spirituality will tell you that a lot of a lot of times in our family are not really our family. These are things that we decided to come through to have our spiritual experience. So. I always say like this. I ask the question. Anybody with RH negative, do you hear voices? Can you hear your own thoughts? Can you paint the picture in your head? If I say, give me, what do an apple look like? And give me the sound of apple. Can you close your eyes and hear the sound of apple being crushed on? And can you visualize the apple in your head? And majority of the time, most people can. And there's like 50% of the population that cannot hear or see images in their mind. They don't even have dreams. So I always ask that question. Because it, it hints to this right here. 
the people who have RH negative that can see that are the spiritual and our real beings. Everyone else, and I could be wrong, and I'm honest, I, I accept this. Everyone else are NPCs. No playable characters. That's a fact. The NPCs, bro. That they cannot Indeed. hear no voice. They cannot see color. You can look at the people who you go look at your family members that you talk to. They just be so damn stupid. Not to you know, not to be rude, but more draw family will be stupid as hell. And that's so true. It's that's how few. it is with me. I am. I'm so different than everyone else in my family. It's just amazing. Because you, <laughs> yeah, because you yeah. are real. I am. Everyone else is fake. And they call her weird. This is why. This is why we have it's like the, it's like the matrix. Yeah, let him please, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah let him please finish. let him finish. We don't do that in here. Go ahead, um, um, Samdi. Yeah, he was in his bag. Let him speak. So, what I when I say this is like if you read, um, what's that? It goes back to Gnosticism. While there was some of us, some some creatures down here that was walking on their stomach or while on their stomach, and then the uh, the, the mother Sophia gave her sparks to a certain group of beings down here which we consider rh negative so when we start walking up straight the rest of the humanity or the creatures down here didn't have a soul so this is why you can go be born in the same damn family member and you have spiritual experience or you just think different like this don't make sense i don't feel right in church i don't feel right in the mosque what the hell is something else it's something else beyond christianity and let me go look for it or something else beyond uh hebrew is like let me go look for it or you might find you you're looking for consciousness so when you have consciousness, that means you are real. You are not of this matrix. And when I hear, and I, I could be wrong, but when I hear spiritual people talk about saving the earth, there is nowhere in any mythology through indigenous people on this planet that says save the earth because the earth is your hell. It is your prison. You don't believe me. Look at the um, the numbers that is part of the... Um, the Fibonacci code. Look at the Fibonacci code. Or look at this. Three dimension plus seven, the seven planets plus the 12 zodiacs. That equals to 22. And 22 is the 22 pathways of the Kabbalah that, that adds up to the 10 uh, ciphers. That is explaining, that is explaining your prison down here. You do not suppose to save the earth. You are supposed to uh, rise above it or bring forth the Christ energy that to destroy it because every time someone's being born, there's a possibility that soul is, is being trapped and down this motherfucker. You're supposed to let everyone try to either go beyond this place so you can have a better understanding of something else because you are a cosmic. I'm going to tell you like this. If you got RH negative, you are a cosmic being. You are not a fucking human. You are not a spirit. You are a cosmic being that's going through the spirit to have a human experience. And that could be, I could be wrong on that too. But that's just my opinion from my study of the occult and spirituality. Hey, I just wanted to just drop this real quick. It's one sentence. Can I just say one sentence? Hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so we're going to go to Jamal, and then we're going to go to Tika. Go ahead, Jamal. Yeah, so first of all, RJ and Mr. Y'all dropped some major, major, major bomb atomic leaks. This is something that Brother Panic dropped. And, you know, Panic is a friend of Lisa's, and I had the privilege of getting speaking to him in, in, in the room when you had him, but, but he had a, a, a build where he was basically sh saying that the redhead people, he was trying to wrap his head around, like his research showed that the most kind of hated, oppressed people in every culture was people that had reddish hair, right? Mm 
and like you know the story of the giants and and the red-headed giants that the native um americans hunted down and uh even in um in uh, north africa it's very very prevalent and like a lot of times um they'll they'll send um children who are red-headed either to the yeshiva if they're jewish or they'll send them to the mosque to learn to become a mufti and um he was talking about malcolm x how malcolm had red hair and he had mentioned that like i guess like there was a, a old interview or or something where elijah muhammad had basically was talking about like the fact that um Malcolm X had Mars, Mars energy, like people with red hair have Mars genetics. And he needed that red headed um, kind of representative for the nation to be able to to break through and, and get the message out. Where as somebody who didn't have the red hair wouldn't kind of have that fire from Mars. And like I relate to that because like my hair is brown throughout the year. But when I go to Hawaii or Costa Rica or, or in the summertime, my hair will literally on my forearms, on my legs, on my on my face, on my head, it'll turn like a reddish brown, right? And so, like, there is something to be said that, like, freckles, red hair, like, a lot of these different traits, I feel like they, they tend to be on people that aren't as heavily melanated, but they, they're aspects of a melanation that I feel is connected to Mars and is off-world and gives us, like, an antenna to uh to be able to channel certain information and lastly i just wanted to drop this i no longer call myself a homo sapien i call myself a nomo sapien i got that from brother blue pill you know what i'm saying like the nomos were those aquatic dolphin beings that came from sirius and i'm like yeah i rock with that like i'm a nomo sapien i'm part i'm part homo sapien but i also have this aquatic nature from when the waters above and the waters below when it was an ocean in the sky and it was an ocean below and when we used to swim through portals both inside the earth and up in the ethers and we would go to different places and spaces and this was before atlantis so i want to encourage any of y'all that like are coming online and 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 are connecting to your roots go deeper than atlantis because atlantis was when we all start set tripping on each other before yeah, that was lemuria lemuria was where we were in one and unison before this earth was a hell. This was a, a, a school and a playground in Lemuria. It became a hell in Atlantis. And with that, Can I, I digress. Ask something too? Can what I ask it, hey, Jamal. Uh, Melvin was saying? Yeah, I'm going to uh, go after you. What was saying, um, he was talking about the uh, the people that they got RH negative are the real spiritual people and, and everybody's an NPC, like, I mean, I don't know about the about that, but I know about the NPC part of it. For me, like, there'd be some soulless people out here, bro. Like, uh, they don't they don't really function. Like, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like it's, it's weird. It's like they're they're empty vessels, man. And for real, it's like, it, and it feels like that, bro. And uh, and yeah, man. And and the people that are spiritually waking up are meant to be uh, spiritually waking up right now, and that's just a fact in that land. Hey guys, let's go over to Tika. Thank you, Lisa. Mm -hmm. Hey, I know everybody is excited, so I, I totally get it. Um, I want to touch on a couple of things. Um, um, Lisa and I have been in a couple of rooms together, and um, I'm RH negative myself. Um, first of all, since um, Doctor, you was just mentioning the NPC thing. Now, I'm not so familiar with it, other than like 
seeing it like in the matrix or whatever but my personal experience is that like all my life first of all like as a child like i was drawn to things that like when they say like the product of your environment i i'm from the hood i'm from atlanta the west side ellen temple which is like a known um apartment complex um that's where bankroll fresh was from um the thing about it is it's very it's, it's nothing there it's nothing but violence and drugs I, i'm just trying to paint a picture for you all so um i first of all my intelligence is um through the roof you know um you know i was put in the gifted program and all that mess or whatever and um i was always drawn to things that were like inexplicable i don't understand why i wanted a telescope you know as a in the second and third grade oh i want a telescope oh i want a microscope and you know my mom she'll go get the stuff or whatever it's it was nothing around me that could explain me desiring to understand these things or wanting a connection with them because nobody else around me was like nobody in my family nobody in my community whatever right and so I remember my mom, she always said I was her star child. She said, you're not from here. And I'm like, why do you say that, mama? She's like, you're not from here. And my mom, this is another thing. My mom, you know, I grew up very Southern Baptist, you know, very heavy in the church. Grandfather was a deacon. Grandma was on the usher boy. Like, you didn't have any type of fascination with anything otherworldly or anything extraterrestrial or anything like that. So for my mother to say that, it, it had to come from an instinctual feeling that I wasn't from here or that, you know, part of me or whatever. So, okay, that's the background. Now, funny you mentioned the NPCs because last night I watched this movie called Blitz. Now, in the movie, it's like um, this lady meets this guy. She get him to take these crystals, but she basically tell him, like, um, you know, the world isn't real. It's only so many people in the world that are real. Everybody else is fake, and, and she has them doing all this stuff. And, and it's like, oh, you know, this is really what the real world is, and she shows them a whole nother world. But the irony in, in the end of the movie is supposed to be like, Basically, they was high the whole time. She had them on these drugs. But I got to thinking because a lot in the movie, it was like showing you something without showing you. Because then if you think about a lot of the aspects of it, like the Matrix, time back to that, it's like you got so many people that I do feel like they just be going through the world, not giving a care. Like I say that all the time. Like anybody follow me on Instagram, know that, that I put on my story. I'd be like, are y'all asleep? Like, what are you doing? Like, are you not realizing what's going on? Even down to the things that's going on in the world now and how open um, the powers that be are about their agenda and the things they're doing. It's like people are on autopilot. Nobody's really caring or understanding. Even if you throw it in their face and say, look, look at this, look at this. They don't get it. It's like they're dumbed down. And it's no disrespect. Same thing. It's not no disrespect in any way. But it's like, are you asleep? So that's another aspect. Now I want to touch on these abilities. Um, 
I myself, I have been experiencing a, a great transformation in the past year and some change on um, my spiritual gifts and abilities and um, just really tapping into them. Um, on a side note, one of my abilities, which it doesn't, I don't know if I did something to block it. It don't come like it used to, but I have prophetic dreams. And like, I remember, um, and I think I talked about this before when um, one morning I had this dream and I woke up and I was sweating. I was covered in sweat and I'm screaming. I was I was in a, what grade was I in? Like ninth grade. And so I'm, my mom was like, what's wrong with you or whatever? And I was like, I had this dream and I was like, it was like, um, it was a it was a big explosion. All these people died, and everybody was like covered in ash. Everybody was great, and she's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I, I j- it just felt so real." And so I go downstairs to get ready for school or whatever, and I cut the TV on, which is weird because I never cut the TV, on, especially because I was running late. But um, I cut the TV on. While Thirty I seconds, Tika. Oh, I'm so sorry because it was so much more I had to say. But um, anyways, it was nine eleven. It was the twin towers. But I mean, do I need to like jump back in? Because it was something else I wanted to touch on with a show or whatever that talk about the abilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. We can do that in a minute. Um, so let's go over to. There was someone I'm trying to find her. Okay, so we have Pamela. On stage, I know she wanted to go. Um, Can I get on the list? Can I yeah. get on the list? Me as well. Yes, I have I don't a really, quick question. I don't question. really have, have a I, I, I don't run cues, but in this particular room, everyone wants to talk at the same time, which I understand it's okay. But just to keep the audio clean, you know, and, you know, the people that are listening, we don't want too much jumbling and all of that. So, you know, we're, we'll, we'll do Pamela and then um, then we'll just open up the floor again. Go ahead, Pamela. Hi, thank you very much for the space. Boy, let me throw a wrench into your mind. I haven't heard you talk about alien abductions in O-Blood because that's a real thing. And um, I just want to throw something out there. Perhaps Lemurius was the time of Pangaea. And from what I know, we were assembled by 12 star systems with a 12 strand DNA. And we were on our crystalline planet for many hundreds of thousands of years during the Pangea, or what might be what you call Lemurius. And we were uh, very inviting. And then a galactic war happened. And the creators of the 12 strands of DNA didn't win the war. And who won the war won a contract. And in that contract, there was an agreement, an ancestral agreement, that one-third of the planet would be donating their genetics to make a new star system, a new planet, a new colony. And they become called the Grace. And so, hence, as far as I know, it's about 500,000 years ago when this battle took place, hence began the new languages there where they started turning words around and the beginning of the five scribes before the Bible that began that time period, the time period of Buddha and Taoism and all of our other religions came forward to where we are right now. But in that division, the soul contract was for a third of the earth to be 
um, so-called sacrifice to their DNA. And so along the way, I know I'm from a family of uh, O blood, uh, I'm blue eyed. Uh, I never did the DNA thing. I'm sure I have some melatonin thing. I change color. I'm uh, pretty white in the winter, but when I get in the sun, I'm so golden, beautiful brown. I just love it. Um, But I am the different child in the family as well. And I know in the 60s, I had my first alien encounter. And then in the 70s, of course, I couldn't say anything to anybody. And but the stuff comes to me as a download. And you know, the old blood, as far as I know, has really only been on the planet for 25,000 years as a universal donor. And we truly can't really populate a lot because of the fact that we have to have the Rogaine. And this is a problem with the greys because they're kind of our future and they bred out the ability to have babies. So that's why they need the O blood. And I have come to grips with this. I'm almost, I'm 70 years old this year. And I'm thankful that we have a platform that we can share and find people who have been through this. But there's a Bringers of the Dawn on YouTube that's a, um, it's a channel from a 300 year advanced race that comes back here and is trying to change humanity just a little bit. And he had such a great, wonderful message that in this ascension time with what's happening, and this was recorded 30 years ago in our ascension time, right as we are now, he's very specific and very right on. And he says that we win. The government doesn't win. The people win. The love and the light win. Commonality and small communities that farm and support each other in trade. That's going to be our future earth. And they want us to live as happy and full of love and light. Because if you understand this, the meditation, when you ground yourself into the earth, you're grounding yourself into the crystalline earth because we are receiving and sending our vibrations, our soul, our free choice, how we act enriches the soul that we magnify. So thank you very much for the space. I'm Pam. I'm complete. Okay. Thank you so much for that share, Pamela. Um, Who would like to go next? Uh, Lisa, if it's okay. I know it's been a lot of people that's been um, asking to go. I would like to uh, ask a question. Go ahead. Okay. So, um, once, uh, for one, let me thank you for um, allowing me to come to the stage. Uh, and greetings to peace and everyone uh, in the room. Um, I'm going to ask a question, right? And it's regarded uh, a scriptural quote of Genesis in the Bible, right? And it's in reference to the blood, right? So the question is, uh, in the Bible, it speaks about God creating man, right? And then it says he created man in his image, right? And then um, he gave man dominion, you know, over the fish of the sea, the fowl, or the air, the creeping things, and everything that creep under the earth. And then he said he created man in his image, 
in the image of God created he him. Then it said male and female created he them. Right. So usually uh the 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 thing is is that God created Adam and then there was an ex, uh an operation where God he put Adam to sleep and then he took Eve from the rib, right? So my question is based on based on the uh scriptures, right? Based on Genesis and the creation story, and if that is supposed to be the origin of all humanity on the planet, right? Then that would mean that from Adam, the blood that he had within his body, right? And we know that the blood comes from the marrow, which is in the bones. So when the rib was taken from Adam to make Eve, right? Then that means that the blood that was in the bone of Adam's rib, that same blood would be the same component to make up Eve. How do we get all of these different these different blood types? Is my question. Anyone can answer, and then from there, I'm going to go into something as, as briefly as I can. So, are you looking well, at the can, Bible? Can I speak on something on that? It's just a question. I just because I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go behind it. If anyone could just, you know, give their um their insight or what they feel is how do all of these different blood types came about? Because yeah. could I Adam and my supposition you know, E came from the room. Yeah. I'm so okay, so for our um. Jamal broke this down a little bit earlier, and if he's still here, I want him to speak on it again, and then we're going to go over to Samdi, who also wants to comment. Jamal, are you there? Yes, I'm here. No, I would I would like to say something behind that. I just wanted to ask a question because I actually have something to go into that, but I'll listen to what he has to say. Okay, so just for clarity, yeah, just for clarity's sake, did you ask? how um all the bloodlines um how the different blood types came to be that's what you initially right. asked okay so yeah go ahead jamal so, so the 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 uh the download that i've been getting about the blood types have to do with um with the the laboratory um experiments from the various different type of hominids um i i i would say that the the various hominids that we are an amalgamation of initially had specific uh, genetic markers, but then as a result of parasites that came in and viruses that came in that uh, challenged those specific um, genetic markers and blood types and uh, potentially wiping them out, they're, they're, uh, it became more conducive to, um, to a mixing of, of the genetics, like, like, Originally, I would say that everyone was ambidextrous and a twin in the in the most original, authentic sense. They there was there was first these these celestial female entities or deities that that had the ability to procreate within themselves. That's what you see in the Vedas and in a lot of the ancient uh, texts. These are hermaphroditic beings. Uh, you still have this with like frogs and with fish that can do that where. When they come to maturity, they'll be asexual. But then when they come to maturity, um, there's just this collective um, oversoul of the uh, the group of fish or the the the, the group of, of amphibians. And then they will turn either male or female, depending on what is needed for that that um, that gene pool. And so, you know, this whole idea of like us you know, slowly, slowly, gradually over time, stepping down from our original um, celestial nature was, was that, 
you know, there were various blood types that came from various different star systems and planets. And those were Petri dishes that in the, in the story of Noah, we, Noah's, Noah's ship was a spaceship. Okay. He didn't have real animals in there. That's the story of a spaceship that had Petri dishes and scientific vials to restart life because there have been um, hundreds and hundreds of times where we have experienced what's called extinction level events. And so there were entities, these entities could be us from the future, you know what I'm saying, that are interacting over time, over the timeline with humanity. But there's definitely something to be said about these um, celestials or elementals, uh, eternals, these entities that basically reseed the population. And, you know, they constantly were mixing and matching so that humanity continued to, to thrive on this planet. And so here we are in 2022, and, you know, you have, you know, a, a, a mother and a father will have four or five different kids, and they have a bunch of different uh, uh, blood markers, you know, that are different. They also will have different genetics from the, the four different grandparents, you know, on each side. And then that's the total of what eight grandparents, you know what I'm saying? And then going back to those grandparents, there's a whole nother set. So like, if y'all could just imagine just like a dump truck full of Legos and out of those Legos, you're going to get, you know, X amount of Legos. And then the next time your parents have children or next time you have children, that, that that child is going to get X amount of Legos and that child is going to get X amount of Legos. All those Legos are related, but how they're put together inside of our body is very, very unique. And I, I just want to drop this. This is lastly something that I want to drop. So my dad is a twin. He has a twin sister. And my mom has a sister who had a twin who passed away. And I had this really profound dream about me having twins last night. I'm just going to reveal that to y'all. That that would be my next, you know, children that I would bring forth. And it was interesting because, you know, it's Cancer Moon and my rising is Cancer. There is so many downloads that I have been getting since this Pisces and Jupiter and the Neptune, y'all. And I really want to encourage y'all, like, any answers that you, any questions that you have, take it to your dreams. I constantly ask myself, I fall asleep asking myself questions. And I find that, that those become the seeds for what I dream about. Your ancestors will speak to you in your dreams. You can get information out of books. Sometimes movies have stuff and you, you know, you reverse engineer the movie, you could decode it. But ultimately, it's going to be the answers that you need in your dreams. All you have to do is ask the right questions. Okay. Um, may I continue? Yeah, man. It's all you. Okay. Um, I want to make reference to a, a incident that took place over in uh, Saudi Arabia back in 2015. I don't know if you can all remember. There was like a big, this is during a time when the Muslims were having one of their, uh, major um religious uh celebrations or holidays or festivals rather it was called um it's right after they do the fast of ramadan they have was there's two festivals they have one is called Eid al-adha and one is called Eid al-fitr right and in Eid al-adha what they do is 
at the ritual, um, they have a, uh, it's this is after they make their hajj or their pilgrimage, right? That when they, when they make this uh, festival, right? It, the ritual, part of the ritual is that um, you have to dress up in uh, a particular attire, right? Uh, you shave all the hair off your, off, off your body, right? Uh, you, you do uh, certain blood sacrifices of uh, the goat animal. And um, you, what it is is you go to a place called Mina, and you throw stones at some uh, some um, uh, some stone fixtures of uh, so stone statues that they 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 label as the devil, right? You throw them at you throw it at this, you know, these. Is, uh, is that the stone. goat of Azazel? Azazel? No, no. I'm just talking about the the ritual Idil uh, Idil Ada that is it happens after Azazel is a. a is the um the goat that was used for the children of Israel when they did Yom Kippur? When they did Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur was for uh the Day of Atonement. So at the uh, after Rosh Hashanah, which was the head of the year, right? Then you had uh Yom Kippur, which was the the ritual for the sacrifice that was for the atonement of all the sins that the children of Israel had committed. That 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 scapegoat Azazel was the scapegoat that they uh they sacrificed. To carry their sins or wipe all their sins away. So now back to the um the incident that took place in 2015, right? So there was this big storm, this is big sandstorm, right? And a lot of people got killed. There was a crane, right? That was actually um uh in it was in this it was in the midst of the storm, right? And uh the crane it actually it got destroyed, it fell, right? And in the reports, uh it you can all go back and um do the research that there was a stampede that took place, right? It said the people, they were they were traveling in a specific path, in a, like a tunnel. And when they were in the tunnel, they had encountered some beings, you know, it, it, it freaked them out. And, and it caused a stampede and a lot of people got killed. Now I'm bringing this up for a, a, a reason, but I, I wanna go back to the, to the, to the blood thing, right? Because this, this, the, with the RH, RH blood, right? The RH negative. Cause you got A, you got B, you got AB and you got O. And the blood types are based, are based upon antigens, right? And the antigens goes into what, uh, you have two different types. You have what's called the sugar antigen and you have the protein antigen, right? So now <clears throat> I asked that question about the Bible situation, right? Because after that, it spoke about when, um, Adam and Adam, Adam and Eve had children, right? So when this is Genesis chapter four. It, when you read Genesis chapter four, verse one, it says that Eve, right? That she had, she, it says Adam knew his wife and that Eve had gotten a man child from the Lord, right? Now, when you look and most people, when they, when they, when they read the scriptures, they read the scriptures in English. And when you do that, it's, it's, it's a disservice because the English is a is a mistranslation. It is very poorly translated from the ancient languages into what would be called like Indo-European languages, like German, like Latin, you know, or even Greek, stuff like that. Facts. So it's a, it's a very poor translation, right? So now by the time you get into English, you're not really seeing what's really going on, what's happening. We just recently found out within the last 20, 30, maybe 35 years, that when you look at Genesis 1-1, right, and it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, that that Hebrew word there is Elohim, and that that Elohim was actually a group, right? And 
from that, right, when you look at the ancient Babylonian or ancient Mesopotamian or Sumerian culture, you'll see, like, there was a, 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 a translator of, the, of what they were called the Sumerian tablets. They found thousands and thousands upon tablets, right, uh, what they were called the Enuma Elish, the Gilgamesh epics, the Atrahasis, uh, 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 the tablets of Idafa, uh, the tablets of Ishtar and descent into the underworld. They found thousands and thousands of tablets. This is ancient Babylon, ancient Mesopotamia, right? And when they found these tablets and they started to, to translate them, right, they saw the similarities, but these the, the similarities to what they were calling the scriptures as far as the Torah and the Tanakh, so forth and so on, they found a lot of similarities in the stories that were being told in the ancient Sumerian writings. Now, in the ancient Sumerian writings, I'm going to try to do this as quick as possible because it's a lot of information. That the, the beings, right, the, um, there's a lot of people now in the social media world, they're talking about the Anunnaki, right, or the Anunnakis, right? These Anunnakis were the ones who were on the Biru, right? But before they actually lived on the Biru, they actually came from a, a particular star constellation. They came from Arcturus. They had a war with other extraterrestrials from Draco and Pleiades, right? And from that, they had the, the, the that's when they created the, the, the craft, the mother craft called Nibiru, and they created an orbit coming from their star system from Orion to this star system or this solar system, right? And when they got here, they needed gold. This is in the tablets. This is in the end. Y'all can go look this stuff up. Y'all can research. It's called the Epic of Gigamesh. That's one of them. You also have the Enuma Elish. The Enuma Elish means when on high. That's the actual creation story of the Sumerians. That and in those in those in that particular text is telling you, you know, the whole thing about uh what they describe in Genesis chapter one, but it's in more detail, it's more descriptive, it has more information. Right. So when you get to um um because I want to get to the blood type. What most people don't realize is that, or some people do know because they, they some people are, are familiar with the book of Enoch, right? And in the book of Enoch, that was one of the books that were excluded and wasn't canonized by the Roman Catholic Church or the Nicene Council. They didn't say, they, they wanted to exclude it because they wanted to hide the information um, that that was, you know, was revealing certain things. And one in particular that, the quote unquote God concept, right, is actually dealing with, and I'm pretty sure this, this panel or the people here on this platform, y'all realize that it's an extraterrestrial thing. But this group of, it's a particular group of extraterrestrials, and that group is the Anunnaki. There are other groups of extraterrestrials that were involved in the um, process, what the brother Jamal was saying earlier, right? But I, just to make it more descriptive and more clear, to get more detail about, you know, how, how all of this stuff happened. So God created man in his image after his likeness, right? So God has an image. This is a physical being, right? That was walking and talking on the planet Earth. Why he asked Adam and Eve, who told you you was naked? Why are you hiding from me in the garden? Because this was a physical being that was actually on the planet with them. And, you know, he set up a situation where he wanted them to uh, grow and develop in a certain way. And there was another group of beings that was interfering with that this whole God and uh, God and devil concept. So now when it says that Eve got a, a man child from the Lord, right? It's actually stating that one of the Anunnaki had sex with Eve and she bore a child. The child she bore 
His name was Cain or Can or Canaan or Cain. And when you look up that name Cain, if you go to the Strong's Concordance, you'll see that that name means jealous, right? And that jealous is very important because it goes back to the very nature of the character of this God. When it says in uh, the book of Exodus, thou shalt not worship any other God but me, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, right? That also goes over to the book of e Ezekiel, the eighth chapter, the 14th verse, where it tells you where the, the women of Israel, they were uh, weeping, right? They were at the temple and they were weeping for the Lord, right? And they said they seen the image of jealousy, that this, this, the fierce anger of the Lord, and it was, it was an image of jealousy. And it, the, they make mention of a being called Tammuz, right? Tammuz, this is Ezekiel chapter 8, verse 14. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to Genesis chapter 6. When you look at Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, it says, um, uh, there would, uh, let me get it correct. Hey, Parag, can I just drop one thing about what you just said that's so profound? So, so Tammuz, he said Tammuz, it's right now the moon is in Cancer. The moon in Cancer and the sign of Cancer in Hebrew Aramaic is Tammuz. And I digress. But Tammuz is an actual person. Of course, of course. I just, I just think it's from... interesting that you just dropped that when it's Cancer moon right now. And that represents a constellation of Cancer. That entity was Kafre, which was from the constellation of Capra, uh, Cancer, and it was called Tammuz in Aramaic Hebrew. I thought Tammuz or Tammuz meant like the sun. No, Tammuz like, no, is no, let the brother Tammuz, build, but he, he just dropped it on a very <laughs> synchronous time. Tammuz, right? Tammuz is the, he's actually the son of, uh, when you look at the, the, the family line, because the Anunnaki have a, is, a, is, a, is a family. Right. And the the highest of that family, the being's name is Anu, which means heavenly one or the one from above. It gets it gets from, from when you look at the uh, the Sumerian culture. Right. When you look at the tablets, they call the writings on the tablets is called cuneiform. And that's just a Latin word. And that Latin word cuneiform only means wedge writing. It's just describing the script that uh, what, how they wrote, how the ancient Sumerians wrote out. Their um, you know, their alphabets or whatever. So now the actual language they say is a it's Assyrian, it's either Akkadian, it's Ugaric, or uh, uh, um, Babylonian, right? And you'll see that in Genesis chapter ten, verse ten. The reason uh, I want to say this: the, re the when you look at the Bible, right? The Bible is a plagiarized book. What is it plagiarized from? The ancient Sumerian text. And the ancient Egyptian text is plagiarized from those two those two um, cultures and civilizations. So now, in order to get validity, in order to get legitimacy, or to get verification about what's being documented or what was spoken about in the scriptures, quote unquote, the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, right? They had they there's no way to verify what they talk about. This why in the, the archaeological or the scientific communities there there's always a a, a, a a thing of you know where's the evidence where's the proof where the proof and the evidence is actually in the, the cultures and the civilizations of which these people are claiming they were um inter interacting with you can see where uh abraham he comes from or chaldea or that's genesis chapter 11 verse 28 through uh, 31 you'll see that so order chaldea is actually in mesopotamia 
which is Iraq today, which was ancient Babylon, right? So he actually came out of that civilization where the Sumerians documented the beings called the Anunnaki. He, he, he was a part of that civilization. So now, um, just to go back, because I want to go back to Genesis chapter 6, right? So um, in the Genesis chapter 6 situation, it says, uh, Now began men to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, right? And it says that uh, the sons of God saw the daughters of men, and they took them wives, all, all of which they chose. And it says, um, also after that, right? Let me let me let me make sure I say it correctly. Me... Uh, hey God, I just want to say Rahubat to you and uh, everything you say, man. Yo, that part. All right, let me let me just go through this real quick. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, right? That the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fear, and they took the wives all of which they chose. So looking at verses one and two, right? It says, men begin to multiply on the face of the earth. How were they multiplying? They had, they said, and, and daughters were born unto them. It always had to have been daughters there, but this is a recognition about the daughters. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason about, you know, it, be, daughters being mentioned. Then the second one says, the second verse says, the sons of God saw the daughters of men. These are the sons. When you look in the, uh, the Hebrew, right, you see Beni or Ben Elohim. That's what you see, Ben Elohim, right? And it says, and they saw the daughters of men, which is when you look at, when you see men in the Hebrew, it says Adam. It says Adam, the same Adam that they were talking about in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 20, 27. The, and it's saying the daughters of men, it's saying the daughters of Adam. This was a tribe. Adam was a tribe of people. It wasn't just one man. And it says that they were fear. And they took them wives, all of which they chose. This is a group of extraterrestrials, right? Where, when you look in the Bible, you see um, in Genesis chapter 3, verses 22 to 24, there's two groups mentioned there. But in particular, they're talking about a group called the cherubim. The cherubim. The cherub, when you look that up in the Hebrew, it comes out to uh, those that are near, right? As opposed to the seraphim or the fiery serpents. These are two classes of angels, which when you go back to the ancient Sumerian culture and, and the writings, when they mention, when they talk about the Anunnaki, they break down into several different classes, right? Uh, one class is called the Igigi, those which observed. Then you had those which were called the Dengir, which were the righteous ones, right? Of the, uh, which they call up from Shem, which means up there. And then you had those which were called the Urshum Gal, why the Dengir are considered the seraphim and the Urshum Gal are the cherubim and these two fit these two these two groups they had a conflict the reason they had a conflict because one group was up under one son of Anu by the name of Enki and they were the Dengir or the seraphim and the other son was Enlil and he was uh over the Urshum Gal and the Igigi and they were the cherubim. It's an overlay. So it, in the language, that's why you got to know the language. If you don't know the language, you're not going to see all of this. And then this is where interpretations come in. And this is how we got lost and confused. Because the Bible has been interpreted ever since 
the Greeks and the Romans, when they took the ancient scripts, when they took them out of the ancient Aramaic, when they took it out of the, the ancient Syretic or the Assyriac, and they started translating it over into the Greek and into the Latin, a, a lot of things got lost. A lot of information got twisted up and, 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 and confused. And they, they started excluding a lot of the writings that clarified this up. So now to go further, Genesis chapter six, right? Verse three. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. Verse four, there were giants in the earth in those days. That word giant, right? In the fourth verse, that that word there in, in the Hebrew is, um. let me make sure, it's Nephilim or Nephilim. Yeah, and I know this platform, a lot of people here probably heard of the Nephilim, right? So this Nephilim is, is actually going back once again to the Anunnaki. It's talking about them. That word giant, that's a mistranslation because the word Nephilim actually means to fall down. So it actually what it's saying is there were the fallen ones in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God, the Beni Elohim, right, came in unto the daughters of men and they bear children to them. And the saying became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. Now take into account that in verse two, that it said they took them wives, all of which they chose. That's called rape. When any man takes a woman and go in unto her to have sex with her, that's called rape. Notice in verse four, it says that the sons of God came in unto the, they didn't take them. These are two different groups. Chapter, verse two is telling you about one group. That's the negative group. Verse four is telling you about another group. That's the positive group. Come, these, are, these are the Anunnaki's. So now when you're looking at human beings that are on a planet, right? And they're encountering extraterrestrial beings, right? And so much so that they're interacting with them that they're having sex with them, right? And they're bearing children. This is where the bloodlines is coming from. Mm, this wow. is where the bloodlines is coming from. That's awesome. That was an awesome breakdown. Oh my it's, it, it goes further than that, but I'm not going to hold y'all up. It, 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 go, it goes way deeper because how now when you start dealing with like? the races. Can I start, ask how the children look like? Do they look human or do they look more like they? Okay, so so at that at that time, right, when you what you have to take into account, right? When you look at us as humans, right? We 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 are hybrid creatures. Right? And and you can see that uh in many different aspects. One, if you look at your hands, right? And you spread all your fingers apart. If you look, you pay close attention, you're looking at webs in between your fingers. Right? If you look at your skin, right closely and look at you know the, the 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 details of it you're actually looking at scales you know if you go into the water and you come out right if you stay if you sit in water for a very long period of time and you come out and you don't put any oil on your skin what happens you get ash right that's flakes that's scales that's showing the sign there's and there's others as well that that that's the reptilian side of us as humans right now, I, I, I'll show it to you in um, the trimester, what they call the trimester stages of development within the womb, or even before that. When you look at the, 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 the sperm, you could look at that and look at a tadpole, and you could see that there's some similarities. When you look at a sperm cell and look at a tadpole, you can see that there's a, a similarity to it.
that it has a reptilian uh, 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 description or illustration. It has a reptilian, you know, because tadpoles are what become uh, the frogs, right? Which is an amphibious or a reptile creature. Uh, when that sperm hits the egg and goes through the embryonic stage to become a fetus, right? What you're looking at, when you look at the, uh, the, the baby, right? You can see it has a big head and it has black eyes. That's the development of a gray. Then you get to the point where you begin to develop hair or you grow hair on your, uh, uh, throughout your skin. It starts to, to come out through your skin. And when a baby is born, it has hair uh, on his head or, you know, it, it has some degree of hair on his body. That is what's called a simian or, or what we would call like apes or primates. And what, what most people don't, when, uh, I'm pretty sure y'all heard of this too. The setis or the yetis, you know, the Bigfoot, those are extraterrestrials. They come from the Cyrus star constellation. They come from Sirius. Sirius star constellation, there's multiple stars there, but there was three particular stars. There was Cyrus A, Cyrus B, and there was Cyrus C. Cyrus C had collapsed. You know, stars, when you look at, you go through astrophysics, or uh, 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 the development of how stars are, are born and the life of a star, and then when it dies. Cyrus C was one of the stars that it had collapsed. It had went to the point where it burned out. But Cyrus A and Cyrus B, which is a star constellation that the uh, the Dogon tribe out of Mali, they traveled to Mali. It, it, people need to know this. They came from Egypt. The Dogon tribe of Mali that, that speaks about the, the nomos that come from Cyrus, that's information that they had in Egypt. And they left out of Egypt. Why did they leave Egypt? Because Egypt was being invaded by foreigners, people from that were, weren't indigenous to that land. The same with the, the Yoruba tribe. There were another tribe that came from Nubia and Egypt. They migrated out. There were several tribes that left from that region that ended up in West Africa, right? That eventually got, um, that went through a process what was called in the 14, 15s and 1600s called the transatlantic slave trade. So when, the, when black people in America say we are the ancient Egyptians, that's an actual fact. We migrated and we were inter, intermixed. That's another thing. I, I, I'm, the story is so vast. There's a lot of detail. There's a lot of information that is missed, that is missing, that we're not getting to get a clear story of what actually happened, how it happened, when it happened, and where. And something that you mentioned uh, before, uh, Lisa, I heard you on another uh, platform where you spoke about, I think it was dealing with the corona and the COVID-19. And you talked about the, the critical thinking. We have to apply critical thinking all across the board with any information that is uh, being presented or being professed or, 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 or given to us. We no longer could take things on face value because someone says or because it sounds nice. We have to do the who, what, when, where, why, and how. And it has to confirm itself as an actual fact before we can actually say, yes, this is, this is what it is. Even though it may sensationalize us and make us feel good and we may like the way it sounds, we may ha we have to come across information that is confirmed and proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. And in that, when, when we start to make the journey to go back to, to, to make the link to the ancestors, you got to know which ones you're talking about. Are you talking about the Anunnaki? Are you talking about the Draco? Are you talking about the, the beings from Pleiades? Are you talking about the beings from Elder Baron? 
Are you talking about the beings from Cyrus? Are you talking about the beings from Orion? Where are they coming from? And this is what the ancient cultures all around the world was talking about. When you look at the ancient Hindu culture, right? They come from the Cyrus star constellation too. They come from what's called Cyrus, uh, what they call it, the, the little dog. It's called, um, I can't get it right now, but it's called Canis the little Major. Canis Minor. Canis Minor, right. That's Canis where Minor, they come yeah. from. That is where Nirvana is located. It's, it's located in Canis Minor. Right. And that was another group of extraterrestrials that had came down. And what happened is they were going to different planets and different star systems and they were bumping into other extraterrestrials. And what they would do is it, they would make a pact. They would make a pact. And some of them would even intermix and interbreed with each other. Someone asked the question about um, how the extraterrestrials look. Some of them are reptiles. Some of them are humanoids. When you look at the, uh, the beings from Aldebaran and Pleiades, that's where your, your Nordic physique or the Nordic phenotype is coming from. That's the blonde hair, blue eyes. In fact, they have three different uh, uh, specific phenotypes that come out of the, uh, the Elder Baron or the Taurus star constellation. They come uh, as with pale skin, uh, white hair and gray eyes. They come as uh, pale skin with blonde hair and blue eyes. And they come with... Uh, uh, the white skin with the red hair and the green eyes. That's where those uh, phenotypes is coming from. That's the Nordics that when you look over in Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Finland, you know, that, 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 is, that is coming from the Elder Barons and the, and the Pleiadian beings. They came down and they mixed in with um, uh, different species of uh, uh, primates or uh, 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 what you would call apes or monkeys, and they 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 bred what was what was called the Cro Magnon, right? And then they 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 interbred with another group, and then the the Cro Magnon died off, and that's where the uh, the Neanderthals come in. When okay, you look at I don't the mean I don't mean to cut you off, Farrar, but where how did the the um the Cro Magnons and those prehistoric you know like um men come from from then to be coming down to breed with them? Go ahead. Okay, so when when it goes back to the whole thing with the primates, right? Because you're looking at uh, when when they call so-called, quote-unquote, homo simians, or not homo simians, homo sapiens, right? So we have to trace back, or when we do do the trace back, right? They say that the, the oldest uh, group of people on the planet, they stem out of South Africa as the Khoisan Bushmen or the Kalahari Bushmen of South That's Africa. A That's a fact. That's a fact. Right. So now that's the prototype of all humans on the planet, meaning that they have to have all of the genetic markers that are identified with each and every race on the planet. Now, when you look at the Caucasian race, they're the only ones that don't don't fall in line because they're melanin recessive. Not that they don't have melanin, they're melanin recessive. They have low counts. That's where you get the term theomelanin. When you look at it, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm just going to say this, this quote, this term right here. When you look at a person that has freckles, those freckles is, is uh, small amounts of, of melanin, right? That's, those freckles is melanin. That's what that is. That's okay, melanin. but Farrar, 
that kind of goes against the theory that we were building on earlier in the room with Jamal's because I do, you're dropping some major gems and thank you so much for all of that, you know, awesome information. Um, So happy that this is on replays guys. So if you've missed any part of this room, you're going to be able to go back and listen to it. Make sure you click the link at the top so you can um, follow the podcast. This episode of the show of the matrix unveil will be on there. So make sure you click in with that. Okay, so to round it back around to what we were talking about, about the bloodlines, right? The the orange negative and the holy, um, you know, is this the holy grail bloodline, right? Which has been speculated upon. How do you think that that ties into that piece of the conversation? Because clearly, you know, you've established that, you know, there were these otherworldly beings that came down here and you know, um, you know, mixed with humans and stuff and procreated with human beings. Um, so how come only 15% of the earth's population has this particular bloodline? And do you think that this bloodline is connected to like the Nephilim bloodline? It is the Nephilim. In fact, it's, it's, it's a reptilian bloodline. So when you look at the, the, um, what they would call the royal family, right? You know, or the, what they would call the 13 royal family? Yes, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying, they, to, I'm trying to get back to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now going back to, I'm going I'm to use the Bible again, right? So Cain, right? He's actually the son of, uh, from the, the bloodline of Enlil. Enlil, when you look at Enlil's bloodline, he has a son by the name of Nanar. Nanar is the actually the being that actually slept with Eve and, and impregnated her and she birthed Cain. Now you look at the Cain situation, right? Cain, Cain and Abel was told to uh give an offering. Now look at the offerings. That this is the things we were overlooking. We didn't pay attention to. Cain, Cain gave an offering of um herbs, right? Or uh vegetables. He gave that's what he gave. Abel gave an offering of his of his flock he gave a blood offering right so when Cain gave the offering the lord said nah that's no good nah you got to go back you got to do that again and when cable when abel gave his offering it was accepted so right then and there that's supposed to tell us and let us know that this being called god his interest was blood and it, 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 it the, the, that thing carries out in the scriptures because after the, I'm going to get to the uh, the thing. I, I just want to show you all this. Right. That when Noah got off the ark. Right. And he, he built the altar. What did he do after he built the altar? He gave a sacrifice. Right. It was a burnt sacrifice that ascended unto the Lord. And what did the Lord say? This was a pleasing. He he accepted yeah, that sweet was, smelling, sweet smelling exactly, odor. Exactly, it's a sweet smell. What if 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 you was to take a grill, right? And on the grill, you put steak, you put chicken, you put uh, hamburgers, whatever the case may be, and you burning that, right? And it is it goes up. You know how you go to a barbecue? Say, oh, who burning on the grill? That smells good. Like yeah, that's that. I like the way that smells. Oh, we gonna eat good today. Steak, all steak. Right. So this is Genesis chapter eight, verses 20 and 21, where he said it was a sweet smelling scent that there was flesh burning on the altar. This is what we're not paying attention to, because this particular being was a flesh eater and a blood drinker. 
That's Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. You'll see that. When Abraham was in, he was in the field, he saw three men coming. And when he saw them, he said, oh, that's the Lord. Because he knew them from the land of order of Chaldea. He, he knew who they were. So he knew automatically. And he said, my Lord, if I can, you know, you know, sit down and rest. You know, he told the servant to go, you know, clean them up or whatever and go prepare some food. And when he prepared it, he prepared a calf, a calf, which is a baby cow, right? And he dressed it with butter and, and milk and they presented it before the Lord and the other two men that were with him and they ate it. All right, so now let me go back. I just want y'all to see this. this is, we not peeping all of the stuff that's going on in the Bible because this goes back to those two groups that I was mentioning earlier. One is agreeable and one is disagreeable. One group is flesh eaters and blood drinkers and one group are herbivores. One is, one group is a carnivore, and the other group is an herbivore. So now, um, can you be a little more specific of who that secondary group is, respectfully? That's not, you know, dealing with the holistic eating. The, say that again. The book Genesis, right? That term deals with mm -hmm. the genetic makeup of the hybrid beings that you're referring to. Do you want to? Can you expound exactly who they are, respectfully? Okay. It's actually referring to uh, um, gravitations that were taking place from the East Indians, right? That when you look at Caucasians, right, you can see that they, they, they actually have similar uh, body structures to the East Indians, right? The difference between the East Indian and the Caucasian is that the East Indian has melanin. The Caucasian don't. So th this they have, is, they, uh, they have they have internal melanin dealing with the phyo melanin type. That's why I, I, I mentioned that earlier when I yeah. when I said melanin recessive. Right. I mean, the they opposite, have a, they the have opposite, no the opposite of let, melanin. Let me I'm ask sorry, you where melanin. would you where would you place the North African Amazigh and the various people who have the most diverse genetic haplotype in that because Caucasians attempt to to say that they are African Caucasians but yet um, you know, my, my family. And when I go to Morocco, like the lot, they're like, yo, we African, like we got, we got plenty of people that come through that. I mean, my, my grandmother's is, is, is blue black, you know what I'm saying? Like, but she still has my, you know, she's the grandmother of my, my, um, children who have, some have green eyes, some have blue eyes. So like, for me, I'm saying when you put Caucasian in there, I think that a lot of people sleep on North Africa and on the Amazigh and the Tuareg people because I feel like we represent um, a genetic strain that was connected to both the Neolithic people, also the the uh, Hyperborean people, the Formorian people, as well as the um, the um, the original indigenous people of Europa. Okay, so and can, I, can I just add just to the to the Caucasian things? I did my DNA. This is Olga is token. I am from Russia originally, but when I did my DNA, um, my Hippo group was from Africa. It said as like my, um, it's similar to Bantu tribe and African-Americans, which for me, African-Americans can come from many places, yes, but that's what it is. And when I was, yeah, I when I was little, I had freckles that I don't have it now, but it is, was a discovery for me. 
And it's very interesting. I went all into the research of Noah, what happens, what happened after Noah's, after flood and where, who went where. So it's very interesting conversation. I just want to edit it. What we're talking about is neuromelanin. He was like extending the sun and I get burned. Yeah. That's what talking you, about. It's called theomelanin and eumelanin, right? Neuromelanin is, is everyone has neuromelanin. Right. And then some of us have it in great quantities. Some of us have it in lesser quantities. The melanin is something that's, that works with the uh, with the peripheral nervous mm-hmm. system and the central nervous system in order for it to the fluidity of, of your, your body being able to or the agility of your body be able to move and function uh, a, a particular way. That has something to do with the melanin. But that's a whole different subject matter all in itself. Um but to go back into the question about the Amazigh, the people of North Africa, and even with the, the whole thing, what, what most people are failing to realize, right, is that when you look at the races, right, there was a period of time where uh, when the different groups were coming out. So that the, 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 the people from South Africa, right, they started off, right, when they started off, they migrated, they started traveling, right, and when they traveled, uh, I think it was you, Jamal, that you mentioned earlier about the uh, the epigenetics and the different the, the environments that we were going into, right? It was caught, what you and what you said was exact. It's the methylation of the DNA where the, the, the gene expression is happening where it turns on and off as a switch, right? So there are certain expressions of, the, we have what's called a 24,000 genome, right? Uh, and in that genome, it, 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 it's, it's, is variations and is very uh, multiple of uh, different phenotypes or genotypes that uh, has been developed throughout time, as well as the extraterrestrial intervention, right? That was uh, bringing about the different uh, human races on the planet, right? So from the uh, the the people from South Africa, they started to migrate, right? And when they migrated, they migrated north, and then there was a split in Central Africa. One one group went west and another group kept traveling north. And in traveling north, they ended up in the area of Uganda, Kenya, Ethiopia, and Sudan. That that particular group right there, or what they call them, they, if you was to go by the linguistic, uh, the linguistical map, you have- Those are the Oromo Sabians, right? The Sabian people of the, of the, um, of the African horn, right? Right. That's part of that's all a part of the Napatan, the Moro. This is before the ancient Egyptian civilization. This is pre-dynastic Egypt. This is paleo or Neolithic. Uh, this is what we will call they will call Nubun, right? That's what they or Deneg. They have it in, in the in the glyphs as the Deneg, what they will call the Pygmy people, the Twa people, that's them, right? And they migrated up in that region, and then they had an encounter with the beings from Orion. Right, which brought about they acknowledged that the first humans were no more than four to five feet tall. So now when you look at humans that are six, seven feet tall, then that is a a, a intervention. That something happened, there was a, a, a mutation that took place. And that's part of the extraterrestrials coming down and uh intermi- intermixing and interbreeding with humans to create a different breed or a different stock of, of, of humans. Now the as far as the um the beings from um Canis Minor, they came down, they came down there in, in Iraq too, 
along with the Anunnaki. They came down. They that's where the Hindus actually come from. They went down into that region and they left from there and they traveled south over into when you go out of Iraq, you're going into Iran. You can look this up on the map. You go into Iran. You go from Iran. You go into Pakistan. From Pakistan into India. So they they went down in that route. The, the those Hindus and they set up the civilization of synth or uh the Hindu civilization. They set it up there in India. And now the the humans that went with them, right, or who followed them, right, or interbred or interbred or intermixed with them, they became the East Indians. Now when uh the you have to follow the human migration or the migration of this particular human and its encounter with the different extraterrestrials at different time periods when they were coming down. Some came down, I heard someone mention earlier about 500,000 years ago. The Galactical War has been going on for a very, very, very long time. The Galactical Wars, right? So the Anunnaki at one point came down 500,000 years ago, but they keep coming. It's not just then. They came again. Uh, um, within other cycles at an, another time about 350,000 years ago you had another group of extraterrestrials come down right and what you what you have to look at is uh the the evolutionary process of what they're calling the apes you have the gibbon you have the chimpanzee you have the orangutan you have the mandrill you have the uh the rhesus uh, right the what well, the rhesus monkey is see that's where the rh factor is coming in uh, absolutely exactly. That's, that's exactly, exactly where it comes in. Yeah, exactly. Right? exactly. So, so that's exactly where it comes from. And and you know, I was back trying one of the one of the moderators was going back and forth with me in the back channel, not to cut your wit, uh, to cut your wisdom, King. But we really dancing around the true subject matter dealing with the topic. That Rh blood type is an antigen, and it comes from that monkey interbreeding with that hybrid, and we right. truly understand right. who they who they who, who right. they are. Right. That that Neanderthal that we're not really speaking on and I'm and I want to be respectful this is why I've, I've yielded to this conversation and I've spoken but I'll just say this it's titled in their medical books in coded terms a lot of them that's still being born with tails to this day you can find it it's called the Oxford tailbone I have an Instagram post that I made four and a half maybe five years ago that I got uh, flagged for I made a post pertaining to this orange blood type and I made a caption at the bottom pertaining to when you come in contact with a certain, let's call them beings, right? To be respectful. This is what takes place. The young lady, and I'm, I'm a PTR on my, my uh, whatever you call this profile picture. The young lady who's from Jamaica, better known as Esther Micah, anciently, she commented and said, wow, that's funny. My brother who's black, whose girlfriend is white. She has to get a particular shot every month so that her blood type does not kill the baby. Long story short, she's RH blood type. Now, I'll let you continue to deal with RH. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because, you know, yeah, I, I, a lot of the information that I already said at the top of the hour, well, the top of the room um, is highly speculative because we do not have a lot of scientific facts to back up any of the claims but we were going to do a deep dive you know into this topic which we have been doing um but that right there i've never heard of right and i don't think that and this is what we're trying to uncover here see when we're dealing with the beings that rule the planet right um 
they have hidden a lot of information from us and they do this through division and, you know, creating a dualistic world, which the world that we live in is already just by universal law, a dualistic place, right? Um, so when, when we're having these particular conversations, the aim and goal is not division and separation and to try to, you know, um, highlight one group over the an another or demonize one group or another, because um, honestly, there's a lot of people in this room that are RH negative, um, RH negative, okay? Um, myself included, I do not have an extra vertebrae, you know, um, none of that. You know, I do have to have a Rogam shot when I get pregnant, but it's not once a month. I've never heard of a European maiden with a black person and that same, you know, and if anybody knows, you know, if anyone is in the room that works in the health field or know more about studied blood, um, knows of this phenomenon, please, you know, let me know. But I've never heard of that before. And I definitely don't want to be. Can I speak Lisa, can I ask you hold, hold, hold I would guys. like to speak on it. Okay. I'm not finished though. I'll let you guys finish when um, I'll turn the mic over to the floor when I'm done. Okay. So I've never heard of that, you know, that Europeans uh, made in with, you know, at people of African origin have to have this Rogam shot because they're, this is about blood. This is not about race. So I just want to highlight that this is not about racial differences. This is about the differences in blood and specifically the RH negative um, factor. Um, and this being related to the Holy Grail bloodline, um, going back to the Merovingians, going back to um, even further than that to Jesus Christ. And you know, I'm actually weird. a descendant of the Merovingians uh, that you're talking about. I just asked y'all not to cut me off. Well, you know, we'll get to that. Listen, guys, if you have something that you absolutely have to say until we can get to you, you could just send me a back channel. I've been checking them. You know, that way I can know who to go to because the stage is really big and a lot of people, you know, are excited to talk. And I totally understand that. But when someone is talking and you cut them off, it kind of throws off their their thought process and they may be forgetting to say what they're going to say. So. Um, you know, let me do a really quick room reset. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks for all the beautiful, you know, wonderful gems that have been shared in this room so far today. Um, guys, if you're not following the club, make sure you follow the club. Click the little greenhouse at the top. This is the Matrix Unveiled. Click the link at the top. Make sure you follow me on socials. You know, I have my Instagram. You know, um, the Matrix Unveil has its own personal Instagram page where you can find like replays and lots of different things. So make sure you follow that as well. Um, join our discord group. The link is there, um, as well as make sure you follow in the podcast on whatever favorite platform, you know, that you already subscribed to all of that is up at the top. If you're not following me, go ahead and give me a follow, especially if you're on the stage and speaking, you know, give me a follow, turn the bell by my name next to always. That way, every single time that I open up a room, you guys will be notified if I'm in any room on clubhouse, you guys, it will show up in your hallway because you know, this is how you create your spaces and generally I'm in spaces talking about, you know, topics like this or contributing to that. Make sure you're following all the moderators on the stage um, because they open their own great spaces as well. Um, and there's some very um, powerful people and, you know, on Clubhouse and they're always in really great rooms as well. Now to get back to the topic of the conversation, okay, before I open up the floor, um, you know, um, Parar dropped a lot, a lot of great information, a lot of great information. That's why I'm happy that the replays are on so people can go back. I'm going to go back and re-listen to this because Jamal shared a lot of great information as well. What I would like to so sort of bring the room back to, though, is um, this particular bloodline. So we've established like the history, 
you know, we've established even cosmic history, um, thanks to Parar. Um, we established a lot of history um, dating back to Africa in certain regions, the Amazigh people, you know, thanks to Jamal and his shares. So um, currently, you know, what you can generally find on the internet in the mainstream about this, this bloodline is that the concentration of this group of people are in Basque, which is like in these, right. I think it's the, please mute your mics, um, in the Pyrenees Mountains, like in between like um, France, uh, I think Southern France and um, Italy, uh, in Northern Italy or something like that. So they're over there and they speak a different language. And so what we've been doing is just trying to unpack all of this because 15% of the world's population is attributed to having that and that's the Basque people. Whereas 3% of people of African origin are said to have this genetic code in um, or this blood group and 1% of Asian. So I know that there's a lot, since I've been on Clubhouse, I've met a lot of people of African origin, you know, like people in this room um, that do have the bloodline. So I'm wondering, you know, are there more of those people that we may not see in that 15% group? Are we being lied to? And most um, importantly, what I would like to talk about is this. When we talk about like the blue bloods and these royal families, and we know how they've intermarried and, and you know, just so that they can keep their bloodlines pure. You know, uh, Megan Margot had to have her blood tested. It said that Beyonce has this bloodline and it goes back to the Merovingians um, and all of this stuff. So often when I talk about the 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 British royal family, you know, I, I don't think that at the very top that we're dealing with just regular human beings. I think there's something else going on there. And so if we have that, if some of us have that bloodline, is it the same bloodline that they have? Do we got, do we, we think that these are the descendants of the Christ bloodline, if Christ even ever walked the earth? That's what I want to get to and try to tie that piece together. And then we can go back to what we were talking about before. So Whoever would like to speak to that, the the mic is yours. Yeah, can it, it, it goes to the the bloodline goes to the Moors. Let's let's keep it real, one hundred. That those Europeans was a royalty. The Moors gave them that 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 power, that that royal power. And and to talk yeah. about the Reese's uh, positive uh, bloodline, and I know people. I know we don't want to offend people with the uh, Reese's monkey bloodline, but I think when the brothers was hitting that of how there was a genetic creation of a group of people. And this is why I stand at, you know, I don't, cause I look at the mythology of the Anunnaki as mythology, describing aspects of our subconscious mind that are explaining something that was never physical in the first place because this earth was never physical. It was an, it was ethereal at one point in time and was described some ethereal, but that's just me. But there is stories and there's information based on a group of people that was physical being grafted on this planet. You can look at the uh, Nation Islam when they talk about the Yakub story, grafting people from uh, ape-like creatures and, and, and putting them on, on, the island, on the island and putting them in the caves of the Caucasus Mountains. We see that. You can look at the, the story of, uh, it's called the story of dirt, of how the Europeans of Europe was, was savages before the Moors, during the Moors, and after the Moors. How they had to be taught how to, how to use a bathhouse. So, this bloodline, this 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 royal bloodline, the blue blood bloodline, is actually just talking about niggas. You know, if you if you, if you look at the Moors' history, they Moors came from us amalgamating with them. I mean, yeah, it's older than the Moors. I mean, let's okay. 
we it's like the niggas. We gonna say everybody know what the nigga is, right? Everybody know the nigga. So we just saying Moors for a a historical or but a, the Moors uh, people. They will uh, not go back farther than that. But we just we just talking about the Moors and they well people know what the Moors is. So we could just say niggas. These are these people of royal supposedly royal descent in Europe got their descent or their royalty from niggas. Because there was no royalty back in that day. If these motherfuckers come out the caves and this documented that they there was no spoken language for these people, I think the spoken language for them was like, I think is a new. I, I got to look at the research, but I remember someone, uh, one of the scholars was looking up how they didn't have a language at one point in time. They come out the cage throwing shit, and you telling me that they become royal? That they, okay, they okay, okay, royal? okay, okay. Let's, let's not... Okay. Let's can, not, let's it, not uh, can I clean yeah. this up? Yes, can I clean, clean this up? Please clean it up, because yeah, we, yeah. Don't wanna, so, we don't want to do that. That's not, that, that's not this kind of conversation. So, um, so, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what, what, what you have to understand, first of all, is... There's no such thing. You can't blanket the statement Caucasian, white, black, niggas, Moors, Africans. There were dirty Moors and there were Moors who were connected to the four Moors who sailed and were, were the actual Druids and, and established the Irish culture. The Irish culture goes back thousands and thousands of years. In fact, the, the, um, the, the, uh, the, the Hill of Tara, and also, um, I forget the other uh, mound in Ireland is actually older than the pyramid in Egypt. Okay, so so the 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 whole thing that that I really pray that both sides can look at is that there is an the, an Irish connection, there is a Gaelic connection, there is a a North African connection that that merges everything that's being taught about. But at the same time, there's also stories in the, there's the book, The History of White People, right? And Professor Nell Painter, she's a professor emeritus at uh, Princeton University. She goes into the history of racism and xenophobia in that book. Like who were the, what are the first writings about people hating on other people that don't look like them? And she goes into the uh, Julius Caesar's writings. He had stories very similar to what you talked about. He talked about tribes that were filthy and that were dirty and that didn't bathe themselves. Now, was that all of Europe? No, it was not. Were that, was that a section of Europe where that was happening? Yes, there's, they, they actually wrote about it. So to, to blanket that statement means that you're not looking at the civilizations who actually have connection with nation building, with um, sailing and with uh, um, being mariners. Like when you look into the uh, Irish roots of civilization, you'll find that the Druids are right on deck with the Ethiopians and the Eritreans and, the, and various other people in that area. And what I'm starting to realize with, with, uh, with the use of, of research and also just my imagination and, and being over there in Africa many, many times, I realized that when the Sahara Desert was underneath the ocean, it was an ocean 40,000 years ago, okay? And, and the Sahara Desert is the size of America and, and another half of it. So if you went from California to Rhode Island and back to Nebraska, that's the size of the Sahara Desert. Now, they are finding fossils and bones 
underneath the Sahara Desert that they are not talking about. You have to go to Morocco, as I did. You have to go to Mali, as I did, to go and sit and talk with people and see certain things. There are actual fossils that are that are showing that there was a, a, a mammalian aquatic being that gave its DNA to the the haplo groups of the hominids that walked the earth. So so when you look at the RH negative, they say it came from from the Caucasus Mountains. I don't agree. I would say that there's actually more people with RH negative blood in it. I asked for a chocolate shake. Yeah, please. Thank you. Um, I asked uh, anyway, um, there's more people with RH negative blood in the mountains of Atlas in Morocco and North Africa than there are in many of the other places. They don't go into those mountains and, and interact with those people because those people are very self-contained and they're very selective with who they allow in. And you have families up in the mountains of Africa that will have a blue black grandmother and a little blonde hair, blue eyed baby. They don't want you to know about this. The whole reason why they are pushing this agenda of the vaccine is because they realize that this Jesuit bullshit that has separated us and told a very dichotomous story. What does dichotomy mean? That means it's black and it's white. It's left and it's right. It's this and it's that. It's Democrat, it's Republican. That whole story is being washed away. And they want to keep that story. So, brother, I would just encourage you, like, yes, that is very, very true, that there were tribes in Europe who were filthy and who were dirty and who lived in caves. Were those tribes all of Europe? No, they weren't. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Borat talks about, you know, the, the tribes that are still to this day living like that, living very filthy and very, you know, off the grid, like, like deplorable. But that was not all of Europe. That was not happening in, in every single inch of Europe. That was not happening in all of Spain. The Basques are one of the oldest people in, in, um, in Europe, and they were called the Atlanteans by the Romans. They had information that connected them to the, the, the North Africans and to the people of Mali and even to the people of the Dogon. So you have to understand that, like, you just can't put a blanket statement. And I would also lastly encourage you, brother, instead of saying niggas, maybe say nagas, because nagas were the ancient uh, melanated serpent beings of, uh, of Africa and also of, uh, of, of Asia and India. So just, you know, you, you can remix it to, to put a little bit of honey on it instead of vinegar. That's, that's what I want to offer. Can I ask you a question, Jamal, if you don't mind real quickly? Sure. And, and, and kind of to you know respond kind of to some things the moderator said. How how are we turning a bio fact dealing with biology dealing with blood science, right? And a historical fact that's been extremely documented not only by the Moors but documented by them as well. If you refer to Daniel Cooper, who was a scientist and a professor for the Australian Research DNA Center, they note this about their own history. So how is it a race thing now? I'm just just curious because even though we know that pseudo construct of that race was socially engineered here in North America, nowhere else on the planet at one point in time, I'm just trying to understand how was that now being turned to we offending people or a particular race when we're just noting or let's say verifying a genetic bio dealing with the blood in a historical fact. I'm not trying okay. to see anybody. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll give you an example. Let me look. Can I Hold respond on. to that? One second, Jamal. Yeah, one second, Jamal. One second. So I want to say this, right? 
Um, this room was opened up to specific, specifically to speak about the RH negative blood type um, and its relationship, <clears throat> excuse me, and its relationship to like, how far do you trace it back? Um, you know, there's, you know, lore about it being like um, from the Nephilim bloodline. So we've talked about a lot about ancient Samaria. We've talked about the Anunnaki. We talked about like the Sumerian tablets, Iraq, Iran. You know, um, we've talked about, um, you know, uh, the prehistoric man and things of that nature. So in this particular conversation, what we're trying to sort out is because there's not a lot of scientific data, right? on this and so because yes, it is respectfully it is okay um just send me that you know whatever scientific data that you have about the rh negative blood group because i've been i have it you know and i've been trying to find out a lot about it for years but whenever i try to go and do research you know it's always you know what i call pseudoscience that's on the internet or just you know theories about all of this so that's why i wanted to open and that's up. and that's how they get the people and i, and right, I didn't right, want right, to cut right. your wisdom and, and listen i need yeah you hold guys on to... hold, hold right. on i am not done speaking okay please just relax okay i'm trying to give you context because i know that you you popped in here a little bit later and this room's been running since like 4 30. so um i know i'm just trying to give you a little bit of context so that you understand like what the room is about and what we're talking about, right? So, um, you know, it's clear that this, if 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 white people and black people and Asian people have this RH factor, then this isn't a race thing. And if you know you have something to prove otherwise, then please send it me to, send it to me in the back channel. But I don't want to create an environment of some sort of like a race conversation, you know, um, a race specific conversation in this room. So hopefully you can respect that. I appreciate it. Go ahead, Jamal. Okay, sis, I just want to say this to you, Brother Sadiq, and, and I want to drop this. It can be said that people in Africa pretty much are mostly naked except for a loincloth. There are tribes that, that they, the climate is such where they don't need much of anything else. There's something on, on their, you know, their frontal, their frontal member, okay? Now, would you give a blanket statement and say, Africans are running around naked in the jungle, this, that, and the third. That's the same thing as saying white people, Europeans living in the caves and this, that, and the third. That's like, like you can't put a blanket statement on things because more and more you'll start to see that when you go into the research and go to those places, and I'm talking about like go to North Africa, go to Europe, go to um to um the middle east and different places like that like when you actually like go and research people not just in books but actually get on a plane and go sit with those people you will see that there is a commonality that we all have that in in fact we all are more mixed up than we even realize and i'll just drop it like this the most oppressed people on the planet honestly if you look are left-handed people Left-handed people have been oppressed in Africa, in Europe, and in many places for thousands of years. Because people, brother? What's that? I'm, 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 who's, who's the left-handed people? I I'm left-handed. I'm left-handed. I'm left-handed. And I'm going to tell you that my, my father had his hand tied behind his back, and they tried to force him to use his right hand. When I went to Africa, I've been to Africa nine times, okay? And whenever I'm in the Islamic countries, they look at me sideways because they say that I'm, I'm a son of Satan. Um, I'm a son of Iblis because I use my left hand. Okay, left-handed hey, hey, people Jamal. are less than 8%. Jamal, 
Jamal, so, do you um are you of arts my grand negative, are you of negative bloodline as well, Jamal? So I have I have type O negative blood. Okay, okay, okay. So also let me just say this. I don't know if this means anything, but um with the left hand thing, do you guys know that most of our presidents have been left handed? I'm just putting that out there. Do your research, you know what I mean? So I'm just I, saying, and if unless you're of a particular bloodline, you cannot, although these, you know, presidents are installed, we think that we elect them, but they're installed. Um, and most of them are left-handed. So just throwing that out in the mix. And honestly, I did not most, know that. yes, yes, it's true. Look it up. And most human beings in our most natural form before we devolved into where we're at right now used to be ambidextrous, right? We used to be able to use actually both of our hands and actually and utilize, mm -hmm. not be like left brain dominant or right brain dominant and then just tap into the other side. We used to be able to access both sides of our brains equally, but you know, we're in a fallen state now. So, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there. Go ahead, Jamal, you got the mic. Yeah, so I, I just want to lastly say that like, the, what, what connects us is the the reality that there are people specifically the jesuits and and the small hats and the parasitic elite that would love nothing more for us to not a alike be alike and see alike they would love nothing more than for us to be separated and in separate camps and tell stories of of demoralizing primordial history and 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 roots and I, I want to encourage everybody on this build to to just be open. And, and, and here's the thing. If you believe something is true, try researching the complete opposite. Just try it. Just do it and see what happens and see see what you personally come up with. Because it's so easy to be pigeonholed into what we think is truth and right based on our, our research. When in reality, something else can be totally be going down. So with that, I did. And real quick, uh, Jamal. This is Sophina. Uh, Could I just say something? I just want to say the young lady said that uh, most of the presidents were left-handed, which is incorrect. I've just done my research. And real quick, okay. uh, I want okay. to add to um, this. Hold on, uh, hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on just a second. Most of the presidents are groomed to write with their left hand. No, no. They, okay. They, they were not genetically probably born, but that is a fact. That okay. Right, uh, you, yeah, you guys, right. you guys can look that up, and you you sound really really Fix low. Um, I, heard, I heard a female voice. I think she said that Sarah was me. Lady. Yeah, this Sarah is Tina. Tina. And not okay. Go ahead, go ahead, Tina. Okay. Um, going back to ambidextrous, what you were saying, Lisa. My granddad, what on my mother's side was ambidextrous. I also have an uncle that's the same age as me that's ambidextrous. But going back to the RH negative blood type, I talked to one of my aunties earlier and she doesn't know what my grandmother's blood type is, but she was saying that one of my grandmother's brothers is R is o, o negative as well as her. She's also O negative. So I don't know what my granddad's blood type is. My mother, on the other hand, was O positive. So, but I don't know, but, um, the, the guy was saying that he's, uh, O negative, but, um, people tend to have more visuals. Like, um, I've been told I was clairvescent at one point because I see more 
pictures into people um feelings and stuff like that more so than I have dreams. Um and I'll digress from there. Okay hey guys, so, so what we're gonna do, um I'm gonna start taking a cue. Okay. Um only because guys I hate cues. I don't normally do them, but just because we have so many people um on stage um and so many people that want to talk um just to keep the audio clean and just keep people from talking over each other um let's do that for a little while not not forever but just for a little while so that we can get most of the speakers to get their their points out and stuff like that and then we'll go back to popcorn saw because i dread cues i hate them it's they're boring um so <laughs> um let's go ahead um send me um a message in the back channel let me see um, Dr. Matilda's not here right now, but yeah, you could just send me, you know, a message in the back channel, letting me know you want to speak. I'll call on you until we get through some of the people on the stage and then we'll just go back I'm to the regular conversation. Dr. Matilda, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. So you guys can send her a message and let her know you'd like to get into the queue. And then Dr. Matilda will call on you. Um, but until then, until we get there, let me go ahead. Nada, you do not have to be added to the queue, girl. You're a moderator. So let's go to Nada. Nada wants to speak. <laughs> Nada, are you there? Um, yeah, I was trying to get off the back channel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you go in, they get stuck. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. Like, this is such a very important topic, but it, it is an, a topic that is very often misconstrued, you know, by many. And I just want to say shout out to Jamal. And the mound that you were trying to mention, I don't know if he's still in the room, is actually New Grange. I am actually living in Ireland, and he was talking about New Grange being one of the oldest. That's sites. it, Nada. That's it. Yeah, yeah it's older than it's older than Egypt. Yeah, I live in Ireland, and it's it's strange. I always ask why was I brought to this country because I am actually of the Khoisan tribe in um in Africa. My great my great grandmother was a Khoi. She was a proper Khoi Khoi. And if you know anything about history, the Khoisan are one of the oldest tribes, older than the Moors. Like I listen every day in these rooms and, you know, people seem to only focus on the Moors and focus on Egypt. But um, Adam's calendar in South Africa is one of the oldest megalithic sites in the world. It's older than the e Egypt um, pyramids. It's older than Newgrange. And the Khoisan tribe, they interestingly have three types of bloodline within one particular tribe. They have the ABO within the tribe. And you'd find a Khoisan man, like my opa, he was my great grandfather. He had, he was like maybe a bit darker than me. He had really tight curls, right? Um, very woolly type hair and blue, blue eyes. And it's, it's, it's strange within the tribe, like you get, you know, people that, have blue eyes, but they're African looking. And they were the indigenous tribe in Cape Town when the white settlers came, right? They were one of the first um, tribes in South Africa before the Bantu, before the Zulu came, before the um, Kosas came, before every other tribe came. Because remember the Bantu and the Zulu were part of, I mean, the Zulu and the Kosa and the Shona and the Ndebele, they were part of the Bantu tribes who migrated from the, um, the, the northern part of Africa right down as far as Southern Africa, whereas the Khoisan, they were indigenous to that part of the territory. So I just thought I'd add that um, we were talking about, you know, all these bloodlines and tribes. You know, I, I know many people are so focused on the Moors, but they are way older tribes in Africa. And I am 
honored to be one of them. And, you know, like, I think people need to do more history. And like what Brother Jamal was saying, again, the point I wanted to make about Ireland is that me living in Ireland, I managed to see the culture. Like if you go to some places, there's a place called Bandrati. The structures of the huts that they constructed are so similar um, to the ones from where I come from, you know, in, in, in Southern Africa. They are so similar and how they lived and communed with these huts is very similar to the African traditional um, villages. Um, and when I did a presentation in college, uh, because I had to do some presentation about where I'm from, and I mentioned Great Zimbabwe, and I was mentioning, you know, all the different megalithic sites where I'm from, and a lot of the Irish people could relate, and they now started showing me their similar sites in Ireland, which could literally be identical to what I was seeing in Africa. So I think we need to move away from this mindset, like what Jamal was saying. I know we have this black-white system in our minds, but truthfully, a lot of these Caucasian people are so mixed up, in particular the Irish. In fact, I say these are the Africans of Europe <laughs> because of just how they are. They remind me a lot of you know people from Southern Africa. And I had lined my plane there. Thank you, Lisa, for the space. Hey, well, um, Hey, one second. Um, you know, I, I, I've I've been caught up in the football games and stuff, so I haven't been speaking. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, the the course, uh, the Corson and the um, um, and the Twa. Yeah, they're they're the they're the oldest um, Homo sapiens, you know, that are on this planet currently. But uh, I just heard not not a speaking. So I said Jamal said that would the uh. The New Range monuments you say are older than uh, the the Great Pyramid of Giza. Yeah, it's called New Range. No, no, there. Uh, no, how? Um, I, I have a I have a concrete age for that pyramid, and uh, and I'll, I'll tell you how I got that concrete age. But why do you say the New 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 Range mounds are older than the Great Pyramid of Giza? Like, how how old are the New Range mounds? Jamal, you there? Yeah, I don't think he's there, Brandon. He might have stepped away to get that chocolate shake he was ordering. <laughs> oh, does not does not concur with that? I didn't concur. I was just saying to him that the name that he was looking for is New Grange. I don't know how old Newgrange is, but I can tell you, like with regards to the Adams calendar, it's they they classifying it as maybe two hundred and fifty thousand years. So that's something different. What's up, not any, but what? Who shouted? What? I I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't hear you. Uh, not a, you know, somebody was shouting, and I see Jamal's back too. So. I'll... You can ask Jamal because Jamal, I just mentioned New Grange because he was asking what's the name, and I was yo. the name's New Grange. But okay, no, but before Jamal step in, Jamal, real quick, she mentioned Adam's calendar. Wait, hold on, hold on, Pro, Pro, real quick, Pro, real quick, hold on, Jamal. So the 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 dating that that I researched said it was fifty two to fifty five thousand years old or fifty five hundred, and According to the research that I've done, the the pyramids are forty two. So if you if you have other information, please correct me. Yeah, I do. Okay, so you know, um, so as um, you know, yeah, you're you're well aware of you know, um, um, the you know the the Kemites 
Um, they they come, you know, from the areas of our modern day terms, you know, we call it Sudan uh, in Ethiopia. Um, but now there, the uh, the Dinka tribe, which is currently in in Sudan, in Sudan and some others, um, they there, there's recording of them talking about this, and they record that, um, you know, we have to for this information we go we have to go to the constellations. Now we know one constellation takes about twenty five thousand eight hundred and fifty years, give or take, to pass through. And the yes. Dinka, yeah, the, the Dinka tribe, uh, the Dinka tribe says that there has there has been ten constellations that have passed since the building of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Now, if we multiply twenty five thousand eight hundred and fifty by ten, that gives us two hundred and fifty eight thousand and five hundred years. How do you know that? I just talked. You just said Dink, by the way Dinka of the stars. The, the Dinkas record by way of the stars. The ancient, yeah. so, most of those ancient African so that, that, I just, civilizations. I, I said I, I I said that I mentioned that I mentioned the constellations. Yeah, right. They that they have an oru. They have before there was written there was oru. So, yeah. but no, that, no, have, no, 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 that ain't true. That ain't true. Yes, it is. Before you referring started, to Carrie's book, are you referring to Carrie's book? God, man, and the word made flesh. I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm not referring to God, uh, God man. I know I know what you're talking. Yeah, I, I have God man and the word made, made flesh. Great book. Also, if you know if uh, if everyone in this room, if you don't have that book, I highly implore you to get that book. Definitely. That's right, what, what what is what is the oldest writing form of writing on on the planet? How far back? It depends it who you ask, man. Because they've got they've got Tiffin the in oldest, the caves of Morocco that go back no, 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 fifty thousand no. years. I said, I said the oldest. Listen to the question. The oldest writing system on the planet. Yeah, you got you got the metal nature. Sumerian tablet. Uh, no, the Tiffin uh, the <laughs> North African is also no, I, has it right, fifteen thousand so, years so ago. Sister, so, so the sister. The oldest saying, language would be the art. That's, that's thank you, thank you, thank you. Right, the rock art. That's where it started. The, and you have to record from that. But from it developed from that into what became the cuneiform or the hieroglyphs and all the other forms of writing that came about later. Right. So when you talk you about writing or oral oral stories being told and written stories being told, man was speaking way before they started writing. Yeah, we're not. I no one's disputing the information that was passed down, you know, early and stuff. And I, and I say, you know, when, no, someone did this. Wait, when you pray, hold on, let me, let me, let me finish. Not you, bro. Not you, Tim. Someone yeah. else disputed that. I, I'm early this tradition. Brandon. This Brandon. I'm not Tim. Okay. Well, so, someone else so, is saying that the oral so traditions we, are not are not older than the, the written traditions, the written uh, stories. So, so 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 when you when you when you say oldest form of writing. What exactly do you, do you mean? Do you mean writing with with alphabets and all those things? Meaning that as Clarify far as right. human, as far as humans is concerned, and being able to record or document or you know to put down something, right? What is the oldest on so, any continent? So 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 you don't so 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 you don't consider the metal nature documents. 
Can, can I do this, Brevin? Can I do rock. this to, for the both rock, of you? The rock painter is not older than Perard, peep this. Check this out. This is this is this is Lisa's room. Lisa has a subject. The subject is about RH negative blood. And I know we're going into a bill that if y'all opened up a room tomorrow and you was talking about this, I would not only be in there sharing what I know, I would also be willing to learn information. But if we can just stick to what she asked, which is this whole idea that if there's RH negative blood inside of royal families, especially in Europe. There's RH negative blood inside of her and her family. I've got it in my family. We've got it in various families. Does that mean that we all have a similar connection genetically? The reason, the reason why those those traits, one thing, who knows about Hold on, you blood? can't, okay, so you can't, Parar. You, you have to let everyone finish. You can't cut them off. We gave you a lot of Let me of just hate. ask two questions. No, 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 Two questions, no, just two no, more questions. No, Parar, no, no. Because um, I gave you a lot of grace and space to speak in this room today. I mean, I think you went for 20 minutes, maybe even 30, and you were dropping a lot of great gems. But right now, we do need to move on. Um, Jamal was reset in the room. And so go ahead and finish, Jamal. Then we're going to go to Dr. Matilda, who's going to um, head to the queue to get some of the people that have not had an opportunity to speak that would like to chime in. Go ahead, Jamal. Finish up. Yeah, I just want to say welcome to the Matrix Unveil. This is uh, here with my sister, Lisa Guthrie. If you are not following her, please do so. She has subjects uh, on a regular basis, very fascinating, thought-provoking topics. Uh, please tap in and hit that little green house at the top and follow the Matrix Unveiled. And the uh, discussion today is about RH negative blood. Is this the Holy Grail bloodline? So drop it. And, and real and real quick before someone speaks, I just want to add on to, you know, Jamal's reset of the room and tell people uh, definitely if you're not tapped in with this club, do that and tap in and follow Lisa. She brings topics like this all the time. And I first met Lisa on this app about a year ago. And I've been I've been rocking with her ever since. Lisa is one of the smartest women that I've ever met in my life. Queen Lisa. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. And. He shares a lot of wisdom on Clubhouse, Discord, Facebook, throughout, you know, a lot of social media platforms. Um, and she is definitely not stingy with the knowledge that she has obtained through the years. So definitely please tap in with her. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, um, Jamal. And guys, please make sure you follow all my beautiful moderators here on stage. Um, you know, anybody and anybody can be a model on my stage. Y'all know how I do things in here. You know what I'm saying? So they verified as far as I'm concerned. Blue check, follow them, make sure to tap in with their social medias as well. Um, so, you know, like even like with the people that are speaking on stage that may not have a green bean. So many people in here have been please, dropping. Please, major, please. Yes, yes, yes. Who's cutting me off? <laughs> yeah, whoever, um, you know, is resonating with you on the stage. You know, make sure you tap in with them. Like Scrap says, show a little, you know, social digital currency. You know, these these people are people that you resonate with, you know, um, and that will be a part of your tribe. Like I keep saying, like I always say, how who the people that you follow on Clubhouse are really important because that's how your hallways are curated. If you want to see 
more topics like this. Generally, the people that are in this room are probably in other rooms that are talking about the same things, or they're probably running rooms like this themselves. So make sure if someone is on stage that you're, you know, resonating with, tap in with them, look at their socials, follow them here on um, um, Clubhouse as well. So with that being said, I'm going to go um, hand the mic over to Dr. Matilda. Uh, we're going to go through a really quick queue because some people were wanting to speak and then we're going to go back to an open floor. So Dr. Matilda, take it away. Okay. All right. So we have uh, nine people on the queue. Um, the first is RJ. Um, the second is A. Then the third is Amara. So we're going to take it um, threes in threes because we have nine people on the queue. So in threes, so RJ, A, and Amara. Um, hey, Matilda and uh, Lisa. So real quick, because um, I already know I already spoke before, I'm going to make it quick. <clears throat> Speaking on the subject of the uh, the Royal Bloodline, right, because I was thinking about that too. Now, from what I researched, I researched about the Draconians, Reptilians, and the actual Reptilians, right, and how somebody earlier, earlier was breaking down um, how we have Reptilian genes and stuff like that like for example the reptilian uh brain that we have you can look at the uh how we get ashy and how uh the scales of our skin uh is similar to the reptilian uh genes that they have also parthenogenesis where reptiles can give birth without any uh sex or yeah penetration or things like that uh the woman was able to do that as well <clears throat> and it's because of her uh the genes, the reptilian brain, the reptilian genes, right? So <clears throat> I think that it is a difference from the reptilian genes that we have and the reptilian genes that they have. They are draconian reptilians. The, the, I'm talking about um, the presidents, some some celebrities, um, top, top, leaders that you see uh pope the pope president uh i mean the elizabeth y'all know what i'm trying to go with this the, the the 13 royal bloodline family those beings you can look at them you can watch a lot of videos their eyes shapeshift you can shape they shapeshift a lot do a lot of things that we don't do um if you guys know about adrenochrome i'm not going to speak too much on it just look it up they do that adrenochrome stuff too as well. Um, that is how I can say that we are not the same because we are not doing what they are doing. Um, we are actually, what what I think Beyonce and all these other people are doing is they're just manipulating a lot of people into thinking that we are the same um, and trying to say that, oh, we come from a certain place or we're from a certain area. When we all, yes, we all have, you know, similarities and stuff like that but the similarities in, in terms of these top presidents celebrities and stuff like that that lisa was just talking about i don't think we um all have that same rh negative factor that they are actually talking about because we're not doing adrenochrome we're not selling our souls we're not doing the things that they are doing so that's why i say that you know we have a different bloodline it's just look into the draconians and just look into the reptilian bloodline because there's a difference. They're, the draconians they have wings, they have they have they're 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 much bigger than the reptilian bloodline than y'all are actually talking about. So that is how I can say that 
this RH negative factor doesn't is not the same like y'all think that these presidents have, um, top celebrities have um, with us. It's I'm just gonna say it's a very 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 big difference because we are not like I said doing the things that they are doing. Um, I not digress. If I could just say RJ RJ, if I could just. Matrix. Literally in the matrix. So can somebody <laughs> point out the elephant in the room for everybody? What's the elephant in the room? We we have a cue, but I'm interested. What's the elephant? The in elephant the in the Would room is that there's fifteen percent of people according to Google that are RH negative factor. And are you saying that there is three billion people or two billion people that are actually royalty? Is that what we're talking about? I'm just asking. That's a good question. That's a good question. Let's table that for now. Can you hang on to that question, um, Aiden, Dr. Aiden? Yeah, I'm I'm just asking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hang can... on hang on to that question because we want to get through the queue. Um, I'm going to hand, um, Jamal, are you back? Okay. He must've got kicked out of the room. Um, go ahead, Dr. Matilda. Who's next? Is it only the blood? The next person, the next person on the queue is, um, a, um, please let's keep our shares to three minutes stops. Okay. Thank you. Um, okay. Peace to the room. I want to just first say this is such a very important topic and I would just respect if we could stick to the topic. Um, I've been studying this for like over five years now. And like Lisa said earlier, there is not much information um, that I've found on Google, but we know, you know, the people who pay for Google are the people that control the information. Um, but what I can say is that I think when we talk about the Holy Grail, they talk about the Holy Grail being blood, but I think the Holy Grail is actually DNA markers. Um, and I think that uh, there are certain codes written in the DNA that can be traced back to what you would call the Holy Grail, the um, alchemy, the elixir, the tree of life, et cetera, et cetera. All these things that they're searching for and trying to figure out like, what does this do? But obviously the DNA is connected to the blood, but I think the overall thing is the DNA. Uh, as far as RH negative blood, um, I think it's important with this blood type that the brother was mentioning it earlier in regards to why I started searching it is as far as RH compatibility. And if you're not compatible with RHs, then, um, the mother does have to get a rogam shot. And that's why I started researching it because I know a lot of people that have miscarriages because their, uh, their blood wasn't compatible with their partners. And so they're thinking like they did something wrong. They ate something wrong or whatever the case may be, but they never even thought to think that our blood is not compatible. And that will automatically uh, result in my body or the woman's body aborting the baby. So that is a part of like that is a part of the importance when you talk about the RH negative bloodline, it being so rare and not being um and when the RH uh the rogam shot is taken, then you produce a baby that will most likely have jaundice. 
and it's just a result of RH incompatibility. But it's important in the topic. But as far as the Holy Grail bloodline, the Holy Grail is specific to DNA markers. And if you look at the bodies that have been researched, torn apart for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years, that's because researchers are looking for something in the DNA that is being passed down to say, who is this person? Uh, do they have the God gene or the VMAT2 gene or whatever the case may be? And they're trying to basically snuff it out. So the Holy Grail bloodline is important. Do I associate it with the RH negative blood? Uh, I don't, but it is important in regards to DNA. And I'm not saying that people with RNA are the RH negative blood can't have the Holy Grail bloodline, but I think it's more um, associated with DNA. So if anybody else can speak on that, I would appreciate it. Um, this topic is very important. Um, I just want to just say that the DNA is the overall and the blood is kind of like a part of it. But thank you for letting me speak today. I can chime in a little bit on that to clarify for people if anybody is interested. Can I be added to the queue also after her? Yes, go ahead. If you guys, uh, we'll allow like one or two um, comments to each, but make your comments brief. And if you want to be added to the queue, just go ahead and okay. send Dr. Nicola. So, uh, so I just wanted to clarify it for people. Oh, hold on, hold on. Guys, listen, Sorry. please. That is like my only pet peeve in this room is people talking over each other, especially talking over me when I'm trying to give instructions in the room. So please just wait till I'm done, okay? The, the I will allow... I will allow one to two responses, very brief responses to each speaker. But please remember that right now we have a queue and we want to get through the queue as quick as possible. If you'd like to be added to the queue, just go ahead and back channel Ms. Um, Dr. Matilda and she'll add you to the queue. Thank you. What? So can I clarify what the comments were just No. Made? I want to, I want to just, I just Shut would up. like to. Shut up. No, go ahead. Like if, if you're not interested, you don't have to just like throw out comments. Just leave then. Like, you know? Just put these people to the audience, guys. Just put them to the audience, please. Yeah, I'd love to respond to her, but um mine's gonna be pretty lengthy, so I, I uh, back channel Dr. Matilda. But it was in response to uh the lady that just got done speaking, but I can wait. Thank you. All right. So guys, let's just move on. Uh the next person on the queue is Amara. Amara, are you here? Yes, I'm here. Um I wanna start off by saying thank everybody for being present. Um, Lisa, thank you for holding this space. I've actually been holding this question for a while. I think you did another room and, you know, it's kind of been a lot of times you spoke on the blood type and I'm just a little bit confused. This might be a very simple question, but like you said, there's not a lot of information on Google. So um, there's been talk of the negative and the positive for the old blood. And I want to know is, are is that the HR or are those carriers and, or, or how does that exactly work? Are that, are the O and the negative completely something different or are those factors in, in that? And if anyone can answer that, I'd be so happy. Yes, they're completely different. So, you know, you have, and if um, Callie is available to speak, she can break that down for you in great, more great detail. She knows a lot about the blood, but so, O 
could be positive or negative. So the positive or negative aspect of it is is called the factor, and it's the rhesus factor. And the rhesus factor is what where you get the Rh, and the rhesus um, is the rhesus monkey. So if you're Rh negative, then you don't share a common, you know, bloodline with this original rhesus monkey. So hopefully that explains everything. I can really explain oh. it to people if somebody wants me oh. to give me like about three minutes of you know, time, I can, I can explain it. Um, well, can I just say one thing? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm on the queue, but oh, um, I just wanted to answer her, her question as far as the blood. So the blood groups and the RH are totally different. Cause, and I know people think of it as the same thing because they're important when it comes to, you know, immunogenicity and you're trying to type and screen a blood transfusion because those are the two factors that's going to kill the patient immediately. Honestly, the RH factor is more important than the blood type. Now, don't get it twisted. O is, you know, but we're talking about RH. So, you know, O is a own different kind of ball game because now you're dealing with the blood groups. But, however, when you're talking about the blood groups, that means you have, if you're A, that means you have eight antigens on your cell. If you're B, you just have B antigens. Now, if you're AB, you have both A and B antigens. Now, when you're O, it should have nothing there. And we ain't even going to talk about RH no. That's a totally different <laughs> ballgame because some people would have what you call RH null, and it's very rare. But yeah, but they're totally different. The blood groups and the RH, they're different. So the thing is, when you're getting, when you're going to get a blood transfusion, like hypothetically, say that you don't know your blood type and you're bleeding out, what are they going to do? Especially for a woman, the first thing they're going to give them is O neck because O don't have none of those antigens. It doesn't have A, it doesn't have B. So your body is not going to fight it. Now, is negative because what if you don't know if they are age negative or positive and it goes back into the, the woman and the child you know what i mean if you're negative if you're positive you're good you don't have to take rogan because you have anti-d you know but if you are negative and you have a baby that's positive it's like okay that second time you get pregnant your body's gonna attack the newborn that second time well not the first time you can get away with it the first time yeah oh, how do we find out is it, you just get your blood tested somewhere? Can you yeah, like like, at home test? Yeah, I mean, not... you can probably go to the hospital and get your blood, your, you know, get, get your blood type, and they're going to give you your blood type, and they're going to give you your RH factor. Some of us are positive for the RH factor. Some of us are negative. But it's important to note that the RH is a gene. You know what I mean? The factor is just saying, okay, you have that factor present. You have the D-antigen present. So yeah, just you know, just know that the blood type and the RH are two different things. You can get an at-home blood test um, from Amazon.com. It's called an Eldon blood card test, and in the privacy of your own home, you can prick your finger, um, apply a couple of drops of blood, and within around 15 minutes, it will not only tell you what blood type you are, but it will tell you whether you are RH negative or positive. It's around seven dollars. And um, you don't have can to. Can I please lab. explain this to people? I I'm, I'm so sorry, but can I please can I please explain this? Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. Uh, okay, I think you need to get on the queue. Okay, I will. Okay, it, it's fine. Uh, it's fine. I I don't have to explain. But there is a lot of misinformation about Rh factor and AB negative stuff Ooh, that wow. is uh that is going around, and I would just wanted to say something. Yeah, if you can get on the queue, then you have enough time to explain. 
Is it okay to ask Kylie a question and into what she just stated, or y'all don't want to allow that neither? No, we have to move on. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so the next person on the queue is Monarch. Monarch, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How y'all doing? All right. Uh, yeah, this this it's really interesting that this room is open. Like I, I've been doing research on this for a while, and it's it's like interesting that there's been like 1.9 thousand people here. There's 300 plus people here now. Um, it's really interesting that so many people are like in here. There's that. Uh, just wanted wanted to quickly comment on the left-handed thing that we were talking about like a few a while back. Um, I don't know if that's related to the Rh negative Rh negative, um, blood so-called type. Um. But for myself, uh, in, in grade school, I uh, just quick quickly, um, uh, my teacher just told all the students, you know, grab grab whatever writing utensil you have, you know, write the letter A B C with one hand and write it with the other hand, and whatever hand you feel more comfortable with, uh, use that hand. For myself, it was my left hand. Um, but then when I spoke to a bunch of my other friends and and family, they told me that you know the professor or the teacher just told them that they have to write with their right hand. So I think I found that very interesting. So I don't know if that was just like a happened, like a chant by chance thing or destiny, whatever. Um, but the RH thing, um, the uh, the RH negative blood type and the Holy Grail bloodline. Uh, yeah, I find it interesting how that, you know, there's, yeah, there's not that much information on it and you can test for it. Um, but then also it's like, um, I think a lot of things have been lost in like the sands of time. Like, you know, there's, there's probably like information that we don't have access to in the material plane um, because maybe whatever was written in certain stone just got destroyed. Right. So um, maybe there's something older than Metanature or something older than the pyramids that may have gotten destroyed um, that we just don't know, or was written in some scroll that got thrown overboard into the bottom of the ocean and some sealed treasure chest or something. So there's that too. Um, but yeah, that's it. I just landed a plane there. Thanks. All right. Thank you. That was so, and that was short and sweet. Okay. So the next person on the queue is, um, the interpreter. Are you, are you there? The interpreter, interpreter, are you there? I see you. Are you there? <laughs> <laughs> all right so we have to we have to move on all right um team yes all right your mic is yours thank you so uh i actually have a bloodline um i'm descended from from the habsburgs uh, my grandfather's brother has the, the documentation um, and the Habsburgs, of course, have many claims um, said to be uh, related to Charlemagne, said to be related to the bloodlines of Jesus and his family, said to also be related to Julius Gaius, well, Gaius Julius Caesar. Um, and <clears throat> also the Merovingians. I have negative O blood type i also came out of the womb with jaundice and um they also claim 
to be related or descended from Marduk, the Babylonian chief god of Marduk, right? Which happens to be depicted as a uh, this reptilian or draconian figure. Uh, on the walls, it would it would look like uh, a dragon or a serpent. Um, the Latin translation of that would be Mars, so the god of war. Um, it's it's quite interesting that these are the claims that they 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 have. Uh, the Habsburg family um, ruled over the Holy Roman Empire for hundreds of years, um, and of course they claim they they can go back all the way to antiquity to these these uh, you know the whatever you want to call them the gods the fallen angels uh, the different uh, extraterrestrials that came here. But what's interesting is they also were chemists. They were alchemists. They Their goal was to find the Philosopher's Stone um, and turn base metals into, into gold. Their interest in gold is, is uh, subjective. Because um, there's said in the Sumerian tablets that there was hybrids created to mine gold, but uh, gold apparently has health benefits that when people drink, um, it does many different things to the body. But uh, yeah, this is this is all. Uh, it's this is fascinating because um, everything in my family's descended. Well, my family is like surrounded upon in this and then i find this group it's 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 credible but yeah i just wanted to put that out there if anybody knew really the interest of why they wanted gold because from my understanding um you know the anunnaki wanted to uh use the gold to repair their atmosphere other people claim that they drank the gold which i've you know i've done that right i've drinking gold um and i've you know felt these experiences but some claim you could live forever or uh, gain, you know, uh, extra abilities, psychic abilities and things like that from the gold. But, um, yeah, th- that, that's that's all I wanted to say. Okay. All right. Thank you, Tim. Okay. Interpreter, I'm going to come back to you. Are you are you back? The interpreter, are you back? Okay. Just get I'm past more. them. They get one chance. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They get one chance to call them two times, and if they don't come off their mics, then they miss their turn. Because I'm ready to get back to the open floor. I'm here. Um, yeah, I was so let's keep going. On my phone. I'm here. Go ahead, go Can ahead. The mic is yours. All right, cool. All right, so um, I'm thinking about the information that's all being shared. So I give myself interpretation to myself and I I ask questions. So I wanna I wanna just uh share a little bit of the information how I interpret it and give my question to the room. Anyone can go and I'm be three minutes. So um I hear that it's important about the DNA versus the bloodline and I heard a person say that they have this type of bloodline 
connected to Jesus. I, be, I believe I heard that. I don't know for sure if I really heard that correctly. And um, I, I was concerned about the writing information. And the symbolism is a, a major form of writing that's not considered as writing and we read. And I was just thinking about uh, our sensory system being a part of the original formatting of writing and reading. And our interpretation matters when it comes to what is writing and reading, our self-interpretation, because a lot of people don't read information and they don't write information because they don't know. And we're sharing a lot of information in this room right now. So a lot of us is reading and writing off of sensory um, interpretation. I'm gonna land my plane right there. Okay, thank you. Oh, 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 I just want to say one more thing. One more thing. I forgot. One more thing I want to say real quick. Um, the bloodlines um, in Scotland is very spooky because uh, Scotland is like surrounded by nothing but masons. And it's weird. So if anybody have any information about Scotland and that and the bloodlines from that point, it would be very uh, uh, helpful for me. Thank you. Okay, all right. Um, Kath? Kath Gomez? I, I, I'm here. Thanks, Dr. Matilda. Um, the mic um, is yeah, here. I just wanted... Can you hear me? Yeah, the mic is yours. Oh, great. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to make um, a, just a quick, uh, a, a quick uh, comment that the room has been great. I love... Um, I always love talking about RH negative. Um, as well, because we all are truth seekers to find out about this bloodline. But I just wanted to bring up, because so many of us have mentioned about um, red hair, um, and we've also been talking about, um, you know, the uh, an RH positive mother can have an RH negative child and vice versa and all this stuff, but it's all, it all comes down to genetics and bloodlines, right? I just wanted to um, say that for everybody in the room, I don't know if you've taken certain DNA tests if you have redheads in your family, but you might have RH negative blood right now and not have red hair, but you could be a carrier of the MC1R gene. There are a lot of people that carry the gene. It's a very dormant gene. Um, I'm the only redhead in my family for a couple of generations. Um, so although you might not have red hair or maybe you have red in your hair, um, I would just um, tell everybody to keep a lookout for an MC1R gene because you have to have two MC1R people, you know, two people carrying the gene to even produce a redhead. So, and then to be RH negative to boot, you know. I just thought I'd add that in there. Oh, peace thank you peace to that. the room. Can I just mention something to the brother who asked about Scotland? If you DM me. I can I can take you deep with that because my grandfather uh, was born in Montrose, Scotland. So I would hey, love um, to. Jamal, we want you to get into that right as soon as we get through this queue. <laughs> if you want, if you want to, if you feel like I'll it, I'll be honored to. Yeah, because I want to know more about that as well. Because like even like my last name, which is from you know my dad's side of the family, um, you know I was doing some. I didn't do any DNA, um, genealogy or anything like that, but. Um, I did find like the 
Iris got, you know, coat of arms over there. And, you know, so there's, I don't know what's going on with that. So I would love to hear more. Um, I think a lot of times we don't look to that area of the world um, for DNA, but like Nada said, like um, with the, the Twa people, um, they had a lot of um, origins there, you know, in that region <laughs> of the world. So I would really love to hear more about that. And I think it would be great um, for the room. But yeah, go ahead back to Dr. Matilda. Thank you so much, Dr. Matilda. You're welcome. All right. So the next on the queue is um, Indigenous. Indigenous, are you here? Yes, I'm here. Thank you for inviting me to the stage. Hi, everybody. Yeah, I just wanted to make a statement. Um, I just heard someone mention, uh, I think, something about Ireland and having red hair in your family. While I do have um, that in my um, family lineage, my uncles and aunts, as a matter of fact, had red hair and freckles. And since I've been doing research, family history research, I found out that we do have Irish ancestry. Uh, so yes, that is a very common feature. <laughs> I have 18 uncles and aunts who I had because some of them passed away and some of them notably did have red hair and freckles. So, and I just found out through an aunt who I spoke with that we indeed do have Irish ancestry. And um, also found out that I'm related to Henrietta Lacks. And um, in her book called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, it states that she has RH blood type. Uh, I am AB positive. My mother's A plus, and my son is um, O type. I'm not sure if he's O positive or O negative. That means he can donate to anyone, and he's, he used to donate his blood quite often to the Red Cross. So um, all I want to say in just is that, oh, well, I wanted to say another thing. Since I've been doing family research, I found out that my clan is Drummond, and um, that's part of royalty. I literally just found out that I am related to um, Princess Diana. She's my ancestor. And um, again, I'm also related to Henrietta Lacks. I don't know if most people know, but she is the woman who donated, well, her cells were taken by John Hopkins University to be used in scientific research. And uh, her cells have been known to cure cancer and other things, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I just want to state for the record, you know, I, I have been doing a lot of research. I belong to other clubs, but I took a break from them because this one sounded quite interesting. When I saw the title of the room, it said uh, RH negative, bloodline, holy grail. And by the way, I am left-handed, and I'm also related to Obama. But my question is, is I think I heard someone say earlier that the RH blood type is associated with mostly uh, European people. So I just want to kind of demystify that because, again, Henrietta Lacks um, has RH blood type. And if you... Get her book, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. You will see that in there. And I, I mute my mic with that. Yeah, so RH positive blood type is mostly related to European people. And so what happens is through the, the mixing of different races or what have you, you can be black um, or a person with color and you can be RH positive. So um, when we talk about RH negative blood, like people that are born with O blood types, that's the oldest bloodline, period. Um, you can do your own study on that and you'll find out that it is the oldest bloodline. As people, def you know, uh, create um, lives, new lives or whatever with people who are not within their bloodlines, then you will start seeing different um, people that are people of color or black, whatever, um, that have um, RH positive blood. But people who have like do you mean RH, do you mean orange negative no you'll see like people as they're integrating with different people they'll uh -huh. have that orange positive blood because you have these different uh european genes or um uh, 
mixtures rather, I don't want to say genes, but mixtures rather that cause the blood type to be RH positive, right? Because of the mixing. But outside of that, like that, one of the reasons why people who are specifically women who are RH negative when they're trying to have a conceive, right? Um, what typically happens when they're conceiving with someone who is RH positive is that um, their body starts to attack uh, the fetus because it's uh, the body looks at it as something that's not supposed to be there. And so you'll find like, a lot of so you'll find a lot of women who are having um, issues with miscarriage and things of that nature. Sorry for the trick. I, I didn't give a trigger warning. But for women who are having problems conceiving, a lot of times, and I'm not saying all the time, but a lot of times it's because their body is actually attacking the fetus because it doesn't see that it's, it doesn't think that it's something that's supposed to be there. And you find that more likely to happen in women who have RH negative blood um, and they're conceiving with someone who has a RH positive blood type. I'm done. That's true. Someone messaged me in the back channel and, you know, you know, she said that she didn't know why she was miscarrying for 10 years um, with, um, you know, and then the only children that she was able to actually have was um, the children that, you know, were RH um, negative like her. Um, so she wasn't informed by any doctors or anything that she had this. So that's something that's really important for you guys to know. Okay, so we have nine more people in the queue. However, you guys, I'm so sorry to inform you that we're going to have to do like a part two of this room. Um, I think I'll probably do it tomorrow. So make sure you're following the club. Uh, make sure you're following myself and make sure you tap in with the Discord because after we're done with this conversation, we're going to head over to Discord and we're, we're going to do another um, like a recap of this room or a wind down of this room. Um, that's where we generally congregate. So make sure you click the link at the top and you can tap in with that and make sure you follow the podcast. So unfortunately we're gonna shut the room down in, at 9.30. So we're gonna do two more people in the queue and then we're gonna go to Jamal and then we're gonna close out. Go ahead, Dr. Matilda. All right. Um, the next on the queue is, um, is it Mason or Macon? How do you pronounce it? Mason? Mason, are you here? Okay, I can see her. All right, um, Kali, you're up next. Okay, well, Kali. I'm not going to be, yep, yeah, I'm just going to be real, real, real quick because I kind of said what I wanted to say. But as far as, I wanted to bring it back to the, you know, as far as blood typing. But um, the thing is, this happens because, you know, there's two alleles. You know what I mean? Whenever you're dealing with genes, you have two copies. So, this can go in a variety of fashion. You know, as you know, uh, RH negative is a recessive gene. RH positive is dominant. That, that's true. This is, this is facts. You know what I mean? So if you mix with somebody who is has the D antigen, I don't want to say RH because in science and blood banging, it's called D. It's called the D antigen. It's not called RH. But when you mate with somebody who has that D antigen and y'all have kids, that D antigen is dominant. So that means most of your kids, depending on what your alleles is looking like, it can, you know, can vary. But let's just say both of your genes, meaning that there are RH negative or D negative, and you mix with somebody who has that one that's positive is a dominant gene. But you know, um, I just, you know, I, I just feel as though we look on the scope of. RH negative being something, you know, demonic. And you know what I mean? I just feel as though, you know, knowing that it has an origin, you know what I mean? And whereas everything has a shadow side, you know, there's also a good side to it. You know what I mean? Because I feel as though 
when you're dealing with that nestling part of you, you know what I mean? Because we all got it, but I, particularly R is negative. You're dealing with the nestling, that, that reptilian complex. That reptilian complex is instinctual. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's not nothing is bad. I, honestly, I feel like we need to tap into it, everybody, like on a healthy level. But yeah, but if you, more of the story is if you mess with somebody who has that D-energy and your kids is going to be RH positive. So that means if you're negative and your child is positive, yeah, you don't have, I know I said this before, but it's just important to note that the blood group is different from RH factor. They're not the same thing. So yes, let's uh-huh. remember that. <laughs> Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, the next on the queue is um, Cyber. Cyber, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody in the room. Thank you, Matilda, and most definitely Lisa. Um, make sure y'all following the Matrix Unveiled. I've been in this room for some time before I even managed to say anything, and I'm going to just keep it real brief. Um, it was a little confusion where it was some talking over but for the most part, this is a room where you're going to gain a lot of information. I would have your pen and pad ready and, and definitely check out a lot of the replays. You know, go back and see that there's a lot of good topics and deep information. And uh, some of the confusion, in my opinion, was based around, I heard it mentioned, there's two ways that you can approach this thing where you can look at the division or how, you know, it separates. Or you can look at it where there's a unification and there's a part where everybody has a part to play in this thing as a whole and there's something that has interceded that is keeping a certain flow and i heard somebody mention that it's being wiped away right now and a lot of that is in the whole black and white perception because nothing is black and white god didn't even create this thing in black and white so to think in a manner we're even we're either thinking in in the manner of the construct that is being constructed that is keeping the confusion going or we're going to allow ourselves to utilize everything that we're here and bring all of this information together because there is something uh may mel or i'm, I'm kind of losing her name she said the one that just mentioned the information about the effects of trying to reproduce there's something cosmic about this thing where we're trying to we're talking about two spirits coming to two people coming together and they're bringing another vessel into this three-dimensional realm there's something that's been going on for a long time and i even think not to go left field but with the jab there's something where they're trying to stop something that's going on with the blood it's all connected with the blood even where it went left where we start talking about blood types where we talk about the proteins when we're talking about the rh positive and negative so keep I'm, I'm gonna leave it there but i'm just gonna say um i think everybody does have a part to play in getting more research as far as the lineage and the the signs and the symbols that we're seeing where we're, we're seeing because there's a lot of usurping going from people representing themselves to be something and being told that there's something versus finding out what it really is or why people are using these symbols or, you know, I heard people speak of their lineages and having different crests and things of that nature. Those signs and symbols are the importance of also decoding the message going with, uh, Jabbar and, and as as well as uh, the guy that's going to take the floor right now that's about to blow it out of the water and give us some information on Ireland because all of this thing we're still all a part of the same story there's a lot of intermingling that happened between multiple people so and, and I'm gonna just leave it there but thank you guys all right thank you uh okay Lynn you're up next Lynn with um double N Lynn 
Okay. Later. It's okay. We're going to go ahead and move on to no Jamal. Okay. Yep. Tika, yep. you're up next. No, we're done. We're done with the queue. Okay. Done, oh, I was in the queue, but okay. I, I know. I know. I said a few minutes ago that we're going to wrap up the queue. We're going to do a part two, guys. Can I be tomorrow. in the next queue? We're going to do a part two tomorrow, guys. So make sure you're following the club. Make sure you're following myself um, and all the moms on the stage. That way, when we open up the room tomorrow, that um, you guys will be notified immediately and you can come in. Because uh, we have been here going on almost five hours now, and I do have to shut the room down just so that the replays can save so that people can re-listen to it. A lot of great gems were shared in this room today. So we want to make sure that we can capture for for posterity's sake and it will be on the podcast. So click the link at the click <laughs> click the link at the top um, and make sure that you tap in with the podcast um, on whichever platform that you're on. And definitely um, tap into the Discord because we're going to head over there as soon as we shut this room down um, to continue the discussion. And then, we'll, like I said, we'll do a part two of the room tomorrow. So um, right now I'm going to give the mic to Jamal. Jamal's going to be the last person to speak um, to go ahead and give us a breakdown of um, Ireland. Jamal, are you there? Yeah, 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 I'm here. And I, I, I find it so fitting. First of all, thank you, Lisa. <clears throat> and Cyber, I, I, I concur with you. And would like to build on that they that you spoke about. So I just want y'all to just think about the the linguistic uh, patterns in the words that I'm about to tell y'all. Genetics, genome, genocide, genesis, origin, indigenous, genius, engine, Gentile, gynecology, vagina, the gin and the gyne and the gyne. This whole aspect of the gin is a, a reference to um, an entity that seems to, on one hand, be a trickster to humanity and keep us in the dark about certain things. But on the other hand, much like Surah 72 in the Quran shows, and in uh, ancient pre-Arabic uh, text shows that this energy is neither good nor evil. It just simply mirrors what is in the deepest part of our hearts and our souls. And whatever we are looking to manifest, it actually amplifies that. It's a feminine energy. That's why it's connected to to gin and gyne and, and, and guy and jai and vagina and, and, and words like that from the, from the feminine body. And it is energy that will give us the reality that we are calling forth. So if we're calling forth reality to find a commonality with others, then it will bring forth that information. If we're looking hey, to, Jamal, separate, Jamal, to separate and to be You got to fix your microphone um, because uh, we can't hear you. Is, is it? Is it? It was not working. Deep Matrix. Okay, I don't know. Can yeah, I... just fix your mic and um, go ahead and continue. Yeah, so I'm going to see if this other phone is going to let me. You clear now. Come on, that sounds, line better. Is that better? That sounds amazing. Yeah. Okay, okay. So this whole, I, I don't know where I where I, I ended at, but this idea of um, being, being connected to the gym. You know what I'm saying? I I feel like the gin 
is the black in the middle of all of our eyes, you know, and as we feed it life and as we get light, it we went expands, back to make right? So one of the, 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 okay, so here, I'm, I'm going to hold on. Oh, yeah, this is the same, like, you know, when you drop these gems, then, you know, the Matrix wants to intervene um, and throw some glitches in there. But we're not having that. Come through, Jamal. Come through. Okay, am I on this mic now? Am I on this mic now? Can can you hear me? Yeah, try that, because I hear a feedback. Yeah, go ahead, Jamal. Okay, All all right, so this is a better one. So, the, the thing that I want to encourage people is to feed your information, feed the blackness in the middle of your eye with information that is tied into you finding the commonality in your genetics and in your origin, because we're all mixed with so many different genetic lines, right? So one of the lines that I mix with is um, Keltoy or the ancient Irish Hibernian lineage. My grandfather, uh, Bishop Kennard, was was born in Montreux, Scotland. And, you know, I'm related to James Bruce of Kennard. If anybody doesn't know that, he's the the the, the Scottish um, uh, adventurer who was the one who discovered the Book of Enoch and brought it to the Scottish Rite, you know. So I've looked deeply into the genetics and the history and cosmology of both the Scottish people and the Keltoy people. And what I'd like to do is give you guys some references so that you can look them up. And so that next time we meet and we convene, y'all will have this information that I'm giving you. The first channel that on YouTube is called Mind Unveiled. Mind Unveiled is, is a, a wealth of information about the connection between the Formors, the um, Hibernians, and the ancient pre-Celtic people. That word Celtic was a, a, a bastardization of, uh, of a word that was called the Keltoy, okay? And while it's true that many kind of Eurocentric people have hijacked that term Celtic, what you're really dealing with is the ancient people of Hibernia, and they are connected to the Formors. The original people of the Irish Isles were the Formors and the Picts and the Tuathadudanin. Now, the Tuathadudanin are connected to the Twa. And this gives reference to the um, the papyrus of the celestial cow. And this is the story of Sekhmet attempting to destroy all of the known world at that time in ancient Kemet and turning all the 42 nation states against each other. People think that it was just one tribe in Egypt or in, in Tameri or in Kemet. It was 42 gnomes. It was 42 nation states. There were 42 different nations that came together to create ancient Tameri. Many of those nations were, um, or the majority of those nations were from uh, the Horn of Africa, from Nubia and from um, from uh, Somalia and from the land of Punt. But there were also those who were from Lake Chad, which no longer exists because it's underneath the Sahara Desert. They were from the Amazigh and the Libyan people and the Berber people. They were they were proto-Celtic people, Keltoy people. They part of the Carthaginian people were also connected to the Scottish and Irish people. There were melanated people in the Irish Isles 
hundreds of thousands of years ago. Okay. And so the, there's a book called Atlantis, the Antidiluvian World by Ignatius, Ignatius Donnelly. I think it was written in 1864. They have the PDF online that you can get. Just look that up. And he shows irrevocable proof that the ancient Irish people have a, a genetic structure and also a linguistic structure and an alphabet that's connected to the North Africans, that's connected to the Meduneter, that's connected to the Hongxin people in China, that's connected to the people in South America, the Chiapanic people, such as the Mayans and the Aztecs and the Incans. There's information out there, if you are open to it, if that's what you want to feed your gin to show you the connection that we all have. And lastly, I just want to say this, the, the sleeping giant that nobody talks about on either side is the ancient Irish, Celtic, and uh, North African connection to the Dogon and to the people of the Mountains of the Moon in Uganda. There, there are connections to people who traveled the world whenever there was a, a, a cataclysm, whenever the empire started set tripping and killing its people, there were people that jumped on boats and they took off and they went to the, 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 um, the, the shores of Florida and connected with the Yamasi and the Olmec and the Choctaw and the Chickasaw. And they connected with the Tsalagi Cherokee as brought out in the book Old World Roots of the Cherokee by Donald Yates. Like there is so much information out there that you will not find online. And all you have to do is, is wake it up. And if you're open to it, it will seep into your dreams. You'll start to decompress DNA that you didn't even know you had. And when you start going into the mythologies of these people and the cosmologies of the, these people and what stars, star systems they were connected to, what monoliths they created, what trees they were connected to, because in the ancient Celtic uh, tradition, they had an astrology based on the trees. Now, guess what? There's a group of people in Ethiopia called the Oromo. The Oromo people are the original indigenous people of Ethiopia. They're older than the Tigray, and they're older than the Amhara, and they are the original Kushite people, and they have an astrology that's connected to the trees. So with that, I'll land. Can I please ask him a question, Lisa, about the Keltoids and the Hiberians? I, I didn't catch that first part of what you were saying. Thank you. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead and ask your question. Well, my question was, um, you know, um, Akhenaten's daughter, her name was Skoda. And yes. um, from what I read, yeah. And so how can you, like, can you build on that about the connection to Nova Scotia and Akhenaten's daughter? I would love to. And That's very the, dear you, to you me. You mentioned Keltoid and the Hiberians. Can you please repeat I that? I would be happy to. So my great-grandmother is Mama Mary Scott who lived to 109 in uh, Tennessee outside Chattanooga, and I got to spend my 13th summer with her. And my grandfather, Edward Scott, my, my mom's maiden name is Scott. My son's middle name is Scott, as is my daughter's. That name is very special to me because Scota was actually uh, a princess of the royal family, uh, as she said, from the family of Akhenaten from the 18th dynasty. Now, there was a mass exodus at the close of the 18th dynasty because there was a priesthood that was taking over that wanted to support the military. In fact, the 19th dynasty of Kemet, which was um, the pharaoh Horemheb, he was the first non, 
uh, royal uh, person to sit on that throne. And what he did was militarize ancient Kemet. And he required all left-handed people who at that time, the scribes and the artisans and, and many of the, like, the Jed or the Jedi, that's where you get that from, were left-handed. If you had a left-handed child and the left hand was dominant, that gave you access to uh, schools of learning and and um, initiatory practices within ancient Kemet because at that particular time, all of that ancient world knew that people who were left-handed had a very, very different perspective. We use our right brains, you know what I'm saying? Whereas left hand, right-handed people use their left brain. And so when Horemhead came in the 19th dynasty, he actually was part of the assassination team that killed uh, Tutankhamun. He required that all left-handed men fight right-handed. Why did he do this? Because if if you strike a man with an Egyptian blade with your right hand, you sever the head and the heart. Therefore, that person can no, no never come back in their in their story and their mythology and their cosmology. That person could not come back and reincarnate to attack you. Whereas up until that point, if a left-handed person struck you, you did not sever the head and the heart. So therefore, that person had an opportunity to reincarnate. And maybe they reincarnate as your brother. Maybe they reincarnate as your son. Maybe they'd, re- they'd reincarnate as a friend. So it wasn't a view that you had to eternally destroy your enemy. Horemheb changed that. And as a result, there was a mass exodus out of ancient Kemet. And Scotia and her husband, I think, Gathalus, um, some people say that he is the story of um, Tut, um, uh, Tut Moses, who actually became the story of Moses and that whole story that got hijacked by the Jews to, to leave Egypt. Um, they went to Spain. They went to Gaul. That's why it's called the Port of Gaul or Gathalus. And then he, she went up into Scotland or, or Scotia because there were Twa that were there to meet her. You know, Eric the Red, when he sailed along the Irish Isle, said that he saw these, these little black-skinned people dressed in white garments. Those were the Twa, the Tuatha Du Dani. And the Tuatha Du Dani were the people of the, the, the mountains of the moon and from the Congo, and they're connected to the um, the um, the Sands people down in South Africa. These were the the little people who didn't see themselves as separate from this earth. They saw themselves as an integral part and as um, a steward of the land. And so, this is the 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 god Bes B E S that you see in ancient Kemet. He's the only deity who you see a frontal picture of and he has his tongue sticking out right and so best is connected to these what they would call pygmy people or twa people and during the time of the papyrus of the celestial cow when sekhmet was creating chaos in in kemet that might actually just been a meteor shower or solar sunspots something was happening where people were dying and freaking out and turning against each other these little people left. They left with all the people who didn't want to fight. They left with all left-handed people, all the mystical people and their families who wanted to who wanted to get out of that situation in those 42 nation states. And many of them went back to West Africa. 
Many of them went down to South Africa. Many of them went into the interior of Africa. Many of them went into Yemen. And then there was a group of them that, along with Scotia, went up to Scotland. And there's actually a grave in, um, I think it's Ireland, but it's a Scottish grave to uh, Scotia. And Scotia also had emissaries that went over into Nova Scotia. And that's what they named Nova Scotia after. So, yes, she was a, a comedic priestess and a princess of royal blood. So, you know, there's a whole genetic structure within the Keltoy people and the Scottish people that, like, would blow your mind if only you would, like, research it. And this is what I, I was telling the one brother when he was talking about, like, Europeans in caves. Like, no, you had civilized people on the continent of Europe who were connected genetically to Africa and to the 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 uh, indigenous people over here in the Amer- Americas, you know. And the Tsalagi Cherokee are someone who I encourage y'all to look up. The book is Old World Roots of the Cherokee by Donald Yates. Like that book goes deep into the genetic markers and also the mythology and the history of the the Tsalagi people who say that they came from a land far off when there was a destruction and they came on boats. Were they from Kemet or ancient Egypt? I want to add to what you said is that, um, so like we celebrate or people celebrate St. Patrick's Day, right? Um, When we talk about black people specifically, black people have brought indigenous to every area of this world, period. Um, So when we're talking about St. Patrick, right? We're actually like, if you celebrate St. Patrick's Day, you're celebrating the genocide of the black people that were indigenous to that land and so a lot of people like because there were still twa people there and so what happened was um he came in they invaded of course colonized whatever and a lot of those people that were living in that land escaped to other lands it wasn't that they just moved or that they or that they just migrated right um So that is literally the celebration of St. Patrick's Day. It's the genocide of the original people within that land. A lot of times when we use the word European, right, we automatically associate that with people um, that uh, lack, well, I'm not going to say lack melanin, but people who are not uh, what we would consider black today or people Melanin recessive. Right. And so... That was what he did. He, him and his arm, army came in. They slaughtered those people and uh, did a mass genocide on those people. So when we're celebrating St. Patrick's Day, we're literally celebrating um, the slaughter and genocide of Black people, people that um, were indigenous to that land. So I wanted to add that to the conversation, um, specifically because I know that um a lot of us kind of like, you know, we participate in these things and we don't understand what we're actually participating in. Yeah, real quick. Uh, Thank you so much, G. No, no, no. We're, I'm sorry, you guys. I really have to shut this room down. We have been here since 4.30. It's now 9.30. Five hours of great information. I want to thank you guys so, so very much for being here. Jamal, I just want to shout you out. Parar, I want to shout you out as well. Um, I got so many back channels um, about, you know, the amazing information that you shared, Jamal. Um, And so, you know, people want to learn so much more. We're going to do a part two, you guys, because obviously this conversation is needed. You know, I really, 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 really hate that we can't go go on any longer. But right now, 
the recordings do need to be saved. Um, and so we're going to go ahead and shut the room down. You can um, definitely reach out to me as soon as I find out what time tomorrow I'll put it on the calendar. Um, you'll get notified, <clears throat> excuse me, as long as you're following me and following the club. Please be sure to follow all the moderators on the stage. Um, please be make, make sure to give Jamal a follow um, because wherever he goes, he takes this kind of information with him. Okay. Um, so, you know, and I think he definitely deserves that. Follow anyone on the stage that you resonate with that has been adding information, you know, and, you know, that way you can tap in and continue to connect with those individuals and continue to build your tribe on this beautiful community. So um, with that being said, uh, we're going to head over to the discord where we'll, we'll do like a little, um, you know, uh, back chat about this room that we just had. So if you guys want to be a part of that, click the link at the top, join the discord. Um, and also uh, make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast. Um, this, the replays will be up on there. Um, in a day or two, <clears throat> give me some time because I have some other episodes I need to upload and I'm working on getting everything done. So, um, any one or two final comments, uh, and then we're going to close the room down guys. Lisa, I have thank, thank you again for bringing me to the stage. No, I have one final comment. Thanks a lot, Lisa. If you guys follow her. Awesome. Thank you, Lisa. Sure Hello. Make sure that Amazing room. Amazing. If you, Start a room. Much if love. You, if you guys follow her podcast, make sure that Thanks you rate it, that you leave comments, all of that great stuff so that her podcast can go to the top of the search engine um, under the categories that she has it mapped under. Um, let's show, let's give her that currency. Like, let's don't just listen. Let's rate. Let's leave comments. Let's tell people how awesome it actually is so that other people outside of Clubhouse, outside of the Discord or whatever can also be in, uh receiving this information. So that was my last comment. Thank you, Lisa, for hosting this space. You know, I love you and I know I love how much research you're doing. You guys should definitely subscribe to this Discord as well because you'll get a lot of value. I'm done. Love the whole room title. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. And I love you all. And I always say that um, the smartest people in Clubhouse are a part of the Matrix Unveiled. And I'm not just saying that. You guys witnessed it firsthand today. You witness it every time you come into this room um, and you join us for these discussions. So let's keep going, guys. You know, we're at a time now where, you know, um, we need to unveil the matrix. Our world is changing. Um, and I think this topic of blood and bloodlines, um, especially given the fact that, um, you know, we're dealing with issues with um, the vaccines that are, you know, may or may not be, um, you know, changing you know, doing something to the, the current blood structure that we all have as human beings, possibly. Remember at the beginning of this room, I, did, if, I know everybody wasn't here when I started this discussion. However, I did say that, you know, most of this information that would be shared in here, a lot of it, I couldn't prove to be factual. So I just wanted to reiterate that because I don't want to be accused of spreading misinformation or anything like that. You are definitely, um, open, you should actually be doing your own research. This is just, you know, like a primer, a conversation. Um, Jamal dropped many, many, many references. And so, you know, let your fingers do the walking on Google, you know, go order some books um, and, you know, start learning about the topics that interest you. With that being said, thank you guys so much for being here. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll see each other again soon. Bye now. Likewise. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode with our great content, 
and the amazing guests that we bring on the show, be sure to click to subscribe so you're notified every time we have a new episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at matrix underscore unveiled and tap into our link tree where you can join our Discord communities as well as our Clubhouse communities and everywhere that you can find us on the internet. Thank you so much once again for listening.